Hey, Jacob, you want to feel old? I do. I already feel old enough as it is. <laughs> Every movie we're going to be discussing today is more than... I think the most recent is like uh, from 91. It's like, that's, you're talking 26 years. We're, I was in high school when a couple of these movies were on, and I feel bad. I feel old. My legs hurt just talking about it. Oh, good God. Well, to be fair, I mean, some of these franchises, I wasn't even... Well, one of them, I wasn't even born yet. I was still, you know, just a baby. Man, shut I was up. still sitting around. Shut I, up, I, I, No, you should. <laughs> not you shut up. <laughs> um, this episode, we're going to be discussing cartoons based on movies. And we try to call the list down. Eventually, we're going to have to probably do another one. Because uh, there's so many that I forgot about. I forgot about Men in Black, which is the 20, 20th anniversary of Men in Black. 25th anniversary of Mighty Ducks. We got the Rambo cartoon. Uh, we tried to find Karate Kid, but good God, uh, that's hard to find. Uh, what are the other ones we're thinking about? Oh well, no wait, no. Uh, Chuck Norris and the Karate Commandos. Uh, that's that's practically Delta Force, a kid's yeah. version of Delta Force. We, we really. should never do this. But, don't, don't, don't bring this into our house. Don't hurt us like. I'm this. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are your, are your ears bleeding just from the mention of it? I am, and but it's also because I'm on <laughs> my, my period. <laughs> My bad. Oh, shit. I'm so sorry. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. It's so offensive. It's so wrong. <laughs> I go, what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay, so uh, this episode, we're going to be discussing the Robocop series. We're going to be discussing... All right, and... What? Huh? I said, and we're going to be discussing both, right? The Marvel and then the uh, Alpha Commando series? Correct. Uh, Police Academy, Back to the Future, and Bill and Ted. Okay. Was All right, let's get it on. Let's go. The Come on. hell was that sound? Was your engine needing oil? Or was that a wee That was more of a yee, not a wee. Mm. A yee. You know, like with a Y. You know, the oh. command, Bobby. The Tigers are playing tonight. So what's it going to be? Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> I still can't help but laugh my ass off at that line. <laughs> um, so Thank you. Here, here's the weird thing is, the very first podcast that we did 400 some episodes ago was doing a commentary track for Robocop 2, which we talked about the other movies, but that was three and a half years ago. So it's good to have another conversation about one of the greatest but most frustrating film franchises of all time. Oh, good God, especially when it comes to frustrating after two. Jesus. Uh, oh, my God. We'll be discussing the movies, we'll also be discussing the cartoons they're based on. Um, Robocop was this massive thing that came out of nowhere, summer of 1987. And this is a summer you and I have discussed before that was filled to the brim with great movies, and all of them very successful. You know, we got Dragnet, Untouchables, Harry and the Hendersons, uh, Lost Boys. Sadly, Monster Squad might be the one, the elusive one that was not a hit. Stakeout. Uh, there's so many, so many long lists of great films that came out that summer. Raising Arizona, Overboard. And quite personally for me, Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe flop, but still amazing. I mean, I know. It, it's gotten better. Oddly enough, it's gotten better. I don't know how it's possible that a Canon Pictures film has gotten better after. Like, what? That's nuts, because usually they get shittier every year. <laughs> you old Canon films, I'm not too surprised. Superman Which. Death Wish 3, 4. I mean, I love you, Charles Bronson, but oh my god. Yeah, but those are, Hell, those even, are trashy I, fun. Those are garbage, but fun garbage. But Master Universe is actually, like, holding up as a legitimately... Like, if it wasn't done by Canon Pictures, 
Mind you, it was released by Warner Brothers in theaters, but it was produced by Canon Pictures. If it was done differently, I guarantee you that it would, it would hold up better, at least in people's minds. Oh, yeah, definitely. I honestly thought, well, they kept taking away from the, uh, you know, budget because of for uh, Superman 4, and they were trying to, sh- they were about to shut the film down, but Gary Goddard's like, no, I have to finish this film. Uh, Gary Goddard Plus, did Masters, not Superman. No, I know, oh, okay. but Gary Goddard had to finish uh, Masters of the Universe, that's what I'm saying. You know what's weird? Is I'm looking at something here that I haven't seen in forever, uh, and it's actually somehow connected to Masters of the Universe in 1987. Uh, I found a Honey Nut Cheerios pencil with my name etched in gold on it. I got a pack of like 12 of them that summer. As like you know, you know, you used to send it. You remember you used to cut it stuff out of the box and send it in. This is one. Oh of yeah. That's still here. How? There's no, there's no teeth marks. It's never been used. It's never been sharpened. The racer's a little bit dirty. Uh, this is bizarro. It's like it was frozen in time. It's a time paradox. Oh, crap. A we got to fix it. Paradox, oh, shoot, we're gonna paradox. <laughs> oh, crap. Marty, we have to go back and fix this. <laughs> Not uh, yet, so, Doc. So let's start off with, hi, G, Doc. I don't know how. I, you remember David Spade used to do the perfect Michael J. Fox impression? Oh, yeah. Oh my god! Especially on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, oh yeah. man, I died of laughter. Uh, Robocop. <laughs> oh my god, Doc! You can't contain the music. Can't contain the universe inside of a marble. <laughs> uh, Robocop yeah. is one of the very first R-rated movies I ever watched. I went to I went with my parents to a friend's house, and I don't know if they were playing cards or whatever. It didn't matter. Uh, one of the guys there was like, "Yeah, yeah, HBO. Just go ahead and flip it over. It's 5:41." I'm like, "HBO," because we were poor. We were dirt poor. Uh, even though right. ideally, if you looked at how much my father was working, we should have been super rich, but he wasn't. We were poor, lived in an okay neighborhood, but still poor. And um, yeah. so I watched Lost Boys and RoboCop. Both sat with me because of the gore. I was just like, this is nuts. But it also captured my imagination. I got to see all of Lost Boys, but I only got to see the last quarter of RoboCop. Basically, like uh, in the, yeah. the abandoned warehouse, or what do you, what do you call those? Not warehouse. Um, Oh, that coke uh, plant. Yeah, it's a refinery. Oh, no, wait, no. It's a steel mill. Yeah, that's the old steel mill. And uh, that really sat with me, and I was fascinated by it. I wouldn't be able to see the whole of part one for years. It would play on Fox. I would watch it there. And then Robocop 2 I rented, but I never got to see the first Robocop in its its R-rated, uncut version. And then there's a director's cut version. You've seen this, correct? Yes, I have. It's just just a little bit more... uh, gore in some sequences and blood. Paul yeah. Verhoeven loves violence in film, but <laughs> where he lived in his country, I forget. Where's he from again? Is he like Norway, Sweden, or Denmark? No, I want to say it's... Where he couldn't make a... He's Dutch. Where's West Dutch? Amsterdam? I believe so. Fuck, I should have paid attention in high school. If I wasn't masturbating so much, I would have uh, passed a lot of classes. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't... Uh, well, shit, I don't have much of an excuse. Shit. I was just a little baby. Anyway, no, you're, uh, that's, I was introduced to Robocop 2 first, and then I eventually saw the first one. And the first one, I was like, when I saw, like, as a kid, you know, seeing Murphy being blown away to shit, you know, his arm blown off and shot up to shit. Oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. The, uh, yeah. the Shout Factory is one of the greatest DVD specialty companies out there, and they just released the trilogy on Blu-ray. Now... Uh, first one, masterpiece. Everything works, even the jokes. The second one, you love, but I have issues with because I think it, it ditches a lot of the, the quality jokes and gets really, really bleak. And that's kind of Frank Miller's style anyway. 
but I've never been a huge fan of Frank Miller, so I think that was kind of off-putting. And three, you know, you and I are so frustrated with part three. I don't know, man. PG-13, really? Odd. I understand that you're trying to, you know, market Robocop to kids. Well, the problem is... It anyway, like full-on kid mode? Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's just full-on kid mode. Like, ugh, God, it just didn't work. Some of the, like, technological... Where he gets a thing. That was awesome. I mean, he does have to upgrade. Well, here's the problem. Yes, the the, right? the jetpack is amazing. Uh, the new weapons are cool. The rocket launcher. But what bothers me is at this point, Marvel has gotten a hold of RoboCop. They've done the comic book series. There's video games, and now there's this animated series in eighty. I want to say it's eighty eight, not eighty nine. Uh, as part of the Marvel Hour, which was Dino Riders, uh, old Spider Man episodes, and RoboCop. And by then, I think Orion, right. which was hurting for cash, decided, hey, let's lower this down to PG-13. The only problem is you can make a great PG-13 movie, but you neutered it by specifically making it for kids, not just PG-13 audiences. Oh, yeah, oh, of course. I mean, especially when you know that the RoboCop franchise is based off a hardcore, you know, you know gory, action-loving audience. Yeah, I, um, I'm trying to think. What was the one thing that really bugged me? I, I mean, I really like the samurai stuff. What also kind of hurt is that the budget was dropped significantly. The first one cost $13 million. The second one cost 30 And I believe part three cost 20 But they're trying to present ideas that would have cost 30 on a $20 million budget. So everything just kind of looks a little half done. Right, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it doesn't kind of make sense. And also, the way that um, Robert John Burke kind of like the, uh, approached the movements... For RoboCop, he wasn't as fluid as Peter Weller was. Peter Weller took the role very seriously, you know, when he was preparing for to be RoboCop. You know, he would like practice, like you know, with you know, using these miming techniques with an actual mime, you know, to prepare to play RoboCop. You know, getting the robotic movements down, turning the head and then turning his body. Yeah. You know, very different yet so you know fluid and smooth, not so you know stereotypically you know robotic. Well, what also sucked yeah. is that uh, they kept the same suit, yet Peter Weller is smaller than Robert John Burke by like three inches. So Robert John Burke had to crush himself down in a suit where he could barely move, and apparently he was in agony the entire time. Oh, shit. I no wonder why. Like, they couldn't sit, they couldn't make him another suit? Uh, yeah, they're Come so on, cheap, man. they wouldn't. And I don't think they did for the TV series either. Did you watch the Canadian TV series? Uh, I watched a few episodes on sci-fi. I remember uh, there was one episode in particular where... Uh, he worked with his father to take down a bomber. And, um, yeah, no, the suit didn't look any different. And then there was also the uh, miniseries films where uh, that were just so cheap and oh, just yeah. so, so god-awful. Yeah. It's, uh, well, what happened was Orion went out of business. And like a lot of these companies that were making big-budget movies but end up like tripping over their own feet, like Caracol and Canon and stuff like that, they had to sign the rights yeah. to their stuff off. So like American Ninja 5 is a kid movie. It's supposed to be Kid Ninja or something like that, or uh, Brother Ninja. I can't remember. Um, and then, uh, you know, the Caracol went out of business. They sold off Rambo and Total Recall and Universal Soldier. And then when um, Orion went out of business, they basically just sold it to a company, I think, called Fireworks in Canada. And they had hardly any money. So they just did, like, this four – it was, like, four movies as a miniseries. Uh, and, um, God, I can't remember the fucking name of it. Um but it was like $2 million for a two-hour movie. And it's like, it's RoboCop. That's like Prime the directives. entire opening sequence. What is it? Prime Directives. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, they had to take out to take out an AI that was destroying the city, and then there was one other RoboCop that was built um, to help out. You know, uh, oh gosh, yeah, I keep forgetting the guy's name, but he ends up shutting off Murphy before he goes in and destroys the AI himself. Yeah, I like to call that and one Robo Fraud. Yeah, no, that's exactly how I felt. Ooh, Robo Flop. Robo Flop is better. Robo shit. Just, just call it what it is. Just don't mm. like, you can't disguise it as anything else. It's just, it's just shit. It's just garbage. Uh, the company that produced the company that produced the first RoboCop animated series uh, is called Acom, which is uh, the founder is Nelson Shin, who is the director of the Fantastic Transformers the movie, and like eight thousand other things that we have watched. And I am shocked. I think I'm the wrong person. I think I'm an idiot. I don't see this under his. <laughs> okay, pretend I didn't say that. I could be wrong. Um, so uh, the shows that he produced during our youth, which uh, I can't believe I've never even mentioned this company on the show before, but it's stunning. Animaniacs, Arthur, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Batman the Animated Series, Bebe's Kids. Oh, wait, hold on. It was hired but not in post-production. Interesting. Bucky O'Hare, Conan the Adventurer, Crash Bandicoot. Wow, was there a Crash Bandicoot? Oh, yeah, Conan the Adventurer. I remember that. Dino Riders, I had no idea. What? Dragonflies, I remember. I had like a VHS of that. I even had like the even had an action. Did you guys hear that? That was creepy. Jacob turned to a robot. That's disturbing. Jacob, did you transform? I know. I'm slowly becoming a cybernetic organ. Gosh, I wish if I could transform, I transform into a 1970 Pontiac Firebird. Ah. Did I say 1970? Oh gosh, my. Ugh. I'd be a I'm being scrambled metal. because <laughs> see, it's that. Wait, no, it's that. It's that uh, cybernetic virus, just like an X-Men. It's what infects Cable. <laughs> uh, Mission oh, Hill. Let's see. Land Before Time films. Uh, Gem. Invasion America. G.I. Joe Extreme. Earthworm Jim. Exosquad. Spiral Zone. Skeleton Warrior. Savage Dragon. Silver Surfer. You, and they all kind of have the same look. Right. One that I don't particularly care for. I did not like the first RoboCop series. Uh, how did you feel about it? I felt like the animation could be a lot better, especially with the voice acting. Oh my gosh, it's just so generic and screams like, you know, stereotypical Saturday morning 80s cartoon. Also, I had a little difference with the color scheme. Like, his gun was not gray, it was black, as were his hands and his forearm. That is BS. I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it. I don't um, recognize a single voice actor in this whole thing. Yeah, no, I didn't know who any of those people were either. I was like, uh, they don't sound. Uh, uh, familiar at all maybe from filmation what do you think of the remake oh uh from 2014 yeah actually i i really enjoyed it though i thought um the the, the whole uh robocop riding on a motor reminded me of uh, alpha commando a bit because in the alpha commando robocop's awoken into the future and you know retrofitted and all like more high-tech and adaptable yeah, I, I really enjoy the second series, Alpha Commando. Again, another show that only lasted like less than a year. Um, I, I wish that it had a longer run because I feel like it it had a better tone. Wow. Yeah, no, it definitely had a better tone. I thought it was a lot more fun to watch. I was always looking forward to it every time I went up to uh, either my house or you know watching like Saturday mornings at my grandma's in Auburn. Yeah. This is another one where I can't seem to find anybody who voiced it or worked on it that I know. The, it, it, clearly, MGM, at the end of its run, just licensing out to the cheapest company, but at least this time, the series was well-written. Oh, yeah, for sure. In particular, episode where they created Alex Murphy's uh, 
recreated his entire body and he was human for a while. I haven't got that far. I only got about five episodes. Again, I, I think I remember... Well, damn it all. Forget I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you ruined it, jerk. But, um, I know. What you gonna do about it? Hmm? Uh, bad boys, bad anyway. boys. What you gonna uh, yeah, do? Yeah, about the 2014 remake. What you gonna do when they come for you? Oh, gosh, I'm so glad they didn't add that in this new RoboCop film. I'm glad they didn't make it too jokey. I will say this. As far as the political joking commentary on it, that... But there wasn't that. <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was like a little tribute to uh, Alpha Com- the Alpha Commando series, and I thought it kind of handled itself a little smarter uh, as far as like terms of like you know Alex actually you know having control over his own body and remembering exactly who he was, no memory loss or anything like that. And then there was um yeah the whole uh, intention of uh, Michael uh, the addition of Michael Keaton was awesome too. It's like the guy who ends up becoming the villain and. I was hoping maybe eventually, if it's successful enough, it would uh, have a crossover of Robocop versus Terminator. Yeah, you and I were but discussing that would be the craziest, like, best thing ever. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, Considering how domestically Robocop didn't do that well, well, also, it was bad release timing. It was released in February, and SpongeBob held Dominion over that month. <laughs> it's always kids' movie month. Yeah, you know, the first time <laughs> I saw the remake, I was really, Wait. like, surprised. Like, it was smarter, but I watched it the second time, and I was like... I'm not having any fun. I'm not having fun at all. This and, and I thought the stars were kind of like distracting. Well, I, as far as the political jokes went, I thought that was very uh, upheld, especially by Samuel L. Jackson being the Pat O'Reilly like right wing dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh wait, wait, I was wrong. No, it wasn't uh, SpongeBob that year. It was the Lego Movie. Oh well, you know that's deserved. Then Lego Movie's much better. That's, that's a great flick. That is. It's yeah. It's so entertaining. It's so fun. Everything is awesome. Okay, stop there. <laughs> and we wouldn't have Batman no. uh, Lego movie. And then we have Ninjago coming up, which looks pretty solid. Have you seen the trailer for that one? Yes. Because <laughs> I have. I remember Dave Franco being the main character. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, my name's Lloyd, Dad. No, it's Lloyd. I named you. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Uh, so speaking of cops, uh, Police Academy, you know, there's like, what? Eight movies total. There was a TV series and an animated series, which I had the action figures for. But this is really low-rent bullshit that I was really hard for me to sit through. How did you feel about it? Uh, the Police Academy cartoon... Well, Police Academy always had, like, this... Um, had this kind of, you know, cartoonish... Like, these cartoonish elements to it, which I thought made it funny. Especially with the... Not only the um, Michael Winslow's sound effects, but... Um, Oh, gosh, what was the big guy's name? Tackleberry. Hightower. Oh, Hightower, okay. Yeah, Hightower, straight up. <laughs> like, that guy could break down anything, smash through walls. He has this super strength. And then there's uh, that one friend who's, like, the short one with the glasses. Sweet Chuck. Sweet Chuck. Uh, <laughs> I like him, like, the first movie, like, his wife's, like, going through all the neighbor expenses and all that, hanging onto the car. And, like, nothing really, she doesn't get really, no matter what happens, like, she's, she doesn't get hurt. I'm like, dude, she'd be killed. This is definitely cartoonish. Um, um, so, so yeah, it would kind of make sense to uh, kind of, you know, turn it into an animated series and go off of gimmicks and jokes like that. Yeah, I'm looking at this. However, it's, it's a Ruby Spears production, so they always kind of went low rent anyway when they weren't doing shows for a network. This was syndicated, so you're talking 65 episodes in one season. they got to rip this stuff out as fast as possible. I just, I don't know. I know the movies are not gems. Um, I love them with 
a guilty pleasure kind of feel to it. Uh, but the cartoon was pretty unwatchable, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I was I was just wondering when the uh, when these episodes were over. Yeah, the uh, this takes place kind of in that world that exists between four and five. Carrie Mahoney is still a character, even though they would ditch him in five. Same thing as Zed and Sweet Chuck. Both of them were in two, three, and four, and not in part five and six. Uh, no, no, not five and six. I remember one guy came back for six, which is actually a pretty good Police Academy movie. The reason part five destroyed the franchise is A, Steve Gutenberg is gone, and then B, having the, the, the mission take place down in Miami was a, a stupid idea. Always keep it in the city. I mean, true. It worked for Reno 911, but not so much not so much Police Academy. Yeah, I mean, it was worse, though, when they went to Russia. Holy shit, that's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I know. I'm like, I'm sorry, Ron Perlman, yet they had to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and they had that weird Tetris thing going on. I think it's like the Tetris game was supposed to be some sort of key. I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, it's so bad I don't even remember it. I'm so glad I don't. Uh, yeah, um, was R-rated, still... which is kind of funny considering it launched a cartoon, is that it was another one of those R-rated movies that launched a kid's cartoon. But by the time the cartoon came around, the movies had descended into PG land. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it definitely did. Because I remember, like, especially uh, part two, like when we first got to see Zed, he was like the leader of the he was like the leader of the gang that they ended up taking out. And yeah, I just didn't find it as you know boundary pushing as the first one did. Yeah, well, and the first one also had Kim Cattrall. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Here, Colin Camp, I think, is in the sequel. And I remember I was listening to some podcast where Bill Paxton was offered Zed's role in Police Academy Two. So he had a choice of doing uh, Weird Science or Police Academy. No, 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 I'm sorry. It was Aliens and Police Academy 2. Uh, Police Academy 2 was going to be a fast shoot. Aliens was going to be a long shoot, but the quality would show. So he was going to spend either two months on Police Academy or six months on Aliens, and he chose the right project. Personally, I think so, too. I mean, look how successful Aliens was. I mean, usually with James Cameron, when he wants to make a sequel, he takes his time because he wants to get it right and make it uh, bigger and better. There is one thing... I mean, look at uh, Terminator 2. Yeah, totally. How uh, that take? Well, the problem with James Cameron now is the fact that he seems to have to top himself off every single time, and therefore he takes a decade or more to make a movie. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a quality product. I can't, get, I can't say too mad. I mean, box office-wise, he could definitely... He topped him. He keeps topping himself. Yeah. I mean, especially with Avatar. But, again, I think that's as, as far... Uh, Box office wise, yeah, he can keep topping himself, but critically wise, I don't think he'll do as much as he did Titanic. No, well, he keeps doing these Avatar movies now. He says, "Oh, we're doing Avatar two, then Avatar three, and then Avatar four and five. Like, look, how about we see if people even want an Avatar two before you start doing an Avatar five? Exactly. Let's just see. Hopefully, part two will be a huge success. So, Police Academy. But, uh, is you know, the- they're talking about relaunching Police Academy with Key and Peel, and I think they have now walked away from it. But I think it would have been great with two fresh voices like that. Oh, God, yes. It definitely would have. I mean, I did not know they were walking away from it. I mean, what, because it was in uh, Product Hell? Or, uh, either, yeah, uh, Production Hell, Hell or maybe Warner Brothers just demanded other things out of them. Um, you, you don't want... A lot of these old comedies, they either played down, which would be considered... I don't know if you consider that um, minstrelism. Um, but there is one scene that would never, ever appear in a new Police Academy movie, and it's this one right here. 
the leather daddy scene, which was played in like I think three of the movies. Like they constantly found themselves back at that bar playing this music, but oh god, <laughs> yeah, no, that would not happen. Mm-mm. Well, in this day and age, again, you'd have to make it R-rated. Yeah. Constantly find themselves back at this Blue Oyster bar. him with a different captain wait no god what is that guy's name i can't remember that okay so part two uh i'm gonna get his name because i feel like a douchebag for not knowing this uh you know he's on the closer now um and he was in mannequin switcher and he had a dog named rambo yeah, he did. Oh gosh, I can't. Re- I know, I can't remember the actor's name either. Um, okay, so he was off shooting Rustler's Rhapsody with the director of Police Academy, which is a great movie with Tom Berenger. It's a parody of like singing cowboy movies. That's super specific, but it's a funny film. Um, uh, Andy Griffith plays the villain, and uh, uh, he's so dastardly, but at the same time, he can't bring himself to cuss because he's he knows he's Andy Griffith. So he, instead of swearing, he's always like, "Oh, gee whiz." <laughs> G.W. Bailey. That's it. Thank you, G.W. Bailey. Yeah, he got replaced for parts two and three, and he comes back for four. And uh, I I really actually quite like his character. But, um, of course, we have uh, Sweet Chuck and Zed, which are fun playing off each other because one is completely reserved and one is a complete extrovert. Uh, We have Larvell Jones, who I would consider the second lead. Would you? Oh, Larvell Jones? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Him Him and Mahoney, for sure. When they replaced him with Matt McCoy in, pi- in 5 and 6, now I have no issues with Matt McCoy. I think he is actually shown to be a, an excellent actor. He's on Silicon Valley here and there, and he's been amazing on Silicon Valley. But he was just so bland. He didn't have Steve Gutenberg's, like, uh, charm, you know, his witty, like, uh, prankfulness. No, I didn't. I thought he was just that one guy just because he was a rook. Do you remember no, no, um, all the pranks see, that he would play? Do you remember when he super glued the guy's hands to his head in the sh- in the shower, and they had to cut around it? Oh yeah, but he did that. Oh, yeah, but he, that's right. And then uh, what's his name? And then um, Larval Jones would like make those dog noises, and he chased them off. <laughs> and, then, and then he lost his eyebrows, I think, in three. Um, and of course, in the first one, when it was R-rated, it commented out Miss Lassard ended up getting the blowjob from the hooker, and that was a fun... There was a lot of pranks. It was, it was definitely, like, a little more risque in the first two or three. Yeah, no, definitely. Part four, I love when he, like, uh, took the super glue and put it, like, <laughs> put the, put it around the loudspeaker around his mouth, and he couldn't get it off. <laughs> or when he did the black stuff. Do you remember in the first movie when he goes flying off his, uh, motorcycle and flies into the horse's ass? <laughs> oh god i do i will have to rewatch this i mean especially after watching the cartoon i'm like i have to go back and yeah, realize well, why i like just, police academy yeah that's i'm telling you what's right with the movies and what's wrong with the cartoon is that none of these great jokes are in it uh we have lassard who's amazing 
Proctor, uh, Captain Harris, Callahan, Tackleberry, Hooks, Hightower. I don't remember Conklin. Thomas House Conklin. Oh, he was the big guy. The guy who I thought was in the Fat Boys, but apparently isn't. No. But yeah, Bubba Smith is Hightower. Yeah, Hightower had this amazing super strength. Like I said, the uh, as I mentioned earlier, the uh, again, those little cartoon gimmicks that just would not happen at all in real life. <laughs> it's like, God, I mean, I'm sure Hightower was also bulletproof, too. I'm glad how they added that into the cartoon. Yeah. They had to uh, take on Amazona. The, uh... Yeah, he had a big old like muscular wrestling chick who could like who Sweet Chuck was in love with. <laughs> to bring it back to David Spade, do you remember him being in Part Four? Oh yeah, that's right. He was like one of the skater punks. Yeah, uh, they were trying to do uh, Tony Hawk. I think was his stunt double, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, Tony Hawk was actually in the movie as like one of the uh, background skaters. Oh, okay, okay, I was wrong also. There. Yeah, Tony Hawk. Yeah, he was rising. He was a big. He was coming up a big name. And there was a, oh, yeah, and then we had David Graff as Tackleberry. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Sadly, he's that gone. Guy. And so is... Um, I know. Shit, who played Hightower again? Bubba? Bubba Smith. Bubba Smith. And he's gone. So, yeah. I mean, it would be nice to uh, see an homage before any more of them go. Because they were talking about that, doing an update of Police Academy, where all the old uh, cast members were now the teachers of the, the new Police Academy. Oh, that would be awesome, for sure. Oh, especially Callahan. Good God, how awesome would that be? God, she was. I thought she. I honestly, I thought she was hot. In it. Yep, totally. Holy crap! And then of course you got Kim Cattrall, lovely as ever. Shannon and Stone was in part uh, four. Oh, that's right, she was. Citizens on patrol. <laughs> Citizens on patrol. <laughs> and who was that one that Zed got with? I can't remember her name, but she was in Revenge of the Nerds four. Right. She played a uh, booger's uh, um, wife. Um. Oh crap! I can't remember. She was in. Um... Some show, or I think she was like a witch or something. She was a nanny and a witch, which, of course, is a convoluted 80s idea. Uh, but I can't remember her name. But yeah, you're right. She's in the one uh, Revenge of the Nerds movie that is completely unwatchable. Nerds in love. Barf. I watched it as a kid. Yeah, no, I watched it as a kid. That's about it. Uh, it wasn't... There used wasn't to be Julia a Police Montgomery, Academy movie every single year. They do this with certain franchises. Like, I think the most recent was Paranormal Activity. Before that was Saw. Um... There was uh, Friday the 13th movies every year, Friday movies every year. Police Academy is the only one that I knew that was a comedy series where there was one every single year. And I would get so excited the second I saw the trailer. This is before IMDb, really before any magazines were telling you about the production of anything. You would just happen upon a trailer. You're like, holy shit, there's another sequel. What? Oh, God, I know. Uh, I know, sequels usually take about like three years. Even back then, they did, right? Yeah, it just depended on if they were fast track, and the studio knew that they were fast and easy to produce, and uh, just burn them off every six months, get a new one in production. Oh wow! So like pretty much all those people had like no chill. No, it literally went eighty four, oh, yeah, eighty five, no. eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight, eighty nine, then stopped until ninety four. Oh, Corinne Borer, that was her name, I think. Yeah, that's right. I knew it was something in that effect, but um, there was a TV series. That was a continuation, and I think the only person that showed up on a regular basis was Michael Winslow because, you know, he needs a paycheck, and everybody loved him anyway. I don't know if anybody else showed up as a regular, just like the one-off. Callahan, I think. Yeah, I think so. Wait, no, she didn't show up, did she? I I think it was a a one-season TBS kind of show, and I I enjoy it. I know, like the Ernest movies, they're a guilty pleasure, but... uh, I don't really feel that much guilt. But when you talk about it with other people, they're like, those are shit. What are you talking about? Don't you judge me! Well, I thought... <laughs> no, I thought Police Academy was a classic, for sure. I mean, 
again, like all the little gimmicks, and Steve Gutenberg, for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, that's all you needed. And Michael, again, Michael Winslow's like, you know, little sound effects, uh, like in all the movies, especially when they take on those ninjas, and he's like acting like he, or, uh, or he's like taking on those ninjas, and he's like acting like he's a dubbed actor. Yeah. With like a, you know, heavily of a terrible English voice. Or uh, better yet, when he's pretending to be a robot. <laughs> oh yeah, part six when he falls, uh, like, oh, and he throws the stuff, and the guy's like, "What are you?" The kung fu that was part robot six? scene. Oh, God, <laughs> I have to re- I have to look that scene up. <laughs> I thought that was part four as well. Part six, right here. Uh. realize how stupid this is so this is a podcast and i'm playing a action sequence i am dumb <laughs> well it just goes to show how much we enjoy it don't we <laughs> yeah let's uh let's get right to the robot part i don't know if it's gonna play yeah he, he finds all the stuff on a on a um uh shelving unit that falls over oh shit it jammed of course, internet, sweet, sweet, sweet internet. You're always fucking with me like a, a mean, a horrible ex-girlfriend. <laughs> oh, gosh, just uh, minor setback. Minor yeah, technological uh, setback. Let's, let's move on, Police Academy. Uh, the series, like, okay, so the first three that we discussed didn't use anybody from the original movies. But the next two cartoons that we're going to talk about did, uh, they went an extra step. They went and hired the actors you know and love. And I, I think it shows there's quality writing, there's excellent voice work, and the plots are a lot better. And I'm shocked that Bill and Ted was only 21 episodes. I thought it was on a lot longer. Two seasons, two short seasons, clearly. Uh, 21 episodes, and they got Keanu, Alex, and George Carlin to do their voice work. And I actually think it's amazing. It's produced by Warner Brothers, uh, sorry, Hanna-Barbera and Deke, both excellent companies during this time period. And the stories are a lot of fun. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I re- I realized that after rewatching that entire cartoon, uh, as soon as I got Netflix, because the entire series was on there, and they'd go back in time and meet Mozart and you know see all these musical influences to help them. And, and it did come out shortly before the second one. So yeah, that's why they so still look this, had the same look from the first one. Yeah, so the second movie's not reflected. So there's no station. There's no good robot asses or bad robot asses. There's not. Um... Uh, Denomalous, the uh, old gym teacher. <laughs> the one who played Hans in Mighty Ducks. Yeah, and I think it's funny that there was a live-action version of this that lasted, like I think, like eight episodes on Fox during the summer of 92 or 3. And it's god-awful piece of shit. And thank God it, it got canceled quickly. But uh, the voice of uh, Rufus in the second season of Bill & Ted is done by Rick Overton, who would play Rufus in the live-action TV show. Oh, wow. How cool. I did not know that. I never realized that until now. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm looking at this. Uh, license, the series is out. Um, might be out of print because TGG Direct owned the rights, but I'm pretty sure they went out of business a couple of years ago. So keep an eye out for it. But I found all the episodes on YouTube. Totally worth watching. Oh, my God. There's oh, a okay. Oh, my. I got to see this. I, I can't wait for a part three. Yeah. Oh, please let there be a part three. I know. I, I was just about to. I'm just imagine. I just. I was about to mention that. I know. Even Keanu Reeves is on board. I'm like, what? Oh man, what's happening now? Post-apocalyptic. It's gonna get a little more serious. Or what? Yeah. Uh, 
he was on the Nerdist not that I, long ago to promote John Wick 2. And uh, they asked him about Bill and Ted 3, and he says, look, the script is done. We're ready. We're you know willing to do it for almost nothing. We just can't get a company to finance. We get people who are entertained by it, and they're like, hmm, well, let's start negotiating, and then it always falls through. Or falls through. Bastages. Bastage. Totally oh. bastages. I will say this. I actually had the action figures uh, from the animated TV series when I was a kid. Oh, my God. I would love to have those. I love all things Bill and Ted. I want a phone booth. I never see the phone booth available as a merch item. No. I know. I'm Surprisingly, no. That's weird. Maybe it's a war- I mean, wait. Who owns uh, the rights to Bill and Ted now? Oh, my God. Who? Who? Okay, so this is the one of the weirdest things ever. The rights for Bill and Ted started off, I want to say, with Nelson Entertainment. Nelson Entertainment had a deal with Dino De Laurentiis. Dino De Laurentiis went out of business in 88. He sold the rights off to Orion. Then Nelson went out of business after Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Then Orion went out of business uh, immediately after that. Then MGM owned the rights, but MGM has been sold. So MGM sold their catalog to Fox. But then Fox oh, sold wow. the, the home video rights to Scream, or Shout Factory. I don't know who owns the remake rights or sequel rights. I think it might just sit in limbo. Maybe the writers own it. I have no idea. Oh, dear. Yeah, and that's what's causing oh, the problem. Oh, dear. Oh, it's because of rights and whatnot. Yeah, somebody out there, I don't know who, but if it's not associated with a major company, they're not going to pony up the cost. But I believe, if I remember correctly, it was Styx Entertainment was the last company that had a, a deal with them to see if they can develop it. But Styx has had a lot of flops lately, and I don't think I cannot see them financing it. Like, what to be like a forty million dollar movie? Oh yeah, dude. That oh my god, that's pretty cheap these days. Yeah, it is. Um, but if you look at the first ones, I think the first one cost twelve, and the second one cost about twenty. Um, which is superior in your mind, part one or part two? I would have to definitely give it to part one. Part two, although they did really, I thought they went a little too far, like going into hell and then you know death and the afterlife and all that, and you know going up into heaven and all. <laughs> it was funny. Don't get me wrong. I still enjoy it and I still love it, but I'd have to give it to one. And I'm on the opposite side. I think the second one dives into this existential world where they're really getting into what makes the characters tick instead of just being the adventure. And I think the second one is much, much funnier than the first one. The first one is amazing. It's a fun ride. But most of it is about the ride, not so much the uh, who the characters really are. You actually got a point. But uh, there was some great stuff in the first one. I love the characters that cop. I, party on! Party on, dudes! <laughs> is one of my favorite lines oh, ever yeah. from Abraham Lincoln. Uh, who, who, who are the characters in the first one again? We have uh, Genghis Khan. Billy the Kid. Uh, Joan of Arc. Played by, um, from the uh, Go-Go's. Uh, Jane Wieland. Yes. Uh, you also have Socrates and Sigmund Freud. You can call me Ziggy. And Napoleon. Oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, what is it? La glace? <laughs> yeah, it's ice cream. You eat it. Eh? Oh. La glace. Yeah, that's ice cream in French. La glace. <laughs> uh, what is it? What is it he says when he's uh, bowling and he flies down the uh, lane? Uh, yeah. No, he's actually saying shit. He's yeah. Like, shit, 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 <laughs> shit. Um, uh, Missy, I mean, Mom. <laughs> Some of these lines are just fantastic. Uh Something strange oh, yeah. <laughs> going down at the Circle K, which there's Circle Ks in California, and they're nowhere else, and people don't know what that is. Yeah. So, yeah, no, of course, it took place in San Dimas, California, SoCal. 
Yeah. I mean, now it's all 7-Elevens. <laughs> anyway, yes. Circle K's. Do you even have a Circle K where you live? I think it's just 7-Elevens. Yeah. Yeah, we actually have a Circle K. It was um, near my old warehouse job it's at the Chevron gas station. Oh, okay. Oh, God. It's a very – it's fancy as fuck. <laughs> Do you remember I mean, when it looks uh, great. we were – the very first episode of Retro Rock Entertainment, which was like this weekly or biweekly news show that we did – we played the song Two Heads oh, yeah. Are Better Than One, and then we realized that it was about a, a threesome, and we're like, oh, awkward. <laughs> okay, backtrack. Sorry, didn't mean to go that far. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I was sitting there listening oh, to the words, God. and I go, I think they're talking about, oh, my God, let's stop this music right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, Beethoven. That was the other one. Yeah. Let's see if I have that song. Especially here. when they took over the mall. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was it. Do you want to dance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was, I think it was uh, extreme at the time. This is like a harder rocking song than they usually play. Yeah. And then Genevark got, you know, got mesmerized by the whole uh, aerobics thing. What's that? And then Joan of Arc got mesmerized by the whole aerobics thing. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, no, that's a good way to keep your... Wait a minute. Wouldn't there be so many time paradoxes? Do you think this is going to be part of the plot of the third one? It's like the time paradoxes they created. Yeah. Going back in time and, you know, teaching Joan of Arc and Genghis Khan and all that shit. Yeah, they're going to go back <laughs> in like, time with that knowledge. Therefore, they're going to change the future because of what they gained. Like, uh, Genghis Khan, maybe he wouldn't change so much because all he discovered was a baseball bat and a skateboard. But, you know, there's certain things like... And eat Twinkies. Yeah, I would alter reality. But, um, okay, so whenever I see the future in the first one, it seems so dreamlike. In the second one, it's like, oh, it's just a giant mall culture. Like, you're just wearing big puffy clothes, and you got shitty gym teachers trying to take over the world. Pretty much, yeah. Because he thought society was too weak and too nice and peaceful. It definitely went a little too ridiculous and as far as it goes for uh, fashion. I was like, what the fuck is that shit? Why is it all puffy and big? Look like Everybody looks like a stuffed teddy bear. But do you remember like a robotic thing? stuffed teddy bear? The first one, by Johnny Versace. The first one had so much less money, and they just had like this one futuristic sequence where they're in a room with holographic versions of them. Pretty much, yeah. It was just like this big glittery room. Yeah, it was and a pretty supposed, song, though. They're supposed to fulfill their destiny as being these great leaders, and I feel like what they're talking about part three is that they still haven't fulfilled their legacy. And they're getting frustrated. It's like, Bill and Ted hit middle age. And I don't know what they're going to call it. <laughs> yeah. Ted actually, like, you know, Ted actually went to military academy. And he got, uh, and he's all, like, a total badass. Especially after Keanu Reeves' training from, like, you know, John Wick and Matrix and all those other action movies since then. They should call it <laughs> Bill and Ted versus Time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, God. That actually would be... Wouldn't be too bad. That's that's along the lines of what it should be called. Yeah. Um, so I, I say the second one, you say the first one. I know a lot of people do not like the second one because it didn't have the same time travel adventures. Um, but I think it took the concept into a whole new direction. And I, I always wondered if there was going to be a part three, but of course, Orion Pictures went bankrupt. Keanu hit the big time with Speed. And then Alex Winter kind of disappeared he directed a little bit here and there and would act every once in a while but really for the most part you barely see him anymore i remember that movie freaks freaked oh so uh, i was gonna say that but i didn't think you know what it was 
I loved that movie. Oh god, got Bobcat Goldplate with a sock puppet. That's all he was. <laughs> I'm Ortiz, <laughs> the dog boy. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, he comes back in the end after chasing that squirrel because they're all disguised as milkman. <laughs> that's a demented, oh, fun, gosh. fun movie, and, and nobody saw it. I had the action figures from it. Oh my god, they had action figures? Yeah, in it? see, Fox, what the fuck? Fox had planned a huge release for Freaked. Uh, they were going to do it as a summer release. They had a toy line, they had comic books lined up. And then the guy who was running Fox got fired. The new guy took over, saw Freaked, and said, what the fuck is this shit? And said, uh, dump it in like 50 screens, and that was it. And I picked up a bunch of the action figures at Suncoast on clearance, like, years later. We must have found it in their warehouse. Damn. Who knows? They probably, yeah, you know, especially, like, you know, California, you know, where they, you know, you have a shitload of movie lovers would go out and find these hidden gems. Yeah, I think I sold them for, like, but 150 still, I... bucks. Holy shit, that's awesome. Right? Yeah. But for real, seriously, that new president, what the fuck is this shit? It's like, I'm sorry you lack imagination, asshole. Ah. Yeah, that guy's a dildo. Fucking idiot. Uh, uh, he reminds me of yeah, Biff. No, I love that movie. He's a, a Biff that's president, basically. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Anywho. Oh, uh, gosh. But yeah, no, Alex Winter. Um, I did uh, watch a... He did direct uh, this... Uh, made-for-TV movie that my brother loved when he was a kid because it was based off a cartoon called Ben 10. Yeah, I've heard that. He directed that. Uh, was it good? Did you enjoy it? Mm. Personally, I was kind of bummed that he didn't show my favorite uh, alien or my favorite transformation, but overall, I thought it held up. Yeah, you know, it's a made-for-TV it. movie, so I can't be expecting too much on Cartoon Network. The, uh, the last cartoon we're going to discuss, which I've already alluded to, is Back to the Future, the series. My favorite trilogy of all time. I know trilogies are kind of a questionable thing now because they keep adding on to trilogies in one way or another. Or they right. say, well, this is an eight-film series, but parts four, five, and six of Fast and the Furious is a true trilogy. Um, like a trilogy split into three trilogies. Yeah, it's, it's okay. So uh, trilogies basically right now exist as um, the... Do you count Star Wars as different trilogies combined into one story? Well, now. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, I, the original trilogy, that was great. Yeah. Second trilogy, fuck you, George Lucas. Yeah. So this new trilogy coming up, I'm excited. What trilogies, trilogies do we even have? We have Back to the Future and Matrix. Is that it? Are those the only trilogies? We have Back, we have Back to the Future, oh, Lord of the Rings. Matrix, Godfather. Lord of the Rings. Uh, well, not everybody likes God... Not a lot of people like Godfather 3. No. But still, the first two were amazing. Yeah. Um, let's... Um, see uh, uh well financially successful the first three spider-man movies uh the dark knight trilogy that's true dark um, knight trilogy is amazing what's your favorite trilogy oh god that's i have to say mm, probably the lord of the rings trilogy yeah mine goes lord of the rings dark knight and back to the future back to the future being my favorite but i have to tell you for a long time i did not care for part three i was too immature to get the nuances because they wowed you with part two Part two was this like, convoluted, massive beast of a film with everything imaginable. Most of the budget went towards that one, whereas the second one's much lower budget. But I find this, the third one to be way more enjoyable than part two now. Oh wow! Well, it did kind of it did bring an end to everything, you know, uh, especially that moment at the end where that giant new where that train just demolishes the DeLorean. Yeah. And you're like, huh? You can never see Doc again. But then. Mm. 
opens up the doorway for Uh-oh. the animated series with the very end when you see Doc Brown build a new ship. Exactly. And it's a fucking train, a time traveling train. Let's see. Uh, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think. There was another trilogy on my mind, but I cannot. It's on the tip of my tongue. The God Must Be Crazy trilogy? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You have to give, I have to give you that one. Um, Let's see. Uh, actually, I think there's like four or five. Well, we would have had a Tron trilogy. Yeah, sons of bitches. But, no. No. They did see on that. Jokes. The, um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, do you think there could be a part four if they were to focus on the children, Jules and Vern? Actually, I think so, maybe. Chris Pine, they go back- Chris Pratt as Jules and Vern, and they go back in time. To save Marty and Doc, who will only be in basically glorified cameos. Yeah, Captain Kirk and Star-Lord working together. <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. Uh, I can see it now. The uh, The cartoon is actually really well done. Spielberg had a hand in producing. Bob Gale had a hand oh, that... in writing. And we got a lot of the... Uh, well, we got, we got Christopher Lloyd back in the opening sequences, even though he didn't do the voice work. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's what I was just about to mention. I'm like, yeah, every little intro, he'd always get like scientific facts. Hell, at the end of the uh, first episode, I think it even showed Bill Nye for a second uh, explaining magnetism, and then uh, it cuts back to Christopher Lloyd, and he's like doing that little experiment, and then everything goes haywire. <laughs> uh, we have Dan Castanella, Castellaneta. Um, I think he is doing the voice of Doc. But we do have Mary Steenburgen and Thomas F. Wilson returning to do the voice. We have Alan Silvestri doing the music. Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale basically running the production. They do an excellent job, even though it only lasted two seasons, which I feel like there was so much more ground that could have been covered. Yeah, no, there definitely was. I mean, uh, again, not only just again, not only going back to the past and, you know, all the... Uh, sorry, I'm just getting a little distracted. I was just kind of watching the, the first episode for a minute. It's okay. I've been like, masturbating all, this uh, whole time. I'm not even paying attention. No wonder why you sound, no wonder why you sounded like a little worn out. <laughs> no, I ate a shit ton. The hand's hurting, isn't it now? I ate a shit ton of Arby's right before we went to air and I'm like, oh, I'm a little stuffed. I can't breathe. Ooh, winded. <laughs> I kept telling myself, put your face on, put your recording face on. And I'm like, eh. Oh, I'm not going to use this microphone. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> hey, we're almost to an hour. Oh, God. Have you read the comic books? Did I send you the comic books that were kind of like what if in the Marvel or uh, Back to Future universe? I don't think I ever got those ones. Oh, what did I do with them? Ah, no. But there's a Back to Future cartoon or uh, comic book that has explored other avenues. Like, uh, some of it takes place after the series. Some of it takes place uh, based on the video game, which I've never got to play, which I heard is really good. Um, and then some are just what-if adventures that could have taken place or may have taken place between the movies. Hmm. I'm not sure. But I do remember, actually, huh. No, wait, that's right. There was a video game, like a Telltale uh, yeah. video game of Back to the Future. I want to play it. I think it's exclusive on the GameCube or something like that. That's why I've never played it. Not GameCube. Oh, oh no, it's on a the PS3. Little fast forward. Uh, no, uh, I don't think it's exclusively for the Wii U. I think it's available for like PlayStation Three. Okay. Okay. And also the Wii U. Yeah, I want to play Multis- those. It sounds Multis- fun. System. It's one of those point. It's like an old style point and click. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that's what it is. It, it is an old style point and click, but you know, again, like the actions that uh, do occur and all the voice actors they've got. It's not uh, Michael J. Fox for Marty, but 
he does have a cameo uh, as Marty's ancestor in the 30s, hmm. which is pretty freaking cool. But like I said, this guy that does Marty is very smart on. I couldn't tell. Christopher Lloyd's back. Uh, Biff's back. Uh, I think Leah Thompson might be back. I, was, I might be wrong. Well, all those people mm. need work. So, no, I, in Telltale Games, I, I feel like they should be doing a lot more than... Like, they've done The Walking Dead, right? The video games for Walking Dead. And they've done this werewolf one they've that I played Dead, that was good. The Wolf Among Us. And they've also done... Uh, oh, yeah, the Game of Thrones one. And they also did... They've had a huge success with this Batman one. Which one's this? I don't know this one. Batman... Oh, gosh. I just saw it. Telltale... It's just got, The first one, I think, is just Telltale's Batman. Oh, okay. All right. You hear they're making a Joker movie... And then they're getting rid of Jaron Leto, and they're casting another one. And Martin Scorsese apparently is going to be producing. What is this shit? Yeah, um, I don't know that they're getting rid of Leto. I think he's. St- I think it was confirmed that he signed on. Okay. But as far as an origin story, I'm like, we already got Killing Joke. You just adapt that. Yeah, I don't. But I'm wondering if it's going to tie in with the DC universe. But I mean, knowing Scorsese's behind it, that'd be pretty awesome. It's going to be <laughs> more crime. It's going to have Joker. You, you know that it's going to be more crime. Well, it kind of goes in line with the Batman reboot. That they're doing, where it's going to be more detective than it is, uh, you know, punching and kicking. You know, it's going to be more uh, introverted than extroverted, like a TV series almost. Yeah, that's good. I know. I, I shit. I know that gets me excited. I love what Matt Reeves is going to do. I can't wait. I oh yeah, the Planet of the Apes trilogy, the late the one by Matt Reeves. Holy shit, that's a great trilogy. Yeah, I gotta see that third one, man. It'll be out in video soon, I suppose. Uh, I'll spoil nothing. I don't know. It's still pretty strong in theaters, but yeah. I, right. I have yet to see that. It is time for us. Quickly. Oh yeah, the Wolverine. What? What? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the Wolverine trilogy. The first one sucked, but it made a lot of money. Second one, better. better. Third one, great. Yeah, I gotta watch the third one. You gave it to me. I'm finally back online here. Hey, hey everybody. Uh, you might know that I finally have internet access, like a fucking grown up who lives in civilization. I lived in uh, Nowheresville for a long time, but I moved to Salem, and there's plenty of stuff to do. I can't believe that across from my workplace, which is only three blocks away. I have a video store, a very large video store, and a pretty decent-sized comic book store. It's nuts. Is it, is it time to do the happy dance? Yeah. You know, do the happy dance. We'll do the Mopezian dance of joy. Shift leg die, here. Die, 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 die. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> ah, yeah, no, that'd be ridiculous. awesome. I know. Well, one of these days, I need to take a little vacation out there. You do. It's now that I live in civilization, there's stuff to do. There's a baseball field like three miles down the road. They play uh, minor league baseball cool. called the Volcanoes. Uh, we have Kaiser Station, which is a bunch of shit, uh, you know, like movie theaters and, and Targets and stuff like that. There's plenty of places to eat. There's life oh. here. It's warm, too, instead of constant rain. I- I'm just so happy. Mm. I'm also that happy awesome. to That's announce cool. that our uh, sponsors, Zen Monster Media, is on uh, eBay. If you're looking for anything, comic books, cartoons, movies, whatnot, go there. Um, in, in video games, uh, our co-production team that does some of our shows is called Above the Airwaves. Well, Steven, uh, he has now designed these new retro video game systems out of the Raspberry Pi operating system. Pretty reasonable price, come with controllers, and they have like 2,000-something video... No, I think it's more like 3,000 video games. Uh, all the Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo, Genesis, Game Gear... Uh, Master System, Game Boy, you know, all that stuff in uh, one master chip, you know, a drive that's on there. And uh, go to their website, see if you can order those consoles. They're like 120 bucks, I think, and, and, and they're really great. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> that's all I can say about that. that like, that's my reaction. Yeah, fuck I to just, the yes. Like, it's hard for me to play the new video games now because they take uh, 18 years to get through. Uh, still playing Borderlands 2. 
Um, never gonna finish it. And uh, plus, I've been getting like weird motion sickness stuff. So I just want to kind of play some old school platformers. You know, I want to play Balloon Fight. <laughs> oh gosh, Balloon Fight, Kid Icarus. Uh, or, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, Super Mario oh, yeah. too, even though nobody else seems to be. I, I don't get why nobody likes Super Mario Bros. 2. That's where you can be Peach and Toad, right? Yeah, but it's the weird one. It's, uh, what is it? Doki Doki Panic was changed over, and just and they took it out of the character and put in the Mario characters. But, you know, climbing through the sand, I remember that. Huh. Hopping on them and picking them up was cool. Um, I remember the villains were really cool. Remember the one that was shooting? Batman Returns was an awesome game. What's the one? What's that? Batman Returns was an awesome SNES game. Yeah, that is a pretty good game. Yeah, so you got all the grades on there, and, uh... Be careful of some of those out there that you do buy because they'll say, oh, the great games, and you look at the list of 500 games that they have, and only, like, the first 20 are games you've heard of, another 20 that are kind of obscure, and then the rest are, like, cheap, shitty Android games. No, these are all legitimately the ROMs. The technology, of course, has gone public domain, so people are able to use that to design uh, many retro systems, especially since Nintendo fucked everybody over last Christmas by making a, a very, very small amount of that retro NES. And they're going to do the same thing this year with the Super NES. Uh, you know, fuck that. And uh, go find your own systems that will have all those games and it won't be so limited that they're going to charge $1,000 on eBay. True. But as far as, like, finding the actual ROM, like, all their big titles, like, when it comes to, uh, you know, Super Mario, yeah, you can't find those online. No, it's, it's a pain in the butt. So, yeah, check out that system. It's on Above the Airwaves website uh and they do an excellent podcast every sunday and um, i'm losing my voice because this is the second of a really really long day of recording um so i am going to head out check us out on facebook under retro rock entertainment or back in dunes which is just the uh episodes about cartoons and sometimes we do comic ones which you you, you and i need to do the uh, the blue beetle episode uh have you read those yet i've read that big old i've read like at least the first few chapters of the special presentation of uh, Blue Beetle. Okay, yeah. showcase present. If you get through that soon, let me know. We'll record an episode about that. And um, uh, we're going to do another episode about movies. Uh, like we said, Mighty Ducks, Men in Black. We'll try to find a couple others to go with it. And uh, I'm really hoping to hit Justice League, Super Friends, Super Powers, you know, that whole Justice League world this year. So it'll probably be uh, exactly. a multi-episode thing that we'll do. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, we'll definitely have to discuss those. I'm so dumb. I need to oh bring water God. in. What the hell is wrong with me? I'm going to have to drink my own pee. No, don't do that. It's, it's very, it's, it's very hot. Well, it, it, worked in, it worked in Waterworld. Don't World. do it. Well, that's Waterworld. That was a bullshit movie. Waterworld, the animated series. Just because Kevin Costner did it. The Further Adventures of Tin Cup. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. And I liked that movie as a kid and had some action figures, but that was it. A tin that cup? Was... Well, not tin cup, but uh, <laughs> of Waterworld. Of a Mariner and uh, the bad guy. Yeah, there's a Waterworld comic book from, I think Dark Horse did it. I want to read it. Um, okay, everybody, we're wasting time. Uh, be excellent to each other. Jacob, send us out. Namaste and good luck, my friends. All right. Ready to blast off? Yeah, normally I play our end song here, but this is the one that made our skin crawl four years ago, so I want to play this now. Hey, by the way, there's a lot of cowbell in this song. I don't need any more cowbell. Christopher Walken, do you need more cowbell? Yes, of course I do. I got a fever. The only prescription is more cowbell.
I know I should be stopping the music right now, but I was, oh, there, I accidentally did it anyway. Shit. See everybody. Welcome to episode 125. What? 125, Jacob. Oh my god. Uh, about a. Holy shit. I can't believe it. 125. That's like a quarter. Like three more. 75 more, and we get to 200. We get Will to we make more? it to 200? I was looking at our turnout this year, and we've kind of fucked with our audience. We've only done 12 episodes this year, and it's September. Good god. Right? What's up with that? I think I it's my fault. It's my fault. I'm, I'm getting uh, uh, too distracted by the other shows. So uh, I decided that I need to refocus on this show. Um, this is our bread and butter. This is our original show to really like keep going because uh, we, you know, we experimented with shows for a little bit. Uh, thank you, everybody, who keeps supporting us. I, we just had our most successful episode ever after a really, really terrible episode. Uh, the episode uh, 123 only got 85 downloads. Mind you, I barely shared it, and I didn't talk about it much. This is when uh, I was dealing with Willow's chemo and, and whatnot. And uh, the episode from last week, the car, uh, cartoons based on movies, um, episode one of that. Uh, this is episode two. Uh, that is now over 500 downloads. I know in the big scheme of things with uh, podcasts, that's terrible numbers. But for me, that's it's record it's amazing we've hit 500 on the first run episode. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I mean, gosh, I, I, I again, I think because there's a lot of hype going on for like Bill and Ted in particular. You know, the rumor of a third film coming out. I mean, everything's ready to go except for you know, as you mentioned, the getting a studio to find actually finance it. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a problem. Um, you know, getting Orion's rights. They're floating around. Somebody has them. I don't know who has them, but. Uh, you know, it, that's, I think, the biggest problem right now. Yeah. We'll have to find them and track them down the old way, won't we? We'll break somebody's leg. Get you, just, you know, get, reunite, re, uh, just reunite the cast of Goodfellas, have them go around, <laughs> and, you know, get that shit going. I mean, jo- people could still be afraid of Joe Pesci. He just needs to put, you know, dye his hair. He looks fine. He can still pull it off. <laughs> okay, so they, that was our last episode of Back in Tune. So this is the second half of... Uh, Cartoons that were based on movies. Now, I know for a fact that a couple of them were based on previous properties before that. I'm not stupid. I'm not, I don't want to hear messages saying, oh, you dumbasses existed in comic book form. I know this. But the only reason they got greenlit as a comic is because of the movies. Let's not kid ourselves. One might be questionable. So the four cartoons that we're going to be covering in this episode are Men in Black, Mighty Ducks, Rambo, and Conan uh, in his two cartoons, uh, uh, Young Warriors and uh, Conan the Adventurer. Uh, uh, of course, Conan yeah. might be the questionable one because the books were phenomenally popular throughout the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So maybe that's why the cartoon exists. But uh, let's start off with Men in Black. Right. Now, this was part of the uh, Kids WB block. I, of course, remember fondly, mainly because I was, a ki- I was a kid around that time and I enjoyed watching the Warner Brothers cartoons. They were all fantastic. And then finally, you know, seeing like you know expanded adventures of the men in black universe uh you know from comic book to film 
to, you know, now a cartoon. And the reason why I think it really got the spin-off was because of the movie. It became such a huge hit with, you know, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, and of course Vincent D'Onofrio. But, again, quite honestly, I, uh, from what I did watch and from what episodes I do remember, I definitely enjoy, uh, enjoyed it a lot more than the films. Uh, so of the three movies, how do you rank them? Okay, uh, ooh. I don't know. I never saw. I didn't think any of them were bad at all. I really enjoyed the third one with Josh Brolin as Young K. The third one but is good. The, the second one, one is I, the one that I can't get through. The second one feels like a half-done script, and Johnny Knoxville and uh, Laura Flynn Boyle are shitty villains. Yeah, no, I thought they were a little under. Patrick Warburton was a little was funny in his little part. <laughs> I do enjoy him. Yeah, a little kind of arrogant. Yeah. Um, oh God, what was his character's name in Seinfeld? Say that again. What was his character's name in Seinfeld? It was Putty. Buddy, yeah, it was pretty much that's pretty much who he was. Buddy, if he joined the many black, <laughs> <laughs> of course I could never, I can never go wrong with Patrick Warburton. No, and but he's yeah, an excellent no, um, tick. Have you watched the new Tick? No, I haven't yet. I ended up canceling for a little while, temporarily. Everybody, uh, we just got disconnected. Slight audio problem. Uh, okay, so the Tick. Um, you know, I it's really creepy and dark and weird and. Maybe that is his intention, Ben Edlund. I didn't see that in the comic book. I didn't see that in the cartoon series, and I didn't see that in the Tim or the the Patrick Warburton led series. This one is kind of strange, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. I have not made it to the second episode. If that tells you anything, yeah, I did watch the first episode when I first got it was on Prime. I thought again for me it was like the first episode was like right out of the comic book, you know, and from the very first episode with Patrick Warburton, how he meets Arthur. Yeah, but. Again, I haven't seen, I've not seen the rest of it. I can't judge it yet, but I have enjoyed just from seeing that first episode. And I, I thought, like, it was pretty funny how those superheroes died by uh, Jackie Earl Haley, you know, syphilis in the eyes. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even get that there. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Ouch. That's horrible. Yeah. Uh, you didn't have sex to do it. The, uh, so the Men in Black series, um, it's got, you could tell Men in Black is part of that change over in animation. Where the 80s, early 90s style, you know, like you see in X-Men, G.I. Joe, stuff like that, it's gone away and it's changed again. And I don't really care for the look of this. Uh, I think that's what bothers me. But it's a, it's a big production. You know, Steven Spielberg produced it. Sony released it. It's got some decent names in it. Um, Agent K is Etta Ross, who uh, maybe people will know as the villain in Red Heat, the Schwarzenegger movie. Vincent D'Onofrio did, uh, did uh, appear in an episode. I don't... Did he? Oh, he did do the bug. Okay. Bug. Um, they also had uh, Tony Shalhoub come back for a little bit. Then Billy West took over. Of course, Tony Shalhoub from Wings and Monk, and he was in the original Men in Black film. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He was in the first two, not the third one. I he Was he in the second one? I didn't remember that. Yeah, he was in the second one. He's the one who... Uh, he had that uh, makeshift machine that helped uh, get Kay's memory back. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Totally forgot about that. Uh, do you yeah, think they're done with the Men in Black? Do you think they're going to do that 21 Jump Street Men in Black crossover? <laughs> Wait, what? You've heard about this, right? The 21 Jump Street franchise kind of hit a wall. And Sony uh, proposed them taking over the Men in Black series. So those two guys are going to be new agents. Phil uh, Lord and Christopher Miller? Oh, fuck, no way. No, no, no. What? I'm talking the characters. They want, they want, um, what? Uh, what the fuck are their names? Um... Uh, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. Yeah, they want their characters to now become Men in Black. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Who, what are the names? Janko and Schmidt? I can't remember. I remember <laughs> the second one. He's like, what's yeah, your name? Schmidt my Janko. name is Jeff. <laughs> my name is Jeff. 
<laughs> yeah, Schmidt and Janko, that's who it is. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if they're going to add him to the series or not. I, I feel like it's been a few years, and the heat is kind of dying off of the 21 Jump Street franchise. But, you know, both need hits badly. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, especially with those franchises being in uh, limbo. I mean, plus, I, wait, wouldn't, Mar- wouldn't it go back to Marvel? Because they uh, were the ones who distributed that after buying the Men in Black series off of Malibu. Uh, you know what? I don't know. Um, huh. Because, you know, if Sony I'm keeps... pretty sure re- it was a Marvel problem. Well, unless, unless Sony is constantly buying up the rights. If, if they're buying it again and again... Yeah. They're not doing anything it, with it. Yeah, I mean, that's what Fox is doing with the Fantastic Four and stuff like that. How do we get on this? Oh, yeah. Um, sometimes we go off on tangents. Yeah, I just, I'm wondering if the Men in Black series is dead or not because it's made a shitload of money. The problem is it also costs a shitload of money. And, and, and I think the biggest problem is the fact that Will Smith is $25 million. Barry Sonnenfeld is probably at least 5 to 10. Tommy Lee Jones, 10 to 15. You know, and, and maybe they could do another Josh Brolin episode. I don't know how because it means they're going to have to go back in time. It's time to reinvigorate oh, yeah. the series. Maybe Men in Black can come back later with Will Smith is now in like the senior role and he's teaching someone new who's a hothead. Yeah, someone to take over for him. I'm getting too old for this shit. Fuck it. Let's, you know what? <laughs> who's a lot cheaper? Danny Glover's a lot cheaper. <laughs> Riggs. Riggs. I can't believe we're fighting these aliens. Oh, no. I don't want to kill you and you don't want to be dead. I'm going to... Yeah, but this time Mel Gibson's hunting down like other types of aliens because he's a big old racist. <laughs> God, that's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> he, he would. He probably would. I don't understand how Mel Gibson's having a comeback. I thought that Hollywood would have washed their hands of him. But now he's going to be in Daddy's Home 2 and they're talking to him about directing like these big movies. Like He got close to directing Suicide Squad 2. I don't understand... I got into an argument with someone about this, and they said, oh, it's a freedom of speech. I was like, no, that only works with the government, dum-dum. It means you won't go to prison, but you can no, definitely no, get no, fired exactly. from a job. Yeah, precisely, yeah, no. I mean, if you're getting fired from a job based on that, it's a, they're not a, they're not government-run. They're not the federal government. They're not limiting your freedom of speech. Uh, people just don't... People need to read the First Amendment, first and foremost, you know? And two, one, you could... It's like you have a right to free speech, but you're not free from criticism for being an asshole. No kidding. But I mean, he yeah. is super talented. I mean, a lot of these really crazy talented people are. Hacksaw just... Ridge. Oh God, Hacksaw Ridge. Man, that was really good. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I keep thinking about his older movies. You know, like Conspiracy Three. He's like uh, on fire in that film. Oh my God, we did it again. We are off on a tangent. Fuck it. Uh, Men in Black. Okay. Fucking Mel Gibson. <laughs> so four seasons. I didn't even know it was on for more than one. Uh, I'm assuming they kept it alive just yeah, to me, keep either. the heat going for Men in Black Two. Right. I love. Oh, honestly. You know what I did like about Women in Black 2 was Rosario Dawson. I love her in everything. Yeah, she's great. She's great on Daredevil. Oh, yeah, she is. She's great on Daredevil and The Defenders. She, yeah, she's pretty much the connecting person of that entire series. Yeah, I've only been through season okay. two of Daredevil because I finally got Netflix back. After all this time. Okay, and what are you thinking so far? Do you like the, the Punisher? Too much Punisher, though. Too much. I love him, but too much. I, I, but for me, of course, it's Thomas Jane. He is my Punisher. That sounded weird and sexual. True. <laughs> He's my punisher. Oh, oh, my God. He's going to punish your ass. Literally. Uh, there is one other person I want to mention here of the voice cast. Oh, wait, no, hold on. There's Adam Baldwin, too. Adam Baldwin, of course, from Firefly and Chuck, my bodyguard. Of course. Uh, 
David Warner played a character called Alpha. David Warner is actually the name of my boss. <laughs> the famous British actor shares the name with my superior. <laughs> cool. Oh, actually, there's a lot of famous oh, yeah, people David in this. Warner. We got Kurtwood Smith, of course, Red from that 70s show. Um, yeah. Pat Fraley. We got Eddie Barth, Billy West, Ron Perlman. Damn. Mm. They put some money into the show. Well, I mean, it's a Warner Brothers show, and, you know, you got Steven Spielberg producing it. Oh, my God. I mean, honestly, I really hope something does come back for the Man in Black franchise. Again, I thought Part 3 really did hold it up. It was a good comeback, because I was actually kind of done with it when uh, I saw the second one. I was like, oh, that's just shit. It's expensive shit, too. Yeah, yeah no, but again, no, the third one, I, I thought it was definitely more successful than the second one. And G Jermaine Clement as the villain. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. He's great. Oh, my God, no, but he's just, like, talking to himself in, the, uh, in his past self to set up a plan to kill Kay. And then he's like, his other self just keeps looking at his missing arm. <laughs> or whenever he like laughs after the hippies, uh, they make make peace, not war. And he's like, I prefer both. And then he has that weird laughter. He's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I've only seen the movie once. I feel like I should revisit it again. I mean, I'm not gonna revisit the second yeah, one. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay, no, it's, definitely revisit the third one. Yeah, it's a decent cartoon. I'm not too crazy about it. Um, I thought it was Class B Cuspo that did the animation. I forgot to look before I went over to something else. Let's look, kids. Who is responsible for the animation? I don't see it. Adelaide Productions. Never heard of them. Never, ever heard of them. I don't know who the hell that is. Yeah, no, neither do I. Uh, second cartoon um, is uh, one that was actually fucking weird. Weird as shit when you try to think about how it's, you know, the whole plot is built out. Um, but it's actually the best, I think, of the three. It's the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I know. It, I was like, wait, it had the same name, but I'm like, wait a minute, where's Emilio Estevez's character? Emilio! Did he become their coach? No, they're just, you know, ducks from a different galaxy that come to Earth and become a very famous hockey team, even though they're actual, like, duck, duck-like humanoids, and nobody's really freaked out by it. Yeah, it's, um... Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the movies. Uh, the third one is a yeah. little flimsy because there's two things that bug me that Emilio Estevez is only in a little bit of it. Um, it's one of those and Emilio yeah. Estevez, yet his name is above the title. Um, and two, there's a sequence where this really hot girl is talking to Joshua Jackson and she tells him that she loves Pantera and I call bullshit on that. There's no fucking way she loves Pantera. And what, what, made, you, oh God, what made you doubt that? I don't know because... You didn't feel that either when she said that? She's like, I love Pantera. Fuck you. You're lying. Who's, who wrote this? This is bullshit. She would not... Well, yeah, thinking back on it, no, she wouldn't say it like that. She's like, I fucking love Pantera. I know, right? And then she wouldn't just seem so like, oh, like a bookworm kind of... I don't know. It just didn't... It just felt dishonest. And, um... Oh, no, you'd be surprised. Like, she had to be a bookworm out in the streets and then, like, you know, a total metalhead. I am almost certain... She literally throw off Josh Jackson. Yeah. Who knows? Probably as they got older and they started dating. She probably fucking, you know, she probably got, like, whips and chains and shit. <laughs> so the first movie, of course, is The Bad News Bears. It's The Bad News Bears. Let's not kid ourselves. It's the same formula. A guy yeah. uh, kind of on a down on his luck. He has to work his way out of trouble by taking care of this team, a bunch of misfits who barely know how to play the game. Um, it, it's yeah. wonderful, though. It's so uh, enjoyable. It's ridiculous. And the second one, of course, oh. takes them to, what, like, the U.S. Games or something? What was it? The Goodwill Games? Yeah, the Junior Pacific Junior. Awesome. Okay. Uh, and then they start adding to the cast. I noticed a few characters kind of disappeared from the first movie as they added some new characters. And I think it was for the best. Yeah, like, well, the weird thing is, like, Jesse's little brother. I was like, wait, why did he, why is Jesse there, but not his little brother? Or, you know, Danny Camparelli and 
And then there was that one kid, the one who wore the leather jacket in the first movie, the one who found out uh, Emilio Estevez was a hawk. Right, right. I remember. Ah, shit. Did he disappear from the franchise? Yeah, he disappeared after the first movie. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I think that when you think of Mighty Ducks, I think the cast you think of is the the second cast. Um, you know, when they grab the guy from Texas and, and uh, California, you know, and it's... Um, and Chicago. Yeah, that gels the cast. And then, and of course, most the of those movie. go on to uh, the third movie. In the third movie, I don't know. I, I can't figure out if you're if they should have escalated the level, like the way they did with Brad News Bears. You know, first off, it was, you know, just local teams. Then it was Texas playing at the Rangers, or maybe it was the Astros field. And then the third one, they go to Japan. Um I don't know if they should have gone bigger. I feel like they should have gone international with the third one instead of going to a private school. Yeah, because they only just what they went exactly. They went international with uh, you know Junior Olympics by playing teams from all over the world. But then the third one, what uh, the varsity college team? Yeah, it was low stakes. It'd been kind of cool if they took on Russia and there was like a little Ivan Drago and he's like, I'll break you. <laughs> exactly, and then you know Hans passing away and all that. You know that. Do you think there's a weird rule? It seems like every movie from our childhood where it was a third chapter, they would kill off a, a significant character. It always seemed that way. Like, yes. I don't see them do it now, but it seemed like it was a weird trend back then. Yeah, no, it definitely was. I think they were definitely going with a more mature tone because everybody, you know, the cast was getting older. They were getting into college. They were getting into these really high, you know, big schools. And, you know, they, had to, they were, like, kind of moving on. And then Portman wasn't even a freaking goalie anymore. Yeah. I think that if they're going to continue the Mighty Ducks, and it, it, it is an, a much loved IP. Goldberg. Goldberg, thank you. Portland Goldberg. was the goon. Um, I saw him somewhere, and he had lost a bunch of weight. It was actually quite nice because I was worried about his condition. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. I remember seeing him in an episode of Las Vegas. He was like helping the, he was helping send signals to a particular girl in the, at a at a table to you know cheat and make some money. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember. But also, yeah, no, the cartoon. This cartoon, Mighty Ducks, I thought the animation held up very well. Oh, it's excellent. Uh, very, it's top of the line, especially, you know, it's, it's vintage Disney. It's when they were really churning out some great animation. Yes. Oh, gosh. Heck. Even with their old classics. Oh, my God. Even with their old classics, you can never go wrong with them. I mean, they're always trying to do something different, especially, you know, after Snow White and Pinocchio. Uh, Pinocchio in particular, they're really trying a lot of new things, especially, you know, that scene where he's like a, just a wooden puppet and he's not alive yet. And you see uh, from Cleo's point of view through her bowl, I was just like kind of warping down with her, uh, through her vision. Like that was entirely different. That was something new. Yeah, I, ha I can't remember Pinocchio. I saw it in the theater when I was a little kid and I haven't seen it since. But I know when I was talking classic uh, Disney animation, I, I, should, I should correct myself, classic TV animation. I'm talking like the quality of DuckTunes, or DuckTales. DuckTales and uh, Rescue Rangers Tailspin. and Tailspin. Yeah, Tailspin. Uh, yeah. What is the obsession with ducks, by the way? Did you notice there's like four or five around this period? It's kind of strange. Like uh, shows? Yeah, wasn't there? Okay, so Launchpad McQuack, of course, DuckTales. Didn't Launchpad go over to Darkwing Duck? Yes. So they had yeah. three duck Darkwing things Duck's going Duck on Duck around Duck. the same time. That is a weird obsession. Yeah, and then there was, oh God, then there was one with, uh, with Huey, Dewey, and Louie, like, they're becoming teenagers. Donald's, like, watching over them. I do not like, remember that pack. one. What's that called? Quack Pack. Quack That's what it was, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, no, Disney, yeah, Disney was just, like, kind of really milking out their uh, original uh, lineup and, of characters. Except and Mickey Mouse. They didn't do shit with Mickey Mouse. Mighty Ducks. Did you want to? Did you want to say something or? Oh no! Did you? Uh, did I? Uh, sorry, uh, Mighty. Uh, sorry, they uh, they uh, paid attention to all their characters except for Mickey Mouse, their their flagship character. You didn't see a fucking thing with his character for decades. You still haven't. 
Oh, yeah, no, I mean, there was House of Mouse, and there's, like, little kid stuff, but um, as far as, like, him getting, like, his own actual movie, no. Well, well, there was uh, that one Wii video game, you know, that's not enough. Or, then again, Kingdom Hearts. He made appearances in video games. That's it. Yeah. He's just kind of keeping it low-key because he's been so successful for his entire life. Plus, you can't go anywhere without recognizing Mickey Mouse. Oh, hello. Touch me. Touch me, Mickey. Oh. I'm going to dance for you. Give me a dollar. Oh, oh yeah. That's the right spot. Oh, Daddy Mickey. likes it. Oh, no, Mickey, what have you done? Hey, come on, your career's not over just yet. Yep. You still got a house. You still got many. I hate you all. You get all the attention in all the movies. I'm gonna kill you. You're gonna die. Oh my god, put down that chainsaw, Mickey. He's the new star in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> He's wearing Goofy's face like Leatherface, just he's got it on as a mask. <laughs> Mouse will hunt in coming mail. <laughs> oh, God. You know, you know, it does get me. How the fuck does Donald not get a stroke or a heart attack? Or fucking cancer? He has to have high blood pressure. I can barely hear you, dude. <laughs> what? I said, how the hell does Donald Duck not succumb to high blood pressure or a heart attack or a stroke? Oh, that's why he has the nephews. He has a heart uh, transplant every couple of years. You ever, you've seen the nephews oh, lately? Oh, you haven't. And they all died in accident. <laughs> but I will say this about Mighty Duck. Again, What's for dinner? <laughs> oh, no. Mushu. Mushu Goofy. Or Deep Fried Pluto. <laughs> but anyway, no. Uh, Mighty Ducks, yeah, I was obsessed. Wild Wing was my favorite. He was like the, He became the team leader. Um, after his best friend had died, you know, he's the one who had, he has that like special, uh, tactical mask that can do anything. Uh, <laughs> That's such like, a crazy idea. The whole thing is stuff. nuts. It's just fucking nuts. <laughs> I know. It's like they get, they, they shoot out explosive pucks and all that. And they're an actual team. They're actually part of the Anaheim Ducks. Yes. Like what the fuck? But I mean, <laughs> they're aliens from another planet who also played hockey on their planet being hunted by, down by this alien creature played by Tim Curry. And they decide to go on the run. They come to Earth, even though they're tracked there. They decide they're going to be alien. Uh, they're going to let themselves be known as aliens. They don't. They don't tell anybody. Like, yeah, of course we're aliens. I mean, we're giant ducks. What the? What, the, what are you thinking? And um, uh, just, I love the fact he goes. Like their mascots as well. It's yeah, he's like, funny. why do we need secret identities? We're giant ducks. They're not going to confuse us with anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Again, I thought the action held up quite well. They had a huge successful toy line. Did I they? Because I actually had Wildwing. I love that. I, again, I thought he was just so badass. Yeah, and I, his name too, Wildwing. I'm older, so I missed all of this. In fact, I don't think I've ever even seen Mighty Ducks until now. Um, and I actually quite liked it. I only got through a few episodes. Uh, they're all up on uh, YouTube, so you can catch them there. Uh, looking at some of the voice actors, of course, I mentioned Tim Curry earlier. We have Dennis Franz. We have James Belushi. Uh, slumming it, because at the time, James Belushi was kind of a name, but I guess Disney was really you know, willing to you know, put out the cash. Right. I mean, they're Disney. They're always making <laughs> uh, We had Ian Zerning from, uh, well, most people are going to know him now from Sharknado of all fucking things instead of 90210. But uh, he's actually really good oh, yeah. at voice work. Yeah, no. Again, uh, again, it did kind of strike me that it was actually him. You know, after like looking it back up, after when you know you mentioned we were going to do this, 
Yeah, it's. Um, oh. I, I wonder if he did any other voice work. I should look that up. But of course, we got our regular standards. We got Rob Paulson, Frank Welker, Tim Curry did more animation than I remembered, and Tony Jay, who has a really deep voice. Roof. Yeah, no, I remember him saying that right, uh, right before he uh, had them commence uh, to try to kill the mighty, the mighty ducks. Well, roasted duck is delicious, so of course he roasts them. It's a little. It's a bit of a pun. One season. How the hell does Men in Black stay on for four seasons in Mighty Ducks? Which I remember people talking about. It was kind of a, I mean, it was kind of a hot topic. I just never got around to watching it. One season. What the hell? I could have swore it was on much, much longer. I know. I felt like it was on two. My God, I was always seeing like a different episode. Maybe it was because it was in reruns on Disney Channel or something. Probably. I don't know. That is a bummer if they let it only go for one. Is the team still around? The the National Hockey League team. It's around, right? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, they are. They're the Anaheim Ducks. They just don't have that logo anymore. It's, gotcha. it's just this D. It just with, that looks kind of like a duck wing. That is lame. Really Keep the original logo. That's so stupid. How can, that's such I a know. merchandising coup. I know. I guess, I don't know. They probably lost lost out on a deal with Disney because Disney wanted to do anything anymore. And, oh, yeah. is that what you think it is? Disney is no longer uh, is no longer ownership of Mighty Ducks or Anaheim Ducks? I have no fucking idea. Yeah, I don't pay attention to this. <laughs> All I know is this... <laughs> I've just been too distracted with what they're doing with Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No. And Marvel. Oh, hey, let's fire everybody. Let's just fire everybody and start over again, because that's what we're going to do constantly. We got this talented hey. director. We don't want any of his ideas. We just want him to stand in line and yell direct, or uh, yell cut. Exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. And now look what happened. They did that with Joss Whedon, and guess what? Now he's over Warner Brothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And hopefully he's going to save Justice League. Man, I got to tell you, Aquaman looks badass. Looks fucking badass. Uh, I, you know, oh, God, uh, no. What's that? He does. I can't, I can't disagree. I, I bet you that Jim Cameron is kicking himself in the nuts right now because he didn't get to a water-based movie before Aquaman. You know, and, and Marvel tried to get Submariner, and they just couldn't do it. Is it because they couldn't afford it? I doubt it. I bet you Fox would hand over a bazillion dollars to Jim Cameron to deliver Avatar 2. But every year you hear about another, oh, well, it's going to be another delay. Uh, we're, now we're going to do Avatar 3, 4, and 5, 5, 6, and 7. I mean, it's going to be, uh, it's dumb. And uh, now he's not going to wow you with the underwater sequences because Aquaman's there first. Exactly. I know. And, again, not only is it Jason Momoa, it's, but they're also going with the savage, you know, 90s, like mid to late 90s Aquaman. Yeah. Except like without the stupid you know, hook. Beard, that was, hook arm, hook yeah. hand. And hey, uh, how does Aquaman poop? Does he just go and dodge out of the way quickly before the tide takes the poop back up into his face? Or like when he pees, it just floats around him? I mean, he is a hybrid. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how Atlanteans do it. Does he get out of the water every time he has to go? Now everybody else is screwed. There's no toilets. There's no flushing. Let's stop kidding ourselves. I don't know how they do. How do they have government? Because no one's doing paperwork. There's no computers. There's no television. What do you do all day? I'm assuming just hump it's and... Atlantean magic. It's water-based. <laughs> Yeah, this pen has run out of ink again. Grab the octopus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just squeeze that little octopus. Shoot its oil everywhere. <laughs> now is that is that octopus poop? Octopus pee? I don't know. They pushed. They 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 touched the wrong nozzle. Ooh, you mean they're giving a a handsy to the octopus? That's gross. Yeah, pretty much did. Even though he's got seven other tentacles to do that to himself. Asshole. <laughs> you know we're halfway yeah. through this episode, Again. and I'm realizing I need you. I need to get you up here, buddy. 
I'm tired of doing the episode through a phone. And everybody, I apologize for the audio problems. I swear to God, I'm going to get some new equipment next week because um, yeah. this is a struggle. It's a struggle because you don't know what happens before the episode starts. Where I'm like, damn it. Ah, shit. Ah, fuck. I can't fucking. And then Jacob just sits there patiently. But he, he is a saint. Uh, when he when he goes, he should be awarded some sort of like fucking plaque the size of a, a Buick. Could you say, know, uh, well, at this point, I'm dead, so I shouldn't give a shit. Yeah, but, yeah I was going to say, yeah, well, but it would say Jacob. He tolerated a lot of bullshit <laughs> to entertain you. <laughs> uh, well, I try. Hey, man. Hey, I know, like I said, it's understanding. I'm not one of those impatient assholes who have to bitch and moan about everything. I'm not a fucking Kardashian, thankfully. That's me. <laughs> That's who I am. I'm a fucking dildo. <laughs> Oh god! Oh, you sound—you almost sound like Tommy Wiseau for a second. <laughs> Mark, that's me. Mark, you wanna play football? Hi, doggy. <laughs> oh man! Let's play football on the roof. You're just a chicken. Cheep, 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 cheep. <laughs> Dude, okay. Oh man. Anyway, all right. So yeah, no, Mighty Ducks. I would love to see kind of make a comeback. Somehow. Yeah. Just not in the style of Ducktales. No, bring it back with Joshua Jackson is now the uh, the new captain of the team. Like he's lost his way. You know, maybe he played major league, but now he's retired and he's decided to revive the team to help his neighborhood. You know, and, and revive the intellectual property. I mean, bring back the cartoon. You know, put it on Netflix or Disney, whatever their new streaming service is going to be. You know, uh, reinvigorate the Anaheim Ducks, man. Give them the give them that look back. Give them that logo. Yeah, I know it was a badass logo. Make it a little more edgy, more badass, more metal. And anyway. Okay, now, last but not least. No, no, not last. Or, we got two more. Deuce! Second to last. Uh, Rambo, The Force of Freedom. Now, you and I have already discussed the movies. So you can go find our episode of Video Night from a couple years ago where we discussed the entire franchise. Um, but this is going to be a quick one because the cartoon is hard to fucking find and we can only find clips. Did you ever? Did you get to see a full episode? No. Yeah, I could so, not for the life of me. Not only from my memory. I remember watching actual full episodes. I had a kid, just, like sometimes it'd be on. It's like the end of Road Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> the Road Warrior exists only in my memory. Ba 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 ba. Yep, that's how it ends. That's pretty much how it is. Uh, yeah, no, how they could tone down Rambo to like a B kind of cartoon astounds me. Yes, it's um, bizarro because, this, and this is right off of part two. Which was extremely violent, you know, huge hit, and then like, well, it turns into a cartoon. What are you doing? You're stupid. What? What are you thinking? The cartoon, from what I can tell, is garbage. Yeah, no. I mean, just from like the clips I was rewatching. I mean, as a kid, I loved it because you know I didn't give a shit, and you know I was easily entertained. But now I look at it, and I'm like, oh my fucking god. Yeah. I well, have better standards. Than you know, during the '80s, everybody was like, so Super America. Um, you know, uh, super patriotic and, and, and military stuff was huge. And, uh, you know, of course, G.I. Joe being the gold winner, which still holds up to this day. You got other stuff like Mask, Chuck Norris and the Karate Commandos. Can't, let me try that again. Chuck okay, Norris Chuck and Norris. the Karate Commandos. You know, all sorts of military stuff was going on. And Rambo clearly is just like, it feels like the leftover scripts that weren't good enough for G.I. Joe is what it feels like. Pretty much, yeah. Like, what other stuff they scrap, they're like, oh, screw it, we'll recycle it and use it for G uh, Rambo. Yeah, well, and Ruby Spears yeah. does the animation. Ruby Spears did a couple good stuff, but for the most part, they were known as the guys who helped guide uh, Hanna-Barbera through the 60s and 70s, and then they went off on their own, and it was always subpar. Even then, Hanna-Barbera was starting to suck in the 80s. 
So you're talking like the second level of suck, like the taint, Ow. right under the balls. So Ruby Spears is the taint of animation. <laughs> I thought they did. Gr- I thought they did good with Mega Man though. I'm not gonna lie. I don't even remember. I really liked Mega Man. We we did a Mega Man episode a couple years ago. I can't even remember. I feel like didn't didn't uh, yeah. Mega Man get done by two different studios or there was two different series? I can't remember. Uh, there was a bunch of different series. Man. Let's see, there was Mega Man. And then there was Mega Man Network Warrior or some shit like that, or Galaxy Defense Force. Fuck, I, 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 I don't know. They had uh, like a couple different interpretations of Mega Man. My favorite was X. That was a but, pretty um, good one, yeah. How do you, how, did your, fit, your uh, hat fit in okay? Oh, yeah, it does. I love it. Good. Actually, I mean, I don't wear hats, but this is an exception because it's not only from you, but it's also Mega Man. Yeah, well, also, it does rain every once in a while in Napa. Now, here it rains all the time, and I'm bald, so I wear hats constantly. I picked up an Aquaman hat, and I didn't realize that his belt was a huge A until just recently. I don't know how I never noticed. How does he swim? I've swam, and if I had a big metal A poking into my stomach, I wouldn't be moving very fast. Uh, well, I'm, I mean, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta remember Aquaman, like, you know, has, like, such strong endurance. Something like that's not gonna stop him. Killer abs! They're like cement. They block it. They actually much, dent yeah, the metal. Fucking Jason Momoa. <laughs> now it's Jason Momoa. That dude fucking lifts like it's nothing. <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah. Um, I got that in the Shazam hat. Yeah, no, again, uh, again, no, going back to this Rambo cartoon, I'm just like, ugh. I mean, it must not have been that good at all for there to be no full episode of it, only that there was, only that it did exist. Hey, <laughs> yo, what do you mean? This is a masterpiece. I'm pretty sure he was Sylvester Stallone. I bet you got a payday from it, though, because of his likeness. Well, it's true. He had to. And then, uh, also, uh, I, wait, which, no, he only directed the last one, Rambo, right? Right. Um, goes home. I didn't want to say Ted Post or Ted Ketchoff did one. George P. Cosmatos did part two, which he also directed Tombstone and Leviathan. Uh, Peter McDonald did part three, who also did Mo Money. Uh, yeah, and Stallone only did part four. So yeah, no, so if anything, as far as it goes, all, all, only thing Stallone did was just act in those movies, except for the last one. Yeah, which is gory. Just so fucking gory. And you think about how, how insane part four is, and then go back and think that there was a cartoon of the same fucking character. That's nuts. I know. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Damn, Stallone. He pushed the envelope. <laughs> I mean, I, I loved it, but fuck, it was just so dark. Messed up. Uh, we should also say that this yeah. is not just called Rambo. It's called the Ram- Rambo and the Force of Freedom, where he had sidekicks. Uh, and, of course, they had, like, a Cobra-like villain that they were taking on. There was a toy line, of course, because yeah. everybody had a toy line in the 80s. There was actually a Commando toy line. And, and there was, I think there was a pilot for a Commando cartoon, but it never went, like, past initial production. Uh, so it's unless someone magically finished it, and I don't know about it, um, but it's hard to believe that a movie where Schwarzenegger is cutting people's arms off with machetes and throwing like saw blades at their head gets turned into a toy line yeah, in a cartoon. What's that? And then impaling them onto a steam pipe. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, it's um. Oh, yeah, it, the eighties is weird, guys. Eighties is fucking weird. It's cartoons of stuff that should not have been made. Um, real quickly, yeah. voice work. Uh, your typical guys, of course, Frank Walker, Alan Oppenheimer, uh, Peter Cullen, of course. Optimus Prime, James Avery, the the pop on uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and Michael Ansara, who was a very well known actor around this time. Again, oh gosh, again, uh, only just from watching the clips, I couldn't tell any of those people were in it. 
no. unless you know I had to look up the actual credits. Uh, I'm kind of glad uh, this should have just stayed dead, just like the fucking Battletoads cartoon. No, let's not even go there, buddy. <laughs> okay, moving on then. Let's go somewhere else. Let's go. Let's go to uh, Schwarzenegger franchise now. That. Oh yes, yes, yes. In the yeah, '80s was all about Schwarzenegger versus Stallone, even to the point there was a joke. In um, I want to say there's more than two jokes. Uh, there's one in Twins. Celebrity Deathmatch. What's that? Celebrity Deathmatch. There was a fight between the two. Was there? That's funny. He probably fit Stallone yeah. in his gap teeth. Stallone seems small in comparison to Schwarzenegger. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, he is actually a little shorter than Schwarzenegger. Okay, I was wondering. Yeah, Stallone's not that tall of a guy. Van Damme also seems Some small. Films, like Judge Dredd, but. I am the law. Law. There is no Judge Dredd movie with Stallone. It's only Demolition Man 2. They just spelled it really weird. It, it doesn't even look like Demolition Man 2. Clearly someone was, you know, just a drunk when they when they put the title out. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, uh, Conan the Adventurer, I do remember a little more. Than... This, yeah, this is classic 90s animation. This is exactly like every cartoon looked like this in the first part of the 90s. Right. Um, I do remember... Uh, one of my favorite characters was actually uh, Grey Wolf, the uh, wizard. He had like the big old like bun hat and the feather and the magic staff, and he had a pet wolf, if I if I recall correctly. Yeah, you know I only got through one episode of this. And I feel terrible. Um, Amazon has every episode on their Prime. Uh, YouTube has all the episodes. Um, I want to say oh, that wow. it, what it felt like. No, no, no. It's the it's the other one. The Young Warriors felt like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it's a decent series. It's clearly Canadian. I can I can feel the Canadian seeping through it like maple syrup smell goes as you're watching it. Canadian thing. Oh. And, and everybody says, "Oh, sorry, be a dead a boot." Uh, <laughs> have you seen Yoga Hosers? Yes, I did. Sorry, a boot. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was so much better. It has a crazy idea, and I just wish it was better. But um, speaking of voice work, um, the villain in that movie he does all these voice, you know, all these great voice work, and, but it's kind of like stops the movie dead in its tracks. Uh, Ralph Garman? Yeah, Ralph Garman, thank you, from Hollywood Babylon. He, it, it just like He's yeah, great at those uh, impersonations, but the plot just stops for like 10 minutes while he does that. Yeah, no, oh, God. Uh, he was also, if I remember correctly, he's also one of the writers and uh, voice actors for Family Guy. I know he's a voice actor on Family Guy, but I'm not so sure about the writer, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's part of the writing development. And, uh, oh, gosh, he's, yeah, I, thought he, I think he was funnier than hell. Oh, yeah, he, he was a Ted... And he was also in A Million Ways to Die in the West. He was a teacher. He's like, somebody shoot some fucker. I, I took half a day off work to, just to say this. <laughs> okay, so Conan. Uh, first series uh, produced by a Canadian company. Uh, voice work. Um, now some of these guys do pop up. Scott McNeil, I see his name all the time. Uh, Jim Burns, Gary Chalk, both are Canadian actors. Showed up in like the Highlander series, Stargate. Uh, the one that I want to note here is John Piper Ferguson. Not a lot of people know who he is, but he is one of my favorite favorite actors he is known for being one of the main villains in the tv series of briscoe county jr have you ever seen that briscoe county jr oh my god no i think my dad remember i remember my dad mentioning it quite a couple times it's it's bruce campbell he's a western hero but it's sci-fi it's science fiction and western combined together and it's a really crazy thing and and john piper ferguson plays this guy named cutter or like cutter pete or something like that and anybody touches his gun, he's like, he took my gun! What are you doing? It's my baby! I'm going to kill you now! He's just really wild and crazy. <laughs> and, and he's in this yeah, martial wow. arts movie with Mark DeCasco. It's called Drive, and he's the main villain in that. He's really silly in that one, too. 
Oh wow, no. I'll probably have to look up. I'll have to look up that scene then. What's his name again? Uh, John Piper Ferguson. Uh, Drive is on YouTube. It is the 20th anniversary of what I consider to be the greatest martial arts movie ever made. It is amazing. Now, there's been so many martial arts movies with the Jackie Chan style that we've been exposed to, so it doesn't seem so revolutionary. But it is, and I still think to this day, it's still the only American-made martial arts movie that has the Jackie Chan Chinese style uh, action sequences. And, you, and hopefully, I'm going to try to find it for you because the director's cut is about 20 minutes longer and you understand the motivation of the main character more. So it's not just a mindless run, you know, oh, run, they're kicked some ass, run, kick some ass. Brittany Murphy's in it, Kadeem Hardison's in it. Um, from the director of The Giver, if you remember the live action Giver movie. Yes, I do. I actually like the first one. I actually like the second one too. Um, David Hayter, oh, I think, is the main, yeah, is the main actor. Famous writer, David Hayter. Uh, okay, so let's wrap this up. Okay, so the second series is Conan and the Young Warriors. I did not like this as much as Conan the Adventurer. I think it downplays it a little bit to be too youth-oriented. Um, this one lasted a, a little less time, only 13 episodes. Uh, both series are from Sun Bao, and, and of course we've discussed them all the time. Aired on CBS. I don't think the voice cast yeah. is the same. I'm looking. I don't recognize any of the names from the previous show. Actually, I don't recognize any of these people. Holy shit. Yeah, no, I don't remember Young Warriors at all. I just remember Conan the Adventurer. I remember him having like a huge, uh, diverse group of friends helping him out. And the main villain was uh, the Snake King, it seems. Holy fucking crap. Okay. Hold on. What is this? What is this? I'm looking. Okay. So um, this is of note, though. Episode 6 is written by Len Wein. Len Wein just passed this Ooh. week. He is the co-creator of Swamp Thing. He is also pivotal to the creations of many of the X-Men. That's you know basically when they revived it and saved the series. Um, right. And he was one of the main uh, guys behind the editing and promotion of Watchmen. Wow. Yeah, very influential. But sadly, uh, the last twenty years, you know, he wasn't really getting a lot of comic book work, so he started working in animation a lot. I'm looking at these. He and we've done some of these cartoons. Uh, wrote for X Men, Batman, Spider Man, Street Fighter, Exo Squad, Phantom 2040, Godzilla, Pocket Dragon Adventures. I've never even fucking heard of that one. What the hell is that? Pocket Dragon Adventures. Oh, no. Pocket Dragon sounds like what you call your penis when you're playing with it. You're like, yeah, I'm just playing with my Pocket Dragon. <laughs> oh, he's gonna spit fire. Get out of the way. <laughs> oh God, Pocket Dragon. I don't know. It sounded like a ripoff of Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, it might be. I never watched any of that shit. Someone was trying to explain to me what uh, Pokemon, or no, Dragon Ball Z. And I was like, I've seen the movie. It's like, that's bullshit. And I go, I know the guy who wrote that movie. And he apologizes. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. I'm sorry, but fuck Dragon Ball Evolution. No, I'm not sorry. Fuck Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah, he apologized uh, to the public for it because he says, hey, I was a young writer. I had just come off of the big hit. And, you know, no real offers were coming in. And then he got this huge offer for Dragon Ball. And he's like, well, fuck, it's either star for a few years or take this job. And so he took it. So I can't blame him. I mean, he is just a writer. Um, after that, it falls to the, the company and the directors. Oh, fuck, yeah. God, the director. I don't even know what the fuck the director was thinking. Speaking of, have you noticed you haven't seen those directors ever again? Or the kid who starred in it? Interesting. Interesting. Justin Chatwin I've seen on a Shameless, though. Oh, really? Well, so is that girl. That girl's on there, too. Emmy I mean, Rossum, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I'm sure they could sell a movie again, but just but it, let them let them just stick to big hit TV for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think we've come to the end of this episode. I can smell my dinner's ready. Ah, uh, uh, um, I might have to get some dinner. 
Uh, a side note. I've always dreamed of a peanut butter and jelly donut. No one ever makes them. Uh, I went to 7-Eleven the other day, and they made a peanut butter and jelly donut that was perfect. Perfect, I fucking tell you. It was the best level of peanut butter. It wasn't too sticky. It wasn't too sugary. And the jelly inside was just perfect. It, it was, not, like I said, not too sugary. And just the right amount of jelly. And it was just perfect. I'm going to fuck this donut. I am, I'm going to stick my dick in this donut because it was. It's, it's, it's the only way I can achieve an extra level. You're just going to give it some extra cream. Oh. It's going to be now. <laughs> um, we don't really have any sponsors, but uh, we do have friends that help us with the shows that we do. Uh, Jimetzko, G-I-M-E-T-Z-O. No, T-Z, shit, C-O. I uh, fucking spelled it. You figure it out. T-Z-C-O. Um, <laughs> he does a bunch of t-shirts and artwork that's like kind of playing on pop culture. Um, some great shirts. He, I think you got like a Goonies one. I got one from Parks and Rec. Um, and he's my co-host for Video Night. He does a great job saving episodes. Like he's probably going to try to save this one because uh, we have a serious auto glitch. And I don't want, I don't really want to stop doing the episode. And I hope you're not annoyed by the glitch. Um, and I swear I will get new equipment and this shit will stop. <laughs> No, come on, don't say that. Uh, so we don't have another. <laughs> we have another friend that um, helps us with the, our podcast where we talk about comic books, comics on infinite earths. We do have an episode of the Blue Beetle that we're going to get up and running soon. You just gotta, you gotta finish that book. You gotta finish it. I know. I'm about, I'm, I'm halfway. I'm about halfway through it. When I'm, you get I'm, done I'm with that, really we'll like we'll, we'll do the Blue Beetle and we'll do uh, Batman Year One because I just read that last night. Okay. Good. And, and we'll pick a film franchise or a cartoon that's based on a comic book to discuss. Uh, that'll be uh, an episode. But uh, the thing is is that uh, Zen Monster Media is the company that provides us with some comic books here and there for us to discuss on the show. Um, he's been wanting to give us some new stuff, and it's been my fault. I've moved, and, and certain things have happened. So we've been behind. We've been behind on Back in Tunes, too, and I apologize. I'm distracted. Um, Jacob, thank you again for being ready uh, whenever, wherever. I don't mind. I love doing this. You know this. You know this, darling. <laughs> so the next episode will be set in, uh, we'll, we'll have to go back in time to 1812, and we will also be on the planet Jupiter. And uh, we'll have to <gasps> hold our breaths and do the episode like this. <laughs> well, why does it have to be on Jupiter? Can we go to Saturn? Saturn. Like Saturn. Well, like, John play... liked it because he put a ring on it. Yeah, and it well, if you play your cards right, right, we'll go to Uranus. There. I mean, that shit, that, that's probably going to be dirty. I don't want to stay. I don't want to go near Uranus. <laughs> um, we are on Facebook under Back in Tunes. You'll find all our episodes there. Also, the episodes our friends have been gracious enough to sit in on because um, we're behind on episodes. So thank you, Ken Reed, for sitting and doing an episode uh, for six weeks, um, doing great episodes with uh, Billy West. Um, Oh, uh, who is it? Uh, Romano. Damn it. I, my brain's starting to go. I'm getting tired. Who is the one that does the voice casting on Batman? Romano. Andrea Romano. Thank you. He did an episode with her and a couple others with friends of ours uh, talking about, you know, Saturday morning cartoons and stuff like that. So thank you, everybody. This is 125 episodes. Um, you know, we've discussed where we're going to end it. I think as a regular show, I think 200 episodes is probably where we're going to run out of stuff to talk about. What do you think? 
Yeah, no, I think 200. Uh, hopefully we can make it to 200. Yeah, I, we were looking at our list, and I'm not so sure. I think we have to have somebody come in and fill in for some more episodes because you don't want to discuss every cartoon. I don't think I'm ever really going to get into any anime. I just can't find a lot I want to talk about. Yeah, I know. It's like I knew there was some on the tip of my tongue when we've, or like once we've discussed already. Yeah. Oh, and we've done filler God. episodes where it's just about movies, and, and of course we could do that here and there. But I think... 200 is going to be the end, and maybe every once in a while we'll come back for like a couple specials, you know, maybe a few a year. But there's so many other things that, as a podcast artist, I would say that we are, um, I want to tackle. Yes. Uh, now, we could always do like uh, Walt Disney classics. Like uh, like I said, as I was discussing, you know, Snow White, Pinocchio, yeah. and, you know, Fox and the Hound, and stuff like that. There, Yeah, there's some older stuff we haven't got to yet, like Popeye and the... No, we did the Superman, you know, Betty Boop and um, uh, Tom and Jerry. We've never done Tom and Jerry. Woody Woodpecker, we've never done those. <gasps> Holy fuck, I can't believe we haven't done those yet. Holy right, I know. Well, our audience seems to be more... Tonto, jump on it, jump on it. <laughs> our um, audience seems to be more appreciative of, like, 80s and 90s animation. The, the stuff over the last 15 yeah. years, not so much, and the stuff before the 80s, not so much, but... There is a huge chunk of cartoons that we could tackle there. But we have kind of a tentative schedule to work out. I don't know if we can get a third episode out of cartoons based on movies. I'll have to look that up to see what other ones were based on movies. Otherwise, we'll probably get back on a regular schedule. I have been wanting to discuss Defenders of the Earth for so long. So long! So long. Yeah, and then, of course, there's other Flash Gordon cartoons that we could pair up with that. But... I'm running out of air. I'm getting tired. I want some dinner. I'm an old man, man. I just, uh, uh, I don't know. I feel like I need more oil in my joints and my brain. I'm starting to, I'm starting to fade out, kids. Starting to fade out. Oh, my bitch. In my day, when you insulted me, a hundred men would come to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jacob. Oh. Time to set us out. Say goodbye to the kitties. All right, everybody. Oh, let me stretch my back out. Oh. I'm going right. to, if we're going to take things uh, out, I'm going to take something else mind. out. <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, I'm saying good luck, everybody. <laughs> I threw you off so bad. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Welcome to another episode of Back in Tunes. I'm Michael, and over there, well, sadly, Jacob is out for the day, so I'm going to be discussing the episode with his grandfather. How's it going, Jacob's grandpa? Well, it's going all right there, sonny boy. Oh, gosh, I kid you not, I've lived longer than most of these cartoons, so I know quite a bit about them. In fact, Jacob would, uh, he'd actually have me sit down and watch them with him. Take your nap. Go take your nap. Uh, Sorry about that, guy. I love my grandpa. He needed to get some rest. I don't know. Every time I've ever mentioned animation around him, he's like, oh, that bullshit. Watch a real man show like F Troop. 
<laughs> Fucking Gilligan's Island. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, my grand. Well, I don't know. My grandfather. Well, well, at least one of my grand. One of my grandfathers had a uh, a love for animation. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, like, oh, how about that Gidget? You check out those legs. I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's about seventy five now. So no. <laughs> God. Oh, no. oh gosh, yeah. Probably, yeah, same with Marianne from uh, Gilligan's Island. <laughs> I threw that at you. I threw that in. I, I would give you no warning for that at all. I just want to have you on your toes. No. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty. I, I was on my toes. I was prepared. <laughs> I, I went with it. Well, don't lie. Fuck it. <laughs> Everybody, it's episode 126. All right. We are in our probably our third and final episode where we're discussing cartoons based on films. We looked at our list, and frankly, the rest of them are not so interesting. We may do another one down the road. I still want to watch Stargate Infinity, which I'm a huge Stargate fan. I'm curious about how the cartoon plays out. Uh, we'll, maybe we'll combine it like yeah. a space, something set in space or something. I don't know. Um, so this episode, we're discussing Clerks, Spaceballs, the Starship Troopers, and fuck me, I forgot the fourth one. I wrote it down. The Mummy. The Mummy. The mummy. That's why I forgot it. Jeez, that's a, that's a shitty cartoon. The, the uh, Stephen Summers Mummy film. Yeah, not the Tom... Have you seen the Tom Cruise Mummy Boris yet? Boris Karloff or... Uh, did they even make one based off Boris Karloff movie or the uh, Peter Cushing uh, Hammer film? No. Nope. No, there's been many cartoons with Frankenstein in it. There's Monster Force. There's the Drac Pack. There's Frankenstein Jr. Um... The Groovy Ghoulies. I even think there's one in uh, Gravedale High with Rick Moranis. Uh, Frankenstein, yeah, he, he recurs a lot in a lot of cartoons. But not so much The Mummy. Monster I feel Squad. Like Monster Squad. Fuck, did you see the Monster Squad's going to be playing on the 10th at Regal Cinemas? It's like five bucks. I've never seen Monster what? Squad on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I own both, and now they're doing digital prints. I kind of wish that they would... Uh, it's hard to say... But, uh, like, in L.A., they have the original prints. You get to see the grain and the fact that it just feels real. Whereas digital, I feel like, I don't know how they're doing it now. Do they just send out hard drives to everybody? Do people download it? How, do they, how are they transporting these movies around now? Uh, I'm not sure, but I do have it available. It is available on Hulu, and I have a Hulu account, so I watch it from there. Yeah, I have both on disc, so I, I, I think I'm going to Honestly, skip it this time around. Of, What's that? Yeah, I have to say that uh, the way it was set up, um, it, I, it definitely had some potential, for sure. I yeah. mean, it definitely could have been a lot better, but, you know, it still, it ultimately was kind of a kid's movie. It, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. was like a, almost a horror movie version of Goonies. Yeah, and you know it was greenlit because of Goonies, I'm almost certain of it. And I was telling somebody that Stranger Things is kind of a love letter to that era where kids could do anything. You know, Monster Squad, Iron Eagle, Goonies, The Explorers, uh, Rescue, uh, all sorts of, like, uh, war games. I mean, it's just all about teenagers Doing Red Dawn. Same things. Red Dawn, um, Weird Science. It, just, it was a great era for combining the teenage John Hughes style film with sci. You know, it's like Spielberg meets John Hughes is what it was. Yeah, Spielberg meets John Hughes meets John Carpenter. That's what I saw. Sometimes, yeah. And uh, well, I can't tell you what Red Dawn. I, that's just basically like some sort of gun nuts version of what he would love to do as a teenager, which is now a little terrifying. Yeah. It's right-wing paranoia, that's all yeah. it was. <laughs> anyway, back into the topic at hand. Okay, everybody, so let's start off with our first cartoon, Clerks. A very short season that was completely cut at the knees before it even took off on ABC. I was there uh, when it was on, and I remember they aired an episode that clearly was not the first episode. And I think after episode no, three, they canceled the series, and we were left going, what the fuck, ABC? 
and they were awash in who wants to be a millionaire money. So they just kept airing this over and over and over every single night. And the clerks were just thrown away until it showed up on disc. And now that it's on disc, it's really cheap to get. You find it everywhere. Everywhere. I, I see this thing constantly for dirt cheap. I mean, I, again, as you just said, that, that's what the first time I watched it was on ABC. You know, um, I grew up watching, you know, Jane Silent Bob films in the 90s, you know, from, uh, well, I think my very first one was Dogma. And then I went back to the beginning. Uh, I saw Mallrats. And then I saw Clerks. And then Chasing Amy. And then, you know, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. You know, pretty much e- almost every Kevin Smith film I have seen. Yeah, I, uh, I've That's seen... That's the one he's working on right now. <laughs> Dogma is the only one that I saw in theaters, I think. Um, Clerks is one of those that yeah, I, found, I found it on video and loved it. It was the first time I ever heard anybody reference another movie. No, that's not true. Uh, I forgot. He mentions the Lost Boys in Reservoir Dogs. and But but it was different. That was kind of a casual mention. This is where it was in conversation. Two guys just discussing Star Wars and other nerdy shit. I mean, it's a filthy movie, which is kind of its charm, is that this little tiny uh, $20,000 budget film, it makes you think that anybody could make a movie that's good and bad, but it's a guy who basically saved up all his cash and used his friends and his skills, what he had acquired in his short time at film school, and made something that spoke to people. And look, it's been 23 years, and he's still a name. He's still making movies, though Yoga Hosers was a rough ride. I really wanted to like it, and I was like, nope. <laughs> I did. I, 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 I honestly did. it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was just so fucking goofy and ridiculous. And it starred his daughter, um, you know, Harley, Harley Quinn Smith, and uh, Johnny Depp's daughter. Oh, God, I keep forgetting her name. And even he had an appearance in it, yeah. which I thought was kind of... It was kind of cool. I mean, you know, he, you know, he was, uh, you know, working with his, you know, working with his kids, seeing how, you know, showing her how it's like, and you know, I thought it was kind of fun for him to, you know, just even take a small part. And he was just absolutely goofy and ridiculous. But then again, he's always been. Um, he was in Crybaby. He was in a John Waters film. True, true. Which was just, you know, <laughs> uh, it's Johnny Depp. What more can I say? Yeah, he's doing basically his love letter to um, shit. Why well, can't I remember? Play Pink Panther. Oh, Peter Sellers. It's like his love letter to Peter Sellers. It's a strange, bizarre, goofy character, and you can clearly see influences from that whole series. Oh, yes, I did. Uh, he did remind me of Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> now, did you watch <laughs> yeah, the the, but, follow, um, the prior? So, uh, Yoga Hosers is part two of a Canadian trilogy. Uh, the first part is oh, Tusk. Tusk. Did you watch Tusk? I still haven't seen it. Damn, I still haven't seen that. Now, in my opinion, but, it's his best film. It's truly disturbing. It's the uh, most mature, sophisticated piece of work from him, and it's hard to handle. It, it sits with you for a long time. It's his best work. I think that Red State are his best films. They're not fun like his previous stuff, but you can see that he's going in a different direction. That's why I kind of was disappointed by Yoga Hoser. Yoga Hoser seems like something that would have come out post-Mall Rats. Right. You know, it did kind of have that Mall Rats feel with, like, well, with like a, a small, like goofy horror element, not to be taken seriously. I mean, these little tiny Vienna sausages going around, falling <laughs> up inside your body. <laughs> but I mean, with the uh, yeah, with Clerks, I mean, like the first clerk, the first Clerks film, like was definitely like you know more like, you know kind of a twisted sense of humor, very funny. The introduction to this whole like you know this whole kind of cinematic universe of uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I thought it was, like, very kind of witty, uh, very funny. And even when it uh, came to discussing Star Wars, I mean, it did kind of make sense. Like, all those people who had to build the Death Star, I mean, you know, all those engineers and everything, 
<laughs> Randall's argument saying that, you know, a lot of those independent, all those independent contractors just making the Death Star were killed <laughs> in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> and and Clerks uh, 2 is pretty good. They're, the horse scene was too far, in my opinion. But uh, they're talking about doing a third one, and they're really close a couple times. But I guess Jeff Anderson, who plays Randall, will not sign off on a part three. And Kevin Smith refuses to either recast or leave his character out. Especially since, you know, Randall and Dante are the main you know, the core group that you have to focus on. James, Son and Bob, they're always going to be there because those guys are best friends. But you have to get uh, Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson back in the series. Yeah. I mean, that does, I mean, I don't know. I really hope Jeff Anderson does change his mind and be like, you know what, screw it, I'll do it. But, I mean, it was cool that he came back for the cartoon. I mean, the way the cartoon was, I mean, it was definitely like PG. It was toned down, you know, because it's on ABC. But mm-hmm. it was very goofy and just out there. And Kevin Smith was able to have a little bit more imagination. Yeah. And, of course, use all those, like, you know, uh, cartoon methods where, you know, characters can die, you know, characters, like, you know, could just get in all these weird situations without anything, um, any major repercussions. Well, but, uh, I love the fact that... I just it, couldn't it, have it, a PGJ or uh, Randall. That was just so weird. It is weird. But here's a weird thing, is, uh, not to say weird again, but the difference between the cartoon and the comics... Have you ever read the Clerks comics? No, I didn't know there was a Clerks comic. Yeah. Holy shit. There's only a few. They only did a few specials, and um, I had them all, and they're worth a fortune. I sold them when I really needed some money, but they're very funny. Oh, they're very clever, but they're also insanely filthy. But one of them is a Christmas special where everybody's fighting all over these uh, rare uh, Star Wars figures. This is back you know, 20 years ago when it was the craze. And it's just a fun parody of retail during the holidays, which is what the cartoon does as well, except it leaves out the filth. It keeps playing with the cliches of television. My favorite episode is the one where there's flashbacks to previous episodes, even though it's the second episode, and which was a cliche like on Facts of Life and other shows like that, where they get trapped in a location. They're like, okay, we're out of budget, so let's just show clips from previous shows. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, I did notice that with Clerks. I was like, wait a minute. You know, after, you know, first w- watching it on air, and then seeing them do those flashbacks, mm-hmm. then finally seeing all the episodes on DVD, I'm like, wait a minute. That actually did happen. That didn't air first. Yeah. I know this. Yeah, it's it's annoying that the episodes aired out of order. And I know there's certain other things like uh, I know the Leonardo Leonardo, which is basically like a Donald Trump kind of character played by Alec Baldwin. How ironic that would end yeah. up being a thing. Um, trying, trying. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> you know, for a while I thought it was a guy imitating Alec Baldwin. I didn't actually know it was Alec Baldwin. I don't know how they afforded him, but Miramax must have you know chucked out the cash, and he's like, all right. You know what? I thought Alec Baldwin's performance was just very low class and low key. I thought it was terrible. It just goes to show his career is going down the drain. Fuck you, Donald Trump. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> uh, so he, he builds a bigger version of the quick stop, which is ridiculous. Because in the town that they're in, well, no, I guess it happens even today. Because you go to these small towns with like 9,000 people and they got a Walmart. And then downtown is empty because Walmart wiped out all the mom and pop shops. Fuck you, Walmart. Fuck you for destroying so many small towns, including the town that I grew up in. Arr. I know. Shit. Leaves no, I mean, that does. That kind of like outsources and damages business in itself. And then they, pay, the, they pay their employees run, nothing. Go tits up. Yeah, they pay them nothing, and they give them half the hours they need to survive on, so they have to collect money from the government. Um, but this wouldn't have happened if they had just not come to town and let them have their little... I mean, I remember I had a beautiful, wonderful bookstore with tons of great comics and every magazine known to man. And, um, and then it just went up in flames when Walmart came to town. But then all of a sudden, Walmart stopped carrying comic books. 
funny how that works. Yeah, no, I, 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 God, every time I go into the, every time I go into one of those stores, I just, I just feel like gross. I feel so gross. Like I don't know what it is. I feel like I just need to get out. I need to sanitize myself. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I dream though. I would think it'd be so much fun to work at RST Video. They don't get a whole lot of traffic. You get to hang out with your best friend who lives next, you know, works next door. Kind of going back and forth. You know, that seems like a lot. I'm a bum. I mean, I I know it's not a lot of money, but that sounds like peace right there. Pretty much, uh, yeah. That's all it was between for Randall and Dante. That's why uh, in the set. I mean, hell, even in the uh, <laughs> in the second film, like at the end, they both uh, bought up, you know, got money from Jane, Silent Bob, and just rebuilt the Quick Stop and lived their lives there. Wow, I did not listen to the title of Episode Five. I didn't know this. Dante and Randall and Jay and Silent Bob and a bunch of new characters in Lando take part in a whole bunch of movie parodies, including but not exclusive to The Bad News Bears, The Last Starfighter, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, plus a high school reunion. That's the title of episode five. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that actually was one of my favorite episodes. It, 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 what, that's what it was. That's exactly what it was. You know, uh, Randall plays pyramid builder, and he gets selected to be a pyramid builder, but he ends up being a slave. And actually has to build them by hand. That's crazy. Oh, we, I do remember that episode. See, I didn't rewatch this beforehand because I've seen the show like two or three times all the way through. And um, I just yeah. didn't get around to watching it again. But I feel like I've made a mistake. I feel like I should have watched it again. I remember one. No, I... For some reason, Neo. There's a Neo and uh, Matrix parody kind of going on. But Kevin Michael Richardson plays the voice of... Um, shit, who Morpheus. played... Morpheus. Who played Morpheus again? Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Sounds nothing like Lawrence Fishburne, but I love Ke Kevin Michael Richardson's voice, so I just like, hey, I'm just gonna ride with this one. He actually did... He actually voiced the Joker in The Batman. I thought it was a really... Really? Uh, a really good take on it. I mean, he had that... Uh, he always has that deep voice. I mean, he can't do nothing about it, but he had that, like, you know, that twist, that crazy, um, charismatic flair that Joker had. And that, that was something very different for him, which I which I did like to hear. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, no, that, that I think that was like the last episode when they did the little Matrix parody. You know, it would be nice during the heyday of DVD, like you know, from 2000 to about 2008, when DVD was just huge. I mean, making these decent budget films for straight to video, it would have been nice if Miramax could have come up with the money to make the animated film that they so wanted to make. But there is there is a Jay and Silent Bob. Um, groovy movie, which is animated, but it's the shittiest animation you've ever seen in life. It's, it's god awful. Mm. You know uh, about the cartoon. I mean, yeah, it definitely strayed away from what um, what those movies were. It wasn't as uh, wasn't as clever. It was just like really goofy and off the wall. Yeah, you know? like it was a cartoon. That's what. That's exactly what it was. Like there was every element of a cartoon in that show. And, and the animation but is good. There's I one thing it. I can't complain about. What's that? There's one thing I can't. I, you can't really like have a problem with or complain about was Silent Bob because, you know, he's always Silent Bob no matter what, PG or R-rated. Yeah. <laughs> I just blew a booger. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 damn sinuses. It's Ow. the fall. You'd think they would go away, but no, every day I wake up with a, uh, I'm a fucking spaz. No, no, no. Your sinuses never go away fully. <laughs> They stick around with you all year long, especially when you get to be my age. Oh, Troopy, come here. You still look just as young. You still, you're still a big puppy to me. Come on. Come on, come here. I'll get you a treat, and then you can go to sleep. No, you're rubbing me in the right place. Oh, Troopy likes that. Oh, yes, I do. Touch the spot. That's it right there. 
that's it right there. Oh, God, can you, can you imagine being a female dog and having sex with him? Uh, oh, my God, that's it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Don't forget to touch the beanbag. <laughs> oh. Oh. We're terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so another animated series based on a classic movie, Spaceballs the Animated Series. Oh, why oh my did I God. agree I was to so watch? I'm so excited when they announced this on G4. This is shit. This is a shitty series. I could barely get through it. Did, and did you like it? Yeah, no, I definitely found it. I mean, again, it's, you know, uh, it had to be toned down a little bit, you know, because, you know, on G4, it's PG. But still, I mean, it, knowing that, you know, Mel Brooks was involved with it and it did parody on, like, you know, like what's been kind of going on with like you know certain franchises like with the Star Wars prequels. I like how they made fun of that. You know, calling them a sissy. It's like it's like sissy, but with half a lip. That's funny to you. And then uh, that's not funny. That's not no, funny. I, I, a little bit. I found it entertaining. And then there's the episode where Lone Star is just like a total like just gaming out on Grand Theft on a uh, Grand Space Auto. Or oh whatever. boy. Of course, yeah. No, my I, problem making with this, fun of uh, well, franchises it, and merchandising. So the, the funny part, okay, so I'm not going to question that. That's all subjective. Here's the thing. At this time, G4 had money. Um, I do not understand why this is the shittiest, cheapest Flash animation. This is something that Icebox, which is an internet animated company, which is completely independent. They don't really have any, like, names behind their company. And they're just doing it kind of like a, a punk rock version of animation. And that was in 2000 when they started. I think... 99 or 2000 I would get if it was from their company but this is G4 this is a network that had money it had Mel Brooks's name and they couldn't raise the cash to get better animation it's it's terrible mm, I will agree with you a little bit on that I was a little taken back by the flash animation but again I thought the design looked well but the way it all walked out and moved out uh, I might as well have been looking at a oh gosh a high school project. Almost like a pop-up book. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, but still, I mean, I like the, the voice cast was very spot on, like with some of them. I mean, of course, I think uh, the ones they were able to get, of course, Mel Brooks, because, you know, it's Mel Brooks. Yeah, he's producing um, it and co-writing it. So, yeah, I totally see why he was behind it. All right, and then there was, um, of course, uh, Daphne Zuniga. She came back <sighs> in as uh, <sighs> Princess Vespa. I know. She is wonderful. Drew, 1 800 <laughs> <laughs> oh god yes and I'm glad 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 <laughs> and then Joan Rivers as Dot uh, for a few episodes oh may she rest in peace stop looking up uh, my she can. was a workaholic she would always be working so this is something, something she definitely would want to do plus oh, did she actually like working with Mel Brooks just out of curiosity I, I don't know uh, maybe I would guess she would say no if he if she hated working with him but then again she's kind of, she was kind of a money person you know so i can i can see why she would just take it even if she didn't have to be in the studio with mel brooks. who 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 doesn't like mel brooks that's a stupid thing for me to even think everybody loves mel brooks there's nobody out there going mel brooks is a uh, dick um what well, well white supremacists and neo-nazis they wouldn't like probably fuck the nazis fuck the nazis right how do you deal with the nazi you know how you deal with the nazi or a white supremacist indiana jones be indiana jones yeah what did indiana jones do to them Captain America. Punch him. Yeah, Captain America shoved the shield up there at Easter. Yeah. Who else took out Nazis? I know Wolverine mm-hmm. took out Nazis in the comic books. He even teamed up with Captain America to take Hellboy, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm trying to think who else. It doesn't matter. Um, 
yeah, those are the only three from the movie. Of course, by this time, John Candy had passed. Uh, so we do have someone filling in for him. Uh, Tino and Santa, I have no idea who that is. Uh, Rick Moranis, of course, has been MIA for 20-something years. Actually, I think just about 20 years. Uh, Reno Romano yeah, no, voiced his character. and No, 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 I'm wrong. He voiced, uh, Reno Romano voiced uh, Lone Star. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Bill Paxton, maybe he was too expensive. I don't know. It seems like he would have had fun doing voice work. Uh, Bill he's, Pullman. He's Bill, sorry, Bill Pullman, who is excellent in Titan AE. Um, so he, he does do voice work. Uh, I wish he'd do more of it, actually, because he's pretty damn good. You know, yeah, I know. A whole, gosh, if they ever do another DC animated movie, there could definitely be a part for him in it. Yeah, I want to see a Justice Society film because Justice Society was the older group, and I would say he would be an excellent Sentinel or maybe Jay uh, Garrick. Yeah, or Alan Scott. Yeah, Alan Scott. Well, he was a Sentinel. Uh, Wildcat could be played by um, uh, Keith Dave. No, uh, David Keith. Yeah. Shit. Let's just oh, do. A, let's just do a live action version of it. Fuck the animated part. Let's just get these guys as the live action. But <laughs> this makes a much more sense. I know, let's just get, yeah, we just have to get a hold of Warner Brothers and uh, Jeff Johns. And their money. <laughs> and Joss Whedon. Nice. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, no, uh, I did think it kind of held up to, uh, you know, Mel Brooks' style of comedy. But at the same time, again, uh, as with Clerks, you know, what Kevin Smith did with Clerks, it's a cartoon, so he was able to have a little bit more fun with it. Um, like the first episode when uh, Dark Helmet's just like, you know, getting that stripper bot. <laughs> And uh, just like enlarging the breast so they like pretty much explode and knock him on his head, and then you get to see his past. Uh, but still, again, I I am hoping for a Spaceball sequel. I mean, as far as Rick Moranis coming back into Hollywood or Please. being in a movie, I, I well, it's Rick Moranis. I mean, after his wife passed away, he left to take care of his kids. He gave up Hollywood. But it has been you twenty know, years. Sure. It's twenty years, man. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Uh, maybe it's like if his son talks to him or, you know, Mel Brooks kind of convinces him to do it. Maybe he could come back as Dark Helmet. Well, if they couldn't get him back in a cameo for Ghostbusters, which would have taken like one day of his life, hell, an afternoon. You know what? Maybe he did yeah. just decide it was easier not to do anything else. Well, he does. He did do two albums, which are fine. The Agoraphobic, Agoraphobic Cowboy and uh, songs my mother taught me, or something like that. I can't remember. Dinners at my mom's house, oh. something like that. They're good. Yeah, I think so. And then there was also um, uh, Brother Bear. He was one of the moves. That's right. I forgot about it. He has been doing. Oh, and, and I think he did the McKinsey Brothers cartoon, um, which is about the guys from Strange Brew. Uh, Doug and ah. Doug and fuck, I can't remember the names. <laughs> It'll come back to you eventually. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, this uh, this does. Uh, Make me hope for a uh, Spaceball sequel that was announced shortly after, uh, you know, Force Awakens was released. Yeah, I don't know. He said that after Phantom Menace as well, I think, and that didn't happen. Mm. Well, he's only touched up on that genre once, and then uh, what? His last live-action film was, uh, yeah, Dark Dracula Dead and Loving It. That he directed, but he did produce uh, the producers, which is an excellent adaptation. I don't know, excellent adaptation. I don't know why I'm going oh, into his voice. Um, it's a good uh, adaptation. Yes, it was, it was, it was wonderful. Oh, it just came out there, all musical, dancing. I could have been a part of it, but I was already doing something else. Robin Hood Men oh. Tights would make a good musical. There's already like three or four songs in it. Yeah, oh God. We're men, <laughs> we're manly men. Manly men, we're men in tights. Yay! Tights. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes, always. Though you know he's going to have to, he's going to have to skip that. Yes. 
because times have changed, clearly. Maybe. I don't know. It's Bill Brooks. He can get away with it. I mean, come on. I mean, back in the – well, then, I mean, even with uh, Blazing Saddle, he using the N-word so many times. It's, uh, you know, the only reason he was able to get away with it was that Richard Pryor wrote it. Yeah. It would have had a point back then. I'm not sure if the yes – well, never mind. I'm getting too wound up. All right. Let's move on to our third cartoon, The Mummy. The uh, poorly animated, shitty character design, but good stories. Good stories. I actually quite enjoy oh, yeah. the story. The you know the, the the tale that this whole series is trying to get across. But man, the animation is some of the weakest. I just feel like they were trying to cut back so much on the budget by cutting out any details whatsoever. Yeah, you know what did bug me is like this was on uh, I think the Warner Brothers the WB uh, cartoon block. Yeah, that ran on. Uh, they had that. money, so I don't understand what the problem was. No. I thought the voice of the voice work did hold up, and it, it kind of was like more the plot of the uh, the second film, where you know the kid slapped the bracelet on, and now he's like he has to find all these like you know hidden treasures and gems and stuff. Yeah. But again, I thought it still held up to the spirit and the fun that the Mummy movies showed. Uh, but again, um, I don't know. I, I didn't really remember too much of it. It only lasted like what one season? Like well, it, two episodes? two short seasons. When shows air on network, sometimes they don't give it a full season, which is kind of the way it's always been with animation. If it's on a network, right. for some reason, it seems to be only thirteen episodes, unless it's wildly popular, then they do more. Uh, and if it's a strip show, it's sixty-five a season. But yeah, this only lasted mm. two short seasons. It was a WB. It was kind of early on, and was it? Yeah, it was a WB. So back then, they were still kind of yeah, growing. Like they didn't have a whole lot of money. Uh, I think actually two thousand one or two thousand two is after the second Mummy movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was. And it had to have been because going. the second one is the one that jumps forward in times a decade, and that's when they have the little kid. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, I think Alex was only like, yeah, he was about 10 years old. All right, so the voice acting is uh, the son, Alex, is voiced by Chris Marquette, who a lot of people know from Joan of Arcadia, who was excellent in a movie called, uh, oh, shit. Uh, well, you know from um, Fanboys, uh, The Girl Next Door, Freddy vs. Jason, Infested. That's right, that's the one I was thinking of with the giant bugs. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that movie is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to look it up Infested. Infestation. Oh, no, Infestation. Infested. Not Invested. That's with a V. Infested with an F. Stewie, go home. Your mom's totally worried about you. She, she still can't, doesn't get the fact that you're an evil genius, baby. Get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, John Schneider as Rick O'Connell. Of course, John Schneider, you know, from Smallville, Dukes of Hazzard, uh, tons of country music stuff. Um, I don't know who Gray Delise is. Tom Kenny is Joe. Uh, Gray Delisle? What's, what? What? Is that how you said the name? Gray Delisle. Delisle? Wow. You know, Isle. Delis- uh, that's the way I pronounce it. Delisle? Del- oh, you know what? That makes a lot more sense. Delisle? Oh. She's kind of hot. Holy crap. I'm going to check that she one She is lovely. Out. She was also the voice of Catwoman in the uh, Arkham uh, series video uh, games. She's a, Oh, God. I've heard her voice in almost everything, almost every video game I have. Hello, nuts. Hello. Oh, gosh, man. I don't think... Oh, that is pretty tough to do uh, an Animaniacs voice. I'd have to work on it. Except maybe Wacko. I think I'll go that one down pretty much, mate. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Uh, Rob Paulson. It's hard yeah. to get his notes sometimes. Um uh, Jonathan, who I think was also played by a guy named Jonathan. Uh, Tom Kenny, of course, from SpongeBob. I know him from Mr. Show, the greatest sketch comedy of all time. Um, Bob he, and David. Bob and David, yes. Uh, he, I feel like he did something else really. Oh, 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 so, um, not SpongeBob. Um, shit, Powerpuff Girls. Isn't he the mayor in Powerpuff Girls? Oh, yes, he is, actually. Now, not a lot of people know this. A lot of voices that you'd be surprised he did. Not a lot of people know this. 
But he grew up with Bobcat Goldthwait, and his name was Tomcat. And they used to go on stage as Bobcat and Tomcat. And then eventually Tom dropped it, but Bobcat got so popular at that time that he just kept it for years. Ah. Uh, okay, you know, uh, speaking of SpongeBob, you know who was the voice of uh, his boss, Krabs? Uh, uh, Mr. Krabs? No, I have no idea. Clancy Brown. No shit. Oh, Clancy, that's right. I love Clancy Brown. Who doesn't? That guy's fucking badass. Ooh, you know, if David Keith didn't take Wildcat, you know, he could play Wildcat. Aha! Clancy Brown, I'm sure, can get into shape. I mean, I'm sure he could still do it. He could pull it off. Fuck, he was a man mountain. You could do it if Josh Brolin could play Cable and get that shape. You could do it, too. Yeah. Um, everybody else, they got reoccurring with Kevin Michael Richardson, Charles Napier. Charles Napier was fantastic on The Critic. I think he sadly passed away recently. Most people know him as the villain in, well, one of the villains in uh, First Blood Part 2. Um, then he was just a bunch of shitty direct-to-video movies, but he's just one of those guys. He's got a face like a baseball mitt. It's been, pre- been, pre- it's been hit pretty hard. Yeah, he's just got one of those faces where it's kind of like a Popeye face where it's folding in on itself. Just here, like a baseball mitt. It's been used too much. I ain't sure the spinach, because I ain't me spinach. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Oh, Popeye! <laughs> My voice is crying. Oh, Popeye! I can't hit high notes for some reason. Oh, Popeye! Holy shit. That was disturbing. I think my balls cracked. <laughs> Good God, I know. I just scared myself with that shit. Okay, <laughs> I really hope that somebody picks up that Gindy Tartakovsky Popeye film. Oh, and they fucking put out the Emoticon movie, or what What the fuck was it called? Emoji? The movie? Assholes. And that even made money, too. One of the so. worst-rated movies, and it bombed miserably. I don't understand why. Why would you make Sony this movie? Sony makes such stupid fucking decisions. Why would you show up to this movie? It's dumb. <laughs> Stop it. Stop being dumb. I know. Anyway, uh, back to the mummy. Yeah, uh... As, as far as the cartoon went, uh, yeah, no, it, it was definitely trying to get the, uh, you know, kids more introduced into the actual franchise because, you know, how some parents are concerned, you know, showing the mummies, you know, especially in the first movie when, you know, he's all zombified and freaky looking and, you know, the, kill, the, like, the murderous little scarabs and, you know, all the, you know, mummies and dead people. Wait, what was this walking about? Around. What about this about murderous scarabs? Because I have a collection of scarabs just over here. Should I know something? Am I in trouble? Uh oh, gotta go. <laughs> uh, depending on the scarabs, like look under, look. I don't know. Are they labeled? Are they? Do they say like what their name is? Like what kind of what kind they are? Uh, says the blue beetle scarabs. Oh, we're good. We're really good. Yeah, no, no, no. You're oh, you're perfectly fine. No, if that's the blue beetle scarab, then you're good. You're good to go. If 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 it's like highly advanced alien technology, you're gonna be fine. But you're also probably gonna have a little voice talking in your head telling you to kill people or. Jump off a building saying you can fly, even though your asshole's going, no, you can't. <laughs> Speaking of, we hey, have a Blue Beetle episode we've been talking about now for two months. Are we going to be able to do this one soon? Well, I'm halfway th- Well, I mean, uh, I haven't been reading it lately, but I'm halfway through it, and I'm loving it. I'm really Good. loving it. Well, our sponsor is curious as to when we're going to do this episode. <laughs> okay, I gotta, okay, I'll get up on my reading. I'll get up on my reading. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, back to the mummy. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm just glad that if they do like try and bring a mummy cartoon back, oh, who I don't know. It's not going to happen. Gonna, dude. Is it's, anybody going to bring any cartoons back at all? I don't know. Uh, right now, the Tom Cruise mummy is under some hot fire in America, at least internationally. It was huge. Um, oh yeah, dude! It's Tom Cruise. Everybody loves Tom Cruise internationally. Yeah, I loved his movies too, but I'm not so sure about this mummy. But um, 
I do enjoy the first and third entries of The Mummy. I hate that second one. The second one's overblown. It's so many shitty effects sequences. Uh, I just, oh, especially with the Scorpion King bit. Yeah, oh, that, fuck, that, was ridiculous. That, that all of it was dumb. But the third one is cool as hell. Jet Li's involved, and you know they've grown up. Uh, the son's grown up now, and Brendan Fraser's got a little more like dramatic weight to him. Brendan Fraser, by the way, is horribly underrated. He's made so many good movies that nobody went to. Monkey Bone, people, uh, Bedazzled, oh God, Looney hilarious. Tunes, back in action. Come on, what the hell's wrong with you people? Yes, he made Fury Vengeance. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, I mean, I really hope so. I really hope so he does have a huge comeback. I'd like to see him. In so- well, he was also in um, Crash, although I thought that uh, that was highly overrated. A lot of people think that. Overrated. I think it's all, totally here's, here's, whitewashed. Here's, shit. Yeah, sort of. Uh, here's what bothers me a lot. Of, a lot of stuff like Crash is everybody's like, "Yeah, that's a pretty damn good movie," and then it gets nominated for an Oscar, and they're like, "Well, not that good." And all of a sudden, it's like, "Well, now it's shit. It's a shitty movie." Forrest Gump is a fucking great film. But for some reason, since it won the Oscar, people are like, oh, it's, it's fucking garbage. No, it's still a good movie. It's just, you know what? There was a lot better movies that came out in 94. So, yes, I get why you think, that's funny. Shouldn't have Pulp Fiction won? Ed Wood? Shouldn't that have won? You know, there's you know, there's so many other better movies that should have won. Mm-hmm. But doesn't negate Forrest Gump as being a decent film. Of course not. No, it was, I thought Forrest Gump was a little... Was definitely more touching. It's the one that plucks at your heartstrings. It's the one that gets people. It, those Forrest are usually the ones that, that win the Oscar. You know, it's that or like these horribly drawn out out of Africa. Have you ever tried you to watch what, out of Africa? You know what? I'm glad one. What? You know what? I'm glad one this year. Earlier this year was uh, Moonlight. I haven't seen that one. Did you ever see that one? No, I have. I'm really oh, glad you got to see that. Of course, I've seen Triple yeah. X Part Three, but I have not seen Moonlight because I have terrible taste in movies. <laughs> I have a yen yeah. for Donnie Yen, so hey, why could, how could I not watch it? It was actually pretty damn entertaining. I was actually shocked. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The, those movies are pretty entertaining, and um, Ice Cube came back, so I'm like, okay. Fuck I'm yeah! Gonna... I was so excited. I did not know that was going to be a thing, because I'm actually a big fan of Part 2. I actually hate Part 1 of Triple X, but I, I dig Part 2, and the fact that he got a bad rap for doing that movie, and it bombed so badly, and his career for a while was done. And if it hadn't been for 21 Jump Street saving his ass, I don't know where he'd be right now. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, Ice Cube's got a lot to fall back on. You know, oh. he's he's still he's still like making songs here and there. He's still he's still doing his thing. Yeah, well, he's having a comeback he now. He's good now. Oh yeah, but even before that. Also, uh, fuck! I forgot. Damn it! I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, I forgot there was an animated series of Friday. And I love those Friday movies. I wonder if that cartoon's any oh, good. Oh, God, yes. Can't go wrong with those. But the cartoon, though, I did not know there was a cartoon. Was it that bad? No, I have no idea. I think it lasted a season or two on some station, MTV. I don't know. Let me look. Friday, the animated series lasted okay. only one season. Okay. Well, okay. I know. Before, Hold on. Before we get back to uh, The Mummy or to the next cartoon, I do have to ask you, as far as it goes for terrible movies, The Room. Oh, How many please, times have you watched that? Please make a cartoon of The Room. It'll be the greatest cartoon ever. Put it on Adult Swim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Dude, uh, that gets me excited for The Disaster Artist. I mean, yes. that second trailer. Just, the first trailer got me. Then the second trailer, holy shit. <laughs> have you watched the VHS love letter to Thor, where it looks like it's from 1987 instead of 19, uh, 2017? 
Oh, that's your, oh no, I've seen that like pop up in like suggestions, but I have to wa- I'll have to watch it. Oh, it's beautiful. Marvel cut it to look like an old wore out VHS tape, and it looks like it's from Canon Pictures. It's that kind of like cheesy way of doing a trailer, and it's just oh, it's yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Friday was yeah. on. It was on MTV Two. It only lasted eight episodes ten years ago. Damn. It's a bummer. Well, fuck. Oh well. I mean, well, yeah. Back when MTV was MTV, and then just slowly died. Yep. Is MTV still airing any music videos at all? Anything? Nothing. Yeah. Uh, best of my knowledge, no. Anything music related, or is it all? I'm 18 and stupid, and somehow I got pregnant again. Season two, and the only thing that's music related or is that my, they play songs during the show. Or here, look at my, look what I. It's like yeah. Don't fall in my footsteps as a parent, a.k.a. my super sweet 16. <laughs> okay, let's wrap up this show. We have one cartoon left. Um, nothing really new in the animated world that I wanted to discuss. Usually we have some sort of news segment, but nothing. I don't think there's any animated series coming out at all. Um, but I did see... Shit. Uh, the Bumblebee movie is going to be directed by the guy who uh, did the animation design on Kubo and the Two Strings, which... Oh, grabbed my interest. That guy? Oh, God, I loved Kubo. Yeah. I'm curious if that's going to be... John Cena is the star, which uh, five years ago I would have said, oh, God, he's, he's so shitty. But then I watched Trainwreck, and I'm like, oh, no, John Cena, man, he is a genius. He's finally got his talent, you know, that, that thing. that, that You know, remember the, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Dwayne, sorry, Dwayne Johnson, uh, back when he was called The Rock, was actually a kind of shitty actor. Watch Scorpion King. And then watch two years later in Walking Tall, totally different actor. Um, it's amazing oh, yeah. where he is now than he was when he first started because he was he was he made Hulk Hogan look like a Shakespearean actor. That's right, oh, brother. God, oh, yeah. yeah like when he first started, yeah. But um, as far as uh, seeing Dwayne, uh, seeing Dwayne Johnson, because um, you know now he's he's Black Adam and he's going to get his own movie. He's not going to be the villain in Shazam. You know he, they're going to clash later. Lame. But, I mean to have someone lame uh, on physical par with black adam i'm like i they'd have to cast uh shazam uh john cena as shazam or somebody else who woke up no like no just get a really good actor but put that suit that weird owl wore in uhf as when he was rambo <laughs> put that on it'll work it'll work i yeah, swear they said, yeah well they did um they are holding uh they are casting shazam uh as two parts you know there's gonna be billy batson you know the young teen and then and, you've got to have shazam and Steve Buscemi as Shazam. Actually, it's Captain Marvel, but Shazam is the wizard well, who gave him the power. True, yeah, and it's also an anagram for the powers of the gods that he uh, possesses. But they ended up changing it to Shazam because now Marvel acquired the name Captain Marvel right, for right, right. Miss Marvel. So now they had to change it. So I was like, okay, that works, whatever. Okay. Anyway, oh yeah, as far oh yeah, uh, speaking of animation coming out, like they're still not doing um, Young Justice. They're not putting in a season three what i thought that was done i thought the deal was made i thought we were good i i I was just i was just looking up the updates on that i thought everything was good like is that going to be coming out soon right now i'm doing that uh that irish gangster thing right that italian gangster thing with my chin flicking my yeah flicking my teeth at you that's how angry i am so that's what you're doing you're insulting me right now okay why why do you not take me seriously do you think i'm a clown do i amuse you Look, Joey, I was just saying that you made me laugh. I thought you were funny. How am I funny? I, I, I got a big red nose and a fucking wig on and big shoes. 
Um, <laughs> making balloon animals. What if we just kept going? Like, making balloon animals. What if me and my friends got stuffed into this car here? How in the <laughs> fuck do you mean I'm funny, Charlie? Oh, I'm, just, I'm just saying that you're funny. I am. <laughs> I almost got him. I almost got him, you motherfucker, you. <laughs> that is yeah. one of the most intense okay, scenes. And... That scene makes me sweat. Just sweat, sweat. But I still say Casino is a better movie than Goodfellas. And Goodfeathers from Animaniacs. No. Yeah, Animaniacs is better than Goodfellas, honestly. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, <laughs> I love them both. I can't necessarily put one or the other. But anyway, uh, we have another cartoon to discuss, don't we? But yes, time, it's Casino, the animated, the animated series. <laughs> <laughs> the extended footage where he passes the brains in with a baseball bat. Casino. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, okay, it automatically failed for me because you can't make a PG version of Casino. Yeah, it's disturbing no, how Sharon Stone's character is much more subdued in the animated series. <laughs> she's just high on Skittles. She's got sugar rushes. And, and she's like, instead of fuck you, she's like, fun with you, Joey. Fun with you. <laughs> Either you hung up or you just died. I don't know. You're not there anymore. This is awkward. Hold on. Guys, I'm dumb. The speaker I had Jacob on ran out of juice and I had to plug it back in. That's why... He, he wasn't laughing. He doesn't find me funny. He thinks I'm stupid. I am. It's pathetic. Yeah, no, I was actually, I thought I was thinking out loud. I thought I was speaking what I was thinking, but I didn't. Which worries me that you would even think that. Like, you have some sort of mental breakdown. The voices in my head won't stop. <laughs> I said that out loud? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. What in blazes is going on in Jacob's mind right now? Quite a bit, George Takai. No, please, get out. This is my room. All right, everybody, we're fucked around too long. We gotta get real here, people. Let's talk about a cartoon that'll shake your world and make you poop in your pants. We'll pause for a second at the end so you can change your skipping. Here we go with Roughnecks, the Starship Troopers campaigns. I don't know where my mind is. What am I doing? I'm not even talking anymore. I'm, I'm clearly lost my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoorah! That's right. Yeah. Hoorah! I know. Good God, y'all, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing's heading in. Ha! Whoa. Okay, that makes me think of small soldiers. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back to this. Let's get, we, we fucked around for too long. God damn it. <laughs> this is how we do it. is how we do it, baby. Okay, so if we haven't lost all of the listeners, damn, I'm fucking trying so hard to alienate all of you. Next time. <laughs> you don't have to try too hard, kid. <laughs> all right. Oh, I'm doing a good job then. Excellent. All right, everybody. Roughnecks. Okay, I went and saw Starship Troopers in the theater. And I can't be one of those guys who lie and said, yes, I knew it was a parody that Paul Verhoeven was fucking with the entire film industry by mocking and uh, basically saying uh, our military can be fascist sometimes and that he purposely made all the actors shitty and that he was having a blast doing it. I was not that intelligent back then. It wouldn't be until I saw Hollow Man where I started questioning. I go, is Paul Verhoeven just sticking his middle finger up to the entire film industry? He is. And then I realized that Starship Troopers was a masterpiece. Otherwise, I thought it was one of those guilty pleasure, like popcorn films. Uh, it's weird that some people still don't get it, even though they've been told by every film critic and everything that's reviewed this film over the last 20 years. They still think it's like, oh, no, it's a pro-military. Hoorah. You know, go America. No, dum-dum. It is not. It is our uh, 
his commentary on America going into foreign lands, taking their oil or whatever, and trying to wipe out their people for product. And guess what? Using our young poor people as soldiers, as basic cannon fodder to get their goods. Which still continues to this day. Yay. Fuck. Wish it would end. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, but, well, Rico, Rico was a rich kid. A lot of those, actually, what's kind of funny is that a lot of those people were rich kids. That is weird in the movie, con but I, I was kind of just thinking of how it is in general with our wars, so though. That was me adding that to it. Uh, if you look at it, ever since Vietnam, I feel like all of our wars are to get stuff. And we just use the poor and barely educated as our cannon fodder to get whatever it is this country has that we need so desperately. Because we cannot move beyond oil for some reason. And I don't get why this, um, it's from dinosaurs. There's only so many dinosaurs around. And eventually the oil will be tapped out and there'll be nothing left. Did you guys think about this at all? No, we don't believe in dinosaurs. We believe oil was put there by some mystic power, and we're going to have it forever. Exactly, but we're not. But we are switching to solar and many other alternative uh, clean energy resources. I wish and guess what? cars would run on frustration because, man, I'd have a full tank all week long. <laughs> or uh, Robin Williams suggested this in, his, <laughs> in a stand-up special, uh, Weapons of Self-Destruction, and he's like, here, hold on. I got it. The Ford Colon. You just yeah. <laughs> basically it's like he's after he has surgery, and then he like yeah has a cup of coffee, and uh, all of a sudden it's like licking out his ass, and his dog's like you know as a warning sign. He goes, he's licking methane. He's like, wait a minute, methane. I'm my own fuel source. <laughs> the Ford Colon. Me. And it's like here's the advertisement. Me with a tube in my ass. Hi, I'm Robin Williams. Yeah. I <laughs> I just ate a black bean burrito and had a large cup of coffee. Care to join me? Fuck green, go brown. Oh. I don't remember that at all. He, I, oh, I miss Rob Williams. I miss Rob Williams so much. He did so much animated voice Who work doesn't? that was just amazing, and he doesn't really get credit for that. I mean, everybody remembers Aladdin, but he did like three or four other things. I don't know. It just Burn Golly. Yeah, I just get. I get and he sad. also had a voice. He had a little voiceover appearance, a quick uh, voiceover appearance in uh, AI. He was the voice of that uh, scientist. That's right. I was telling. Uh, I was telling David where to find the Boob Fairy. AI is a anyway. great film, and I, I can't believe so many people hate it. Oh, it's so good. It is, I know, and it was originally Stanley Kubrick's film, and then Steven Spielberg finished it for him. Yeah, well, if Stanley Kubrick had made it, it probably would have been unwatchable, because I think he's the most overrated director in history. He's made one movie that I really like, and that's Eyes Wide Shut, which is the one that everybody else hates. Uh, Full Metal Jacket, uh, it drives me up the wall. The Shining is shit. I watched the TV movie version instead. I've never seen 2001. Well, technically, I've seen about a half hour, and I... And I'm out. Blade Runner, overrated. Okay. No, I'm excited about the sequel. I am truly excited Wait, about the Blade, sequel. Wait, Blade Runner was by Ridley Scott. Yes, it's boring. It's so beautiful, but it's boring, like a girl or two eyes that I knew. We mm. defer. We defer on some things, for yes, sure. Yes, I know. Hey, that rhymes. Well, most people see it as a masterpiece, and I just think it's a boring. Just uh, Can I watch Legend, which you all okay. hated? Uh, I know, I do want to see the sequel, too. I already heard some, like, early reviews of it, and, yeah, people are, like, loving it. Yeah, so, the USA Today And I love Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I love Ryan Gosling. I like Dennis Villanueva. I love his films. Um, CNN, not CNN, sorry, USA Today said that it was better than the original, that it just builds and builds upon this universe, and the stakes are so high now. It actually takes place um, within the same world as Alien. What? No. Really? Yeah, no, it was confirmed. That's funny. Did you know? Yeah, like way before Alien. The guy who wrote the original Blade Runner also wrote Soldier with Kurt Russell, 
And there is a sequence in Soldier where he's in this giant ship, like, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Uh, I can't think of the word. I just had it in my head. Uh, trash dump. Uh, uh, where do you dump trash shit? Compactor. What? No, it's where you dump vehicles. Junkyard. And, you know, you, sometimes you see them, like huge chunks of land with just ruined vehicles, and people just go there for parts. Landfill. Uh, something like that. I don't know. Um, something like that. The dump. Uh, there, um, there is a giant spaceship dump there where basically all these corporations throw all their old ships and stuff like that. But you see the Blade Runner ship in the background. Um, so same writer, same company, same ship. So I'm telling you right now, Soldier is in the same universe as Blade Runner. Oh, I'd have to. Oh, most likely. I mean, yeah, no, a, a Tyrell Corporation, or, or is it a uh, Wayland Corporation? Wayland is an alien. Is, is aliens show up in... Hmm, interesting. I think Tyrell is what becomes eventually Wayland Corporation, because, you know, Tyrell, uh, their main logo was, like, all these pyramids, and Peter Wayland, I think, ended up buying the company out after the death of Tyrell, and it became Wayland Corporation. Holy shit. So then, technically... Blade Runner is connected to Predator because of Aliens versus Predator, but then in Predator 2, you see his big trophy room. You also see heads from characters from Star Wars. So Star Wars and Blade Runner are connected. That means Harrison Ford plays two different characters. Oh my god, my brain just exploded on itself. And we're not even talking about Starship Troopers. We're not even talking about Starship Troopers. We are fucking jerks. Because that's what we do. <laughs> okay, now let's get back to Starship Troopers. Anyway, Starship Troopers, yes, it was a parody and uh, pretty much the military-industrial complex in, in its recruitment. But uh, I think what they tried to do with um, uh, the Roughneck Chronicles, they, uh, they tried to, of course, market out to kids because it was a very mature movie and showed a lot of people getting killed and dismembered. That and is a great, that is one gory film. Monsters. Paul Verhoeven never shied away from gore. He loves it. He absolutely loves it. He admitted it. Like when I was watching the special features of RoboCop, he loves violence in films, so he will not shy away from like blood and all that shit. I don't understand why he made the. I, he is a master at sci-fi. Uh, Hollow Man, Starship Troopers, Total Recall, RoboCop, all great flicks. Uh, Basic Instinct, Showgirls. What? Why? Why did you want to do this again? I don't understand. Huh? Wait, Showgirls with Elizabeth Berkley? Yes. Paul Verhoeven directed that. You could tell the whole what? time. He's just counting his money. He's like, yeah, go ahead, whatever. No, 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 da, 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 da. That fucking, I'm sorry. That movie was terrible. Oh, it was god-awful. So it's Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct is a, uh, a whack-off film before everybody got access to porn easily through their phones. <laughs> it was one of those movies that was only popular because of the sexuality, not because it was a good movie. I even like Michael Douglas, and, and I just felt like he was slumming in that film. Uh, yeah. Starship Troopers. Well, so, what's that? Yeah, no, but uh, as I was going to say with Roughneck, yeah, he definitely, it was definitely trying to market it into ki- market to kids. Yeah, this and, is the thing with The Mummy. The Mummy also, the, uh, Stephen Summers was directly connected to the animated series. He wanted to make sure it lined up with his movies, and Paul Verhoeven knew that there was a strong following for Starship Troopers, even though it didn't do that well in theaters. It did okay, um, but it had a huge following on video. And so he produced the series. Now, I don't know if he was directly involved and how it was made, or he just attached his name to it for a small fee. I don't know. He how. was executive producer. Yes, but that happens a lot. I see that, like, Wes Craven presents, and someone just went to watch Wes Craven and said, hey, do you like this movie? We'll pay you a million dollars. He's like, all right, now it's called Wishmaster, uh, Wes Craven's Wishmaster. Yeah, no, but he didn't even direct that one, did he? No, he just puts his name on as executive producer, but it's only his name. He, A lot of guys did that. John Carpenter, did, I think, did that once or twice, but... 
I'm starting to get a sore throat. But purple. John Carpenter did actually do <laughs> vampires. He did the first vampire. He did, but in the second one, I think he was involved. But the ones I'm questioning are Black Moon Rising and Philadelphia Experiment, which I feel like they just went to him and said, hey, can you just look at this movie, and if you like it, will you take payment to put your name on it? And it's like, yeah, hell yeah, that sounds like an easy... I would do it. I would do that on amateur gay porn. If someone paid me $1,000 to say Michael <laughs> Cook presents uh, All Aboard, you know, or whatever, you know, about uh, sailors getting it on with each other, I would do this because I like money and I have no soul. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and the sequel would be Shit's Ahoy. <laughs> okay. Fucking A. I can't even come up with anything with that. I'm nuts. I'm sorry. I've lost my mind clearly over the last... If you listen oh, Michael, to... Do you remember how okay. we started this show? We started the show, what, three and a half years ago, and it was you kind of doing the funny stuff while I'm sitting here on Wikipedia going, and so this lasted four seasons, and they produced it was... And I'm like, just completely disconnected. <laughs> and now, clearly, you're the one holding the show together, and in about a week, I'm going to be in a rubber room going, I love hugging myself. Oh, I'm the best hugger ever. I'm not sick, yeah, but I'm not well. Like Come on. <laughs> All right, the voice cast on Starship Troopers, which lasted. Oh, yeah. Here's the weird thing: is it lasted 36 episodes, one season. Um, that's weird because that's a really odd number of episodes for a one season show. I, I would assume it was two or three. This is something that I saw on TV for years. I feel like they were constantly rerunning this. Did you feel like it was on for a much longer time? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm not gonna lie. It was syndication. It was kind of towards the end of shows being syndicated. I mean, after this, it's when cable took over, and then now streaming takes over everything. Um, and, and Starship Troopers still continues. There was a part two, which everybody hates, which I actually think is a damn fine film, even though it ditches the humor. The third one, um, is closer to the parody style, but it's a shitty movie. It's not very good at all. Would you like to know more? Is that the one that Rico came back? Yes. I didn't like it very much. Yeah. And now there's the animated movies. There's two of them. Uh, Sony is making a ton of money off this somehow because this franchise will not die. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm surprised people are still even looking into or going back to something like Starship Troopers. There was a huge toy line. I remember that for sure. Yeah, I'm looking at this. Uh, Mill Creek put the series out on DVD. Mill Creek is a company that bundles up animated series for cheap. You can go on their website and just find like you know stuff that normally costs twenty nine ninety nine for six bucks. Uh, Mill Creek uh, has a deal wow. with Sony right now, so they've been issuing out a lot of this stuff. In fact, where I work, we actually got some of their bundles in. Uh, we got the Jumanji series, which you know we should discuss that before the new movie comes out. The Jumanji series. Oh yeah, that's right. Damn, I forgot. Maybe we'll do another movie one. I mean, right now we're talking about Friday and Jumanji, and I want to see Stargate. I think we have another one in us, but we're going to have to delay it because we have a Halloween episode to do. Mm-hmm. God, I love Halloween. I'm not going to lie. And we got the it's Justice League. Me. It's me. I hate it. Um, trying to look at where are their animated series? I don't know how many series that they have, kids. That's a damn fine series you've got there, lad. I'm trying to look right now. They have, uh, right now for cheap... Hey, I'm not even seeing most of the stuff they have. Uh, Cops, JC and the Wheel Warriors, Jumanji, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. Um, I love that one. There's a few others I've seen them have on there. Uh, for some reason, I am not seeing... Uh, Johnny Johnny Test, which I've never even heard of. Um, the Busy World of Richard Scarry. Uh, I feel like I'm plugging this company, but they do have a ton. Oh, shit. Action Man. Busy world. Dennis the Menace. 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the animated series. Uh, Street Sharks. What? <laughs> See if you're listening. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Archie's Weird Mysteries. <laughs> I'm trying to see what else is. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, I was going to see if I could pull that one past you without you noticing. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking hold back for a second, then exclaim what the fuck. <laughs> I mean, the second movie was kind of funny because it was by fucking Golden Globus, but yeah. a fucking animated series? That'd be great. Me? Oh, man. A Canon Pictures, Canon Animated Films. Um, here's a weird thing. Canon Pictures, uh, not known for making good movies, but my God, I think all of them are very watchable, but they're all trash fun. I think they only made like two or three legitimately good movies out of like 400 films. Breaking. Breaking is not a good... Or you say that's a good movie? Oh, God. I mean, shoot. Introducing everybody to the world of breakdancing, showing that culture, you know. I loved it. It, it, was, it was huge. Yeah, it doesn't mean it was a good movie. Well, probably not Breaking 2, but yeah. No, I, I argue with you. Uh, Electric Boogaloo is the finest film mankind has ever created. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck you, too. <laughs> the first one is trash, though. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, voice actors oh. on... Um, E.G. Daly. Uh, Elizabeth Daly. Yes. Oh, God, I love E.G. Daly. And here's the funny thing is, I didn't know her from animated uh, stuff. I knew her from Pee-wee's Big Adventure and Better Off Dead. That's right, that's right. She was a singer in Better Off Dead. She even sang that song. Yeah, and she's she in Valley Girl. She songs in Scarface. What's that? She even sang some songs in Scarface. You know, did Shake she? It Up and uh, I'm Hot Tonight. She, yeah. She did a song in Summer School, the very end, you know, when they're taking the test. She does the song uh, Mind Over Matters. It's really good. Oh, oh my god, that is her. Holy shit, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, that was her. We wow. have uh, David DeLuise, the youngest of the DeLuise brothers, I think. I think he's the youngest. Um, the he, children of Don DeLuise? Yep. Um, Bill Fagerback, who everybody knows from Coach and SpongeBob, and M-O-O-N spells moon from the stand. Um, Reno Romano. Holy shit, Nicholas I've Gass. never even seen this name before. Now I've seen it twice in one day. What are the chances? This is weird. Oh, yeah, and then we got Reno Romano. Nicholas uh, Arlie Ermey. Oh, Arlie Ermey. I know Nicholas Guest from something. Um, no, I don't. No, I don't. I don't know who Nicholas Guest is. I'm a liar. No, I do know him. He's, his brother is Christopher Guest. I'm almost certain he's Christopher Guest's uh, brother. Hmm. He was in, Well, he was also in the uh, Mummy, the animated series. Yeah. He was okay, that is a weird coincidence because those are two different companies, and yet for some reason we've run across those names twice. Ryder Strong. Who was in Cabin Fever and I believe Boy Meets World? Am I wrong? Yes. He played his best friend on Boy Meets World, a show I've never seen. you never seen Boy Meets World? Dude, I was too old. Too old at that time. It'd be creepy if I was watching like, oh yeah, Topanga. Mm. I just love that name, Topanga. That's all I know about it. I know, it's show. a very exotic name. I'm not going to lie. And then she grew up and I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, R. Lee Ermey. <laughs> The greatest voice. Oh, we could forget of, him. Yeah, oh my God, he is. Uh, I, you know, what's funny is how many times did he play that military kind of guy, over and over and well, over. Well, because he used to be a um, gunnery sergeant. Well, he was a U.S. Marine Corps drill instructor. Yeah. Um, you remember in Frighteners when he pops up with the two giant guns? He's like, "I will take you out, you scumbag!" <laughs> Slices them right in half. I bet you're the kind of guy. <laughs> I'm trying to think of that one particular line in Full Metal Jacket. I bet you're the guy who guy wouldn't give a common courtesy to give a guy a reach around after jacking him off. You could suck start a leaf blower, son! 
What a homophobic character. Holy crap. He makes you feel like you should tattoo a rainbow on your ass and go around apologizing to everybody at every gay pride parade because you've seen Arlie Ermey in Full Metal Jacket. I mean, that's how bad it is. You're just like so filthy and dirty. Like, oh, God, it's so wrong of me to like this movie. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh. There's no way to end yeah, this no, episode. That guy, I mean... There's no way to end this episode. Um, Starship Troopers has that early CGI that we've discussed, like in Reboot and Beast Wars. Uh, clearly, by ninety-seven or no ninety-nine, the animation's getting better, but it still has that weird Much dead better. eye, dead eye quality, that kind of uh, smooth features, not realistic features, and um, kind of makes your eye spin around by itself, even though you don't notice until yeah. like later on throughout the years. And I, I do kind like, like the when series. nobody noticed that the priest popped a boner in Little Mermaid. I, what? What? Yeah, no, go cool. watch Little Mermaid. That priest marrying uh, Ursula in disguise, and Prince Eric was fucking. He popped a fucking boner. I had no idea this was a thing. This is crazy. This yeah. is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, no, it, the animation. I could say uh, after when watching uh, the Roughnecks Chronicles, it. Yeah, it definitely looked a lot smoother than Beast Wars and uh, even the, uh, especially Johnny Quest when they went into Quest World. Oh, yeah. In, in, in the animated series is closer to the books, like the way it was of Planet of the Apes. Um, another, oh my god, that series sucks so much ass. Um, but there's elements of Robert Heinlein's book, which now if I were to read it, I would be like annoyed as pro-military fascist bullshit. Um, but there's, there's characters in the skinnies was a big part of the book instead of the, the bugs. And the suits they use are closer to the book. There, there's elements there that meet the middle. So they bring the movie and the book together. And I think that's why the animated series has such a cult following because um, it pleases the fans of both the, the film and the book. True. And I like how they still like, you know, there's still that like tension between Rico and Diz. And of course, Rico eventually. You know, comes out and you know admits it to Diz that he Diz, that he that he loves her and wants a relationship with her, but she thinks she's changed because of the previous relationships she had in the show. Uh, you know, dating that one dickhead whose name I can't remember just to make her jealous. And then there's the other guy who turns into like this bug hybrid thing. And then of course, you know, they end up curing and she ends up redeeming later. But then now she's like, oh, I'm sorry, Johnny, I can't. I'm afraid you'll die. But the funny thing is, in the movie, yeah, they were to. Uh, Bring that aspect around. Oh fuck! Would that have been funny? It'd be funny if he was like, "Well, I hate to bring it to you, but hold on a second. I've read the script, and uh, ugh, you may want to get some action going right now. Call in sick tomorrow." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but still, I thought it was a. I thought I'm them bringing in the skinnies and like you know, really expanding the universe that you know Starship Trooper Starship Troopers takes place in was something you know needed to be done. Because I, I, honestly, if there if there were bugs out there, you know, I'm sure there were other intelligent forms out there as well. Kind of bring up this whole galactic alliance thing now instead of just the uh, united. And well, at least in that aspect, you know, the Earth was actually united. Yeah, I do. Right, just like in uh, Firefly. Oh my God, Firefly. But maybe not as uh, maybe not as fascist. Another series fascist. that was fucked up by a network. How many network? Why does Fox keep picking up sci-fi series and dumping them on Fridays? Haven't they learned? This started because of the whole stupid uh, Briscoe County 
Junior being dumped on Fridays with X-Files. Yes, it worked for X-Files, but after that, they should have stopped doing it. But every single year, there's some new sci-fi series with potential, and they dump it. The fact that Gotham has lasted as long as it does shocks me. Because maybe it's not so much a sci-fi show, it's a cop show. And that's why it's lasted. Minority Report was a good TV series that they just shit all over. I don't understand why Fox even bothers anymore. Leave it to another network, please. WB's doing fine. Let I know, in. or like bring it back on Hulu or Netflix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. However, uh, as far as like bringing back Starship Troopers, me personally, I don't really give a shit for it anymore. I'm like, eh, I've had my fun with it. I'm done. I'm over it. <laughs> Go on. That boat is sailed, baby. Go on without me. Okay, everybody. I think we've come to the end of our episode. Uh, if you want to see the rest of the episodes, if you want to send us thank yous, suggestions, Money? <laughs> um, I hate to say it, but we're at year four now, and I haven't made a single cent, and I've spent a lot of money. I, I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to set up a Patreon or something because it's time to get better episodes. I want to be able to pay somebody to edit these because I'm not very good at editing. I do not have the patience. I just uh, I half-ass it. That's just how I roll. I'm the Paul Verhoeven of podcasting. <laughs> So it's like, oh, so like, how do you divide the app? Like, do you divide, like, you like cut the cheeks in half, or do you, or do you take off one? Why would cheek? I cut? Why would I cut? How They're do, already you split. You perfectly part, part them, and let the farts out, and that's basically that sound you hear, the equivalent of this episode. Yeah, but that, but Come one off. cheek is only half an ass. So it's like when you half an ass, it's Come like uh, you just cut. Like, do you split both cheeks in half? Like, not uh. In a different way? <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, man. Okay, I get it. Oi, <laughs> babe. Do you remember two years ago when I we... I don't want smell the fumes here. It's horrible. <laughs> Do you remember two years ago when we decided it was a good idea to add sketches to our episodes? And I didn't oh, know what... yeah. I did the phone call, but you didn't know what was happening, so I just made fart sounds the whole time, and you had to keep in character. And you couldn't you couldn't even mention the gassiness until like the end where you couldn't take it anymore. Oh, if I had more time and energy, I would we would definitely do some more sketches. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> right. Oh man, yeah, no, you didn't you, you did get me there at that one, you son of a bitch. I'll get you, I swear I'll get you. Alright. I'll let get me, you back for the Let me start this over. stepping on my lawn. <laughs> We're shitting on your lawn? <laughs> Stepping, not shitting. Okay. And, oh, you fucking brick. I'll kill you for that. How dare you cry. <laughs> okay. Facebook. Back in tunes. Page. Hit like. Suggest. Listen. Um, have sex. Have sex with a unicorn. Enjoy your day. There's a My Little Pony movie coming out. I know there's bronies out there. Why? Why? Oh, the stories are really good. Sure they are. You sure you're not buying those little ponies and wrapping the tail around your dingus and just, oh, what a lovely mane. Oh, what a lovely mane. Do you think there's other fetishes out there like strawberry shortcakes that are called like cakeies or rainbow brighties? You know, um, Care Bears? Uh, um, Care Bearians? Care Wear Bears? I don't know. What would you call a Care Bear fan? The Get Along Gangs? Fuck. I don't know. I'm not very, I'm not very bright. Uh, I'm kind of stupid. Bronies, though. Fucking bronies. 
I know guys that would call in back when I worked in toys, would call in asking for certain My Little Ponies, and I almost could hear the Vaseline in their hand as they're asking. Yeah. I'm kidding, but then it would turn into or um, put vacuum or piggy hoop, uh, you know, put a uh, vacuum tube on their dick. Yeah, oh, it was that, or it's the uh, it turned into Monster High dolls. The guys asking for Monster High dolls, and you can almost hear him in the back. Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, tell me more about the doll. Oh yeah. That reminds me of fucking Grandma's boy when what's his name's jacking off to that Laura Croft doll. Oh my god. <laughs> and then like all of a sudden the guy's mom walks in and she's like screaming in terror. And he's, <laughs> this has got life life features. I'm sorry. You came with my mom. You must be the biggest perv in the world right now. We are the filthiest people in history. We have problems. All right. Uh, Jacob. Uh, there's been filthier. Send us out. All right, everybody. You know, as Michael always said before a show, I'm going to borrow it from him. Hold on, wait, wait, hold on. Let me say what I say first, and then end it with yours. That's the perfect. That's the perfect way to end it. Okay. okay. Namaste and good luck, my friends. And as Michael always says, be, be excellent, excellent to, each, to other. each other. Oh, was that all right? To say? Ready You're to blast to off? Yes, we're ready to blast off. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Back in Tunes. I'm Michael, and over there, well, sadly, Jacob is out for the day, so I'm going to be discussing the episode with his grandfather. How's it going, Jacob's grandpa? Well, it's going all right there, sonny boy. Oh, gosh, I kid you not, I've lived longer than most of these cartoons, so I know quite a bit about them. In fact, Jacob would, uh, he'd actually have me sit down and watch him with him. Take your nap. Go take your nap. Sorry about that, guy. I love my grandpa. He needed to get some rest. I don't know. Every time I've ever mentioned animation around him, he's like, oh, that bullshit. Watch a real man show like F Troop. (laughs) 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 Fucking Gilligan's Island. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my grandpa. Well, I don't know. My grandpa. Well, well, at least one of my grand, one of my grandfathers had a uh, a love for animation. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine, like, oh, how about that Gidget? You check out those legs. I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's about 75 now. So no. <laughs> gosh, I know. Oh gosh, yeah, probably. Yeah, same with Marianne from uh, Gilligan's Island. <laughs> I threw that at you. I threw that. In. I, I would give you no warning for that at all. <laughs> I just want to have you on your toes. No. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, I was pretty. I was on my toes. I, was, I prepared. I, I went with it. Don't lie. Fuck it. Everybody, it's episode one twenty six. Right. We are in our probably our third and final episode where we're discussing cartoons based on films. 
We looked at our list, and frankly, the rest of them are not so interesting. We may do another one down the road. I still want to watch Stargate Infinity, which I'm a huge Stargate fan. I'm curious about how the cartoon plays out. Uh, we'll, maybe we'll combine it with like, yeah. a space, something set in space or something. I don't know. Um, so this episode, we're discussing Clerks, Spaceballs, the Starship Troopers, and fuck me, I forgot the fourth one. I wrote it down. The Mummy. The Mummy. The mummy. That's why I forgot it. Jeez, that's a, that's a shitty cartoon. The, Brett, the uh, Stephen Summers Mummy film. Yeah, not the Tom... Have you seen the Tom Cruise Mummy yet? Not Boris Karloff or... Uh, did they even make one based off Boris Karloff's movie or the uh, Peter Cushing uh, Hammer film? No. Nope. No, there's been many cartoons with Frankenstein in it. There's Monster Force. There's the Drac Pack. There's Frankenstein Jr. Um... The Groovy Ghoulies. I even think there's one in uh, Gravedale High with Rick Moranis. Uh, Frankenstein, yeah, he, he recurs a lot in a lot of cartoons. Not so much The Mummy. Monster I feel Squad. Like Monster Squad. Fuck, did you see the Monster Squad doing playing on the 10th at Regal Cinemas? It's like five bucks. I've never seen Monster what? Squad on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I own both, and now they're doing digital prints. I kind of wish that they would... Uh, it's hard to say... But, uh, like, in L.A., they have the original prints. You get to see the grain and the fact that it just feels real. Whereas digital, I feel like, I don't know how they're doing it now. Do they just send out hard drives to everybody? Do people download it? How, do they, how are they transporting these movies around now? Uh, I'm not sure, but I do have it available. It is available on Hulu, and I have a Hulu account, so I watch it from there. Yeah, I have both on disc, so I, I, I think I'm going to Honestly, skip it this time around. Of, What's that? Yeah, I have to say, that uh, the way it was set up, um, it, I, it definitely had some potential, for sure. I yeah. mean, it definitely could have been a lot better, but, you know, it still, it ultimately was kind of a kid's movie. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. was like a, almost a horror movie version of Goonies. Yeah, and you know it was greenlit because of Goonies. I'm almost certain of it. And I was telling somebody that Stranger Things is kind of a love letter to that era where kids could do anything. You know, Monster Squad, Iron Eagle, Goonies, The Explorers, uh, Rescue, uh, all sorts of, like, uh, war games. I mean, it's just all about teenagers Red Dawn. Insane things. Red Dawn, um, Weird Science. It, just, it was a great era for combining the teenage John Hughes-style film with sci You know, it's like Spielberg meets John Hughes is what it was. Yeah, Spielberg meets John Hughes meets John Carpenter. That's what I saw. Sometimes, yeah. And, uh, well, I can't tell you what Red Dawn. I, that's just basically like some sort of gun nuts version of what he would love to do as a teenager, which is now a little terrifying. Yeah. It's right-wing paranoia, that's all yeah. it was. <laughs> anyway, back into the topic at hand. Okay, everybody, so let's start off with our first cartoon, Clerks. A very short season that was completely cut at the knees before it even took off on ABC. I was there uh, when it was on, and I remember they aired an episode that clearly was not the first episode. And I think after episode no, three, they canceled the series, and we were left going, what the fuck, ABC? And they were awash. And who wants to be a millionaire money? So they just kept airing this over and over and over every single night. And the clerks was just thrown away until it showed up on disc. And now that it's on disc, it's really cheap to get. You find it everywhere. Everywhere. I, I see this thing constantly for dirt cheap. I mean, I, again, as you just said, that, that's what the first time I watched it was on ABC. You know, um, I grew up watching, you know, Jane Son and Bob films in the 90s, you know, from, uh, well, I think my very first one was Dogma. And then I went back to the beginning, uh, I saw Mallrats, and then I saw Clerks, and then Chasing Amy, and then, you know, Jane and Bob Strike Back, you know, pretty much e almost every Kevin Smith film I have seen. Yeah, I, uh, I've That's seen... That's the one he's working on right now. <laughs> Dogma is the only one that I saw in theaters, I think. Um, Clerks is one of those that yeah, I found... Too. 
I found it on video and loved it. It was the first time I ever heard anybody reference another movie. No, that's not true. Uh, I forgot. He mentions the Lost Boys in Reservoir Dogs. And, but, but it was different. That was kind of a casual mention. This is where it was in conversation. Two guys just discussing Star Wars and other nerdy shit. I mean, it's a filthy movie, which is kind of its charm, is that this little tiny $20,000 budget film, it makes you think that anybody could make a movie that's good and bad, but it's a guy who basically saved up all his cash and used his friends and his skills, what he had acquired in his short time at film school, and made something that spoke to people. And look, it's been 23 years, and he's still a name. He's still making movies, though Yoga Hosers was a rough ride. I really wanted to like it, and I was like, nope. <laughs> I did. I, 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 I honestly did. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was just so fucking goofy and ridiculous. And it starred his daughter, um, you know, Harley, Harley Quinn Smith, and uh, Johnny Depp's daughter. Oh, God, I keep forgetting her name. And even he had an appearance in it, yeah. which I thought was kind of – it was kind of cool. I mean, you know, he, you know, he was, uh, you know, working with his, you know, working with his kids, seeing how – you know, showing her how it's like. And, you know, I thought it was kind of fun for him to, you know, just even take a small part. And he was just absolutely goofy and ridiculous. But then again, he's always been, um, he was in Crybaby. He was in a John Waters film. True, true. Which was just, you know, <laughs> uh, it's Johnny Depp. What more can I say? Yeah, he's doing basically his love letter to, um, shit, why can't I remember? Play Pink Panther, oh, Peter Sellers. It's like his love letter to Peter Sellers. It's a strange, bizarre, goofy character, and you can clearly see influences from that whole series. Oh, yes, I did. Uh, he did remind me of Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> now, did you watch yeah, the the, but, follow, um, the prior? So, uh, Yoga Hosers is part two of a Canadian trilogy. Uh, the first part is oh, Tusk. Did you watch Tusk? I still haven't. Seen, damn, I still haven't seen that. Now, in my opinion, but, it's his best film. It's truly disturbing. It's the uh, most mature, sophisticated piece of work from him, and it's hard to handle. It, it sits with you for a long time. It's his best work. I think that Red State are his best films. They're not fun like his previous stuff. But you can see that he's going in a different direction. That's why I kind of was disappointed by Yoga Hoser. Yoga Hoser seems like something would have come out post Mall Rats. Right. You know, it did kind of have that Mall Rats feel with like, well, with like a, a small like goofy horror element, not to be taken seriously. I mean, these little tiny Vienna sausages going around, falling <laughs> up inside your body. <laughs> but I mean, with the uh, yeah, with Clerks, I mean. Like the first clerk, the first clerk's film, like was definitely like you know more you know kind of a twisted sense of humor, very funny. The introduction to this whole like you know this whole kind of cinematic universe of uh, Jay and Son Bob, mm -hmm. and um, you know I thought it was like very kind of witty, uh, very funny. And even when it came to discussing Star Wars, I mean it did kind of make sense. Like all those people who had to build the Death Star, I mean you know all those engineers and everything. <laughs> Randall's argument saying that you know. A lot of those independent, all those independent contractors making the Death Star were killed in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> and and Clerks uh, Two is pretty good. They're, the horse scene was too far, in my opinion. But uh, they're talking about doing a third one, and they're really close a couple times. But I guess Jeff Anderson, who plays Randall, will not sign off on a part three, and Kevin Smith refuses to either recast or leave his character out, especially since you know Randall and Dante are the main you know, the core group that you have to focus on. Jay and Son and Bob, they're always going to be there because those guys are best friends. But you have to get uh, Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson back in the series. Yeah. I mean, that does, I mean, I don't know. I really hope Jeff Anderson does change his mind and be like, you know what, screw it, I'll do it. Well, it was cool that he came back for the cartoon. I mean, the way the cartoon was, I mean, it was, 
definitely like PG. It was toned down, you know, because it's on ABC. But mm-hmm. it was very goofy and just out there. And Kevin Smith was able to have a little bit more imagination. Yeah. And, of course, use all those, like, you know, uh, cartoon methods where, you know, characters can die. You know, characters, like, you know, could just get in all these weird situations without any, um, any major repercussions. Well, but, uh, I love the fact that I just it, couldn't it, have it, a PGJ or uh, Randall. That was just so weird. It is weird, but here's a weird thing: is uh, not to say weird again, but the difference between the cartoon and the comics. Have you ever read the Clerks comics? No, I didn't know there was Clerks comics. Yeah. Holy shit! There's only a few. They only did a few specials, and um, I had them all, and they're worth a fortune. I sold them when I really needed some money, but they're very funny. Oh, they're very clever, but they're also insanely filthy. But one of them is a Christmas special where everybody's fighting all over these uh, rare uh, Star Wars figures. This is back you know, 20 years ago when it was the craze. And it's just a fun parody of retail during the holidays, which is what the cartoon does as well, except it leaves out the filth. It keeps playing with the cliches of television. My favorite episode is the one where there's flashbacks to previous episodes, even though it's the second episode. And which was a cliche like on Facts of Life and other shows like that where they get trapped in a location. They're like, okay, we're out of budget, so let's just show clips from previous shows. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, I did notice that with Clerks. I was like, wait a minute. You know, after, you know, first w- watching it on air and then seeing them do those flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Then finally seeing all the episodes on DVD, I'm like, wait a minute. That actually did happen. That didn't air first. <laughs> I know this. Yeah, it's, it's annoying that the episodes aired out of order. And I know there's certain other things, like, uh, I know the Leonardo Leonardo, which is basically like a Donald Trump kind of character played by Alec Baldwin. How ironic that would end yeah. up being a thing. Um, trying, trying... <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> you know, for a while, I thought it was a guy imitating Alec Baldwin. I didn't actually know it was Alec Baldwin. I don't know how they afforded him, but Miramax must have, you know, chucked out the cash, and he's like, all right. You know what? I thought Alec Baldwin's performance was just very low class and low key. I thought it was terrible. It just goes to show his career is going down the drain. Fuck you, Donald Trump. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> uh, so he, he builds a bigger version of the quick stop, which is ridiculous. Because in the town that they're in, well, no, I guess it happens even today. Because you go to these small towns with like 9,000 people and they got a Walmart. And then downtown it's empty because Walmart wiped out all the mom and pop shops. Fuck you, Walmart. Fuck you for destroying so many small towns, including the town that I grew up in. No, I know. Shit. Leaves no, I mean, that does. That kind of like outsources and damages business in itself. And then they, pay, the, they pay their employees nothing. Fucking go tits up. Yeah, they pay them nothing, and they give them half the hours they need to survive on, so they have to collect money from the government. Um, but this wouldn't have happened if they had just not come to town and let them have their little... I mean, I remember I had a beautiful, wonderful bookstore with tons of great comics and every magazine known to man. And, um, and then it just went up in flames when Walmart came to town. But then all of a sudden, Walmart stopped carrying comic books. Funny how that works. Yeah, no, I, 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 God, every time I go into that, every time I go into one of those stores, I just, I just feel like gross. I feel so gross. Like, I don't know what it is. I feel like I just need to get out and need to sanitize myself. Ugh. <laughs> I dream though. I would think it'd be so much fun to work at RST Video. They don't get a whole lot of traffic. You get to hang out with your best friend who lives next, you know, works next door, kind of going back and forth. You know, that seems like a lot. I'm a bum. I mean, I I know it's not a lot of money, but that sounds like peace right there. But pretty much, uh, yeah. That's all it was between for Randall and Dante. That's why uh, in the se- I mean, hell, even in the uh, <laughs> in the second film, like at the end, they both uh, bought up. You know, got money from Jane Silent Bob and just rebuilt the quick stop and lived their lives there. Wow, 
I did not. Let's listen to the title of episode five. I didn't know this. Dante and Randall and Jay and Silent Bob and a bunch of new characters in Lando take part in a whole bunch of movie parodies, including, but not exclusive to, The Bad News Bears, The Last Starfighter, Idiota Jones and the Temple of Doom, plus a high school reunion. That's the title of episode five. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, was, that actually was one of my favorite episodes. It, it, what, that's, what it, what, that's exactly what it was. You know, uh, Randall plays Pyramid Builder, and he gets selected to be a Pyramid Builder, but he ends up being a slave. And actually has to build them by hand. That's crazy. Oh, we I do remember that episode. See, I didn't rewatch this beforehand because I've seen the show like two or three times all the way through, and um, I just yeah. didn't get around to watching it again. But I feel like I've made a mistake. I feel like I should have watched it again. I remember one. No, I... For some reason, Neo. There's a Neo and uh, Matrix parody kind of going on, but Kevin Michael Richardson plays the voice of um, shit. Who Morpheus. Played, Morpheus. Who played Morpheus again? Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Sounds nothing like Lawrence Fishburne, but I love Kevin Michael Richardson's voice, so I just like, hey, I'm just gonna ride with this one. He actually did, he actually voiced the Joker in the Batman. I thought it was a really, really? Uh, a really good take on it. I mean, he had that, uh, he always has that deep voice, I mean, he can't do nothing about it, but he had that, like, you know, that twist, that crazy, um, charismatic flair that Joker had. And that, that was something very different for him, which I which I did like to hear. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, no, that I think that was like the last episode when they did the little Matrix parody. You know, it would be nice during the heyday of DVD, like you know, from two thousand to about two thousand eight, when DVD was just huge. I mean, making these decent budget films for straight to video, it would have been nice if Miramax could have come up with the money to make the animated film that they so wanted to make. But there is there is a Jay and Silent Bob. Um, Groovy movie, which is animated, but it's the shittiest animation you've ever seen in life. It's, it's god awful. Mm. You know uh, about the cartoon. I mean, yeah, it definitely strayed away from what um, what those movies were. It wasn't as uh, it wasn't as clever. It was just like really goofy and off the wall. Yeah, you know? like it was a cartoon. That's what that's exactly what it was. Like there was every element of a cartoon in that show. And, and the animation but is good. There's I enjoy one thing it. I can't complain about. What's that? There's one thing I can't. I, you can't really like have a problem with or complain about was Silent Bob because, you know, he's always Silent Bob no matter what, PG or R-rated. Yeah. <laughs> I just blew a booger. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 damn sinuses. It's yeah. the fall. You'd think they would go away, but no, every day I wake up with a, uh, a fucking spaz. No, no, no. Your sinuses never go away fully. <laughs> They stick around with you all year long, especially when you get to be my age. Oh, Droopy, come here. You still look just as young. You still, you're still a big puppy to me. Come on. Come on, come here. I'll get you a treat, and then you can go to sleep. Now you're rubbing me in the right place. Oh, Droopy likes that. Oh, yes, I do. Touch the spot. That's it right there. That's it right there. Oh, God. Can you, can you imagine being a female dog and having sex with him? Uh. Oh, my God. That's it. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Don't forget to touch the beanbag. <laughs> oh. Oh. We're terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So another animated series based on a classic movie, Spaceballs the Animated Series. Oh, oh why did I God. agree I to so watch? I was so excited when they announced this on G4. This is shit. This is a shitty series. I could barely get through it. Did, and did you like it? Yeah, no, I definitely found it. I mean... Again, it's, you know, uh, it had to be toned down a little bit, you know, because, you know, on G4, it's PG. But still, I mean, it, knowing that, you know, Mel Brooks was involved with it, and it did parody on, like, you know, 
like what's been kind of going on with like you know certain franchises like with the Star Wars prequels. I like how they made fun of that. You know, calling them a sissy. It's like it's like sissy, but with half a lip. That's funny to you. And then uh, that's not funny. That's not no, funny. I, I, a little bit. I found it entertaining. And there's the episode where Lone Star is just like a total like just gaming out on Grand Theft on a uh, Grand Space Auto or whatever. Oh boy. Of course, yeah, no, my problem making with this, fun of uh, well, franchises it, and merchandising. So the, the funny part, okay, so I'm not going to question that. That's all subjective. Here's the thing. At this time, G4 had money. Um, I do not understand why this is the shittiest, cheapest Flash animation. This is something that Icebox, which is an internet animated company, which is completely independent. They don't really have any like names behind their company. And they're just doing it kind of like a, a punk rock version of animation. And that was in 2000 when they started. I think 99 or 2000. I would get if it was from their company. But this is G4. This is a network that had money. It had Mel Brooks's name. And they couldn't raise the cash to get better animation. It's, it's terrible. Mm, I will agree with you a little bit on that. I was a little taken back by the Flash animation. But, again, I thought the design looked well. But... The way it all walked out and moved out, uh, I might as well have been looking at a, oh gosh. A high school project. Almost like a pop-up book. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, but still, I mean, I like the, the voice cast was very spot on, like with some of them. I mean, of course, I think uh, the ones they were able to get, of course, Mel Brooks, because, you know, it's Mel Brooks. Yeah, he's producing um, it and co-writing it, so yeah, I totally see why he was behind it. All right, and then there was, um, of course, uh, Daphne Zuniga, she came back <sighs> in as uh, <sighs> Princess Vespa, I know. She's wonderful. I like her in the flight, too. Druidia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yes, and I'm glad. Glad, 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 glad. <laughs> and then Joan Rivers as Dot uh, for a few episodes. Oh, may she rest in peace. Stop looking up I my mean, She was a workaholic. She would always be working. So this is something, something she definitely would want to do. Plus, uh, did she actually like working with Mel Brooks, just out of curiosity? I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I would guess she would say no if he if she hated working with him. But then again, she's kind of, she was kind of a money person, you know. So I can I can see why she would just take it, even if she didn't have to be in the studio with Mel Brooks. Who 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 doesn't like Mel Brooks? That's a stupid thing for me to even think. Everybody loves Mel Brooks. There's nobody out there going Mel Brooks is a uh, dick. Um, what, well, white supremacists and neo Nazis they wouldn't like. Probably Mel fuck the Nazis. Fuck the Nazis. Right I deal with the Nazis. Here. You know how you deal with the Nazi or a white supremacist? Indiana Jones. Be Indiana Jones. Yeah. What did Indiana Jones do to them? Captain America. Punch them. Yeah. Captain America shoved a shield up there at Easter. Yeah. Who else took out Nazis? I know Wolverine took out Nazis in the comic books. He even teamed up with Captain America to take Hellboy. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying to think who else. It doesn't matter. Um... Yeah, those are the only three from the movie. Of course, by this time, John Candy had passed. Uh, so we do have someone filling in for him. Uh, Tino and Santa, I have no idea who that is. Uh, Rick Moranis, of course, has been MIA for 20-something years. Actually, I think just about 20 years. Uh, Reno Romano yeah, no, voiced his character. and No, 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 I'm wrong. He oh. voiced, uh, Reno Romano voiced uh, Lone Star. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Bill Paxton, maybe he was too expensive. I don't know. It seems like he would have had fun doing voice work. Uh, Bill he's, Pullman. He's Bill. Sorry, Bill Pullman, who is excellent in Titan AE. Um, so he he does do voice work. Uh, I wish he'd do more of it actually, because he's pretty damn good. You know, yeah, I know. Oh gosh, if they ever do another DC animated movie, there, there could definitely be a part for him in it. 
Yeah, a Walrusy and Justice Society film because Justice Society was the older group, and I would say he would be an excellent Sentinel or maybe Jay uh, Garrick. Yeah, or Alan Scott. Yeah, Alan Scott. Well, he was a Sentinel. Uh, Wildcat could be played by um, uh, Keith David. No, uh, David Keith. Yeah. Shit, let's just oh, do a, let's perfect. just do a live action version of it. Fuck the animated part. Let's just get these guys as the live action. <laughs> this makes so much more sense. And let's just get yeah. We just have to get a hold of Warner Brothers and uh, Jeff Johns and their money <laughs> and Joss Whedon. Nice. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, no, uh, I did think it kind of held up to uh, you know Mel Brooks's style of comedy, but at the same time, again, uh, as with Clerks, you know, what Kevin Smith did with Clerks, it's a cartoon, so he was able to have a little bit more fun with it. Um, like the first episode when uh, Dark Helmet's just like you know getting that stripper bot. <laughs> And uh, just like enlarging the breast so they like pretty much explode and knock him on his head, and then you get to see his past. Uh, but still, again, I I am hoping for a Spaceball sequel. I mean, as far as Rick Moranis coming back into Hollywood or Please. being in a movie, I, I uh, well, it's Rick Moranis. I mean, after his wife passed away, he left to take care of his kids. He gave up Hollywood. But it has been you twenty know, years. Sure. Twenty years, man. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Uh, maybe it's like if his son talks to him or, you know, Mel Brooks kind of convinces him to do it. Maybe he could come back as Dark Helmet. Well, if they couldn't get him back in a cameo for Ghostbusters, which would have taken like one day of his life, hell, an afternoon. You know what? Maybe he did yeah. just decide it was easier not to do anything else. Well, he does. He did do two albums, which are fine. The Agoraphobic, Agoraphobic Cowboy and uh, songs my mother taught me or something like that. I can't remember. Dinners at my mom's house? Oh. Something like that. They're good. Yeah, I think so. And then there was also um, uh, Brother Bear. He was one of the moves. That's right. I forgot about it. He has been doing... Oh, and, and I think he did a McKinsey Brothers cartoon, um, which is about the guys from Strange Brew. Uh, Doug and... Ah. Doug and... Fuck, I can't remember the names. <laughs> It'll come back to you eventually. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, this, uh, this does... Uh, Make me hope for a uh, Spaceball sequel that was announced shortly after, uh, you know, Force Awakens was released. Yeah, I don't know. He said that after Phantom Menace as well, I think, and that didn't happen. Mm. Well, he's only touched up on that genre once, and then uh, what? His last live-action film was, uh, yeah, Dark Dracula Dead and Loving It. That he directed, but he did produce uh, the producers, which is an excellent adaptation. I don't know, excellent adaptation. I don't know why I'm going into this voice. Um, it's a good uh, adaptation. Yes, it was. It was. It was wonderful. Oh, it just came out there, all musical, dancing. I could have been a part of it, but I was already doing something else. Robin Hood Men in oh. Tights would make a good musical. There's already like three or four songs in it. Yeah. Oh God. We're men. <laughs> we're manly men. Manly men. We're men in tights. Yay! Tights. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. That's one of my favorite scenes always. Though you know and he's going to have to. He's going to have to skip that. Yes. Because times have changed, clearly. Maybe. I don't know. It's Mel Brooks. He can get away with it. I mean, come on. I mean, back in the... Well, then, I mean, even with uh, Blazing Saddles, we using the N-word so many times. Uh, you know, the only reason he was able to get away with it was that Richard Pryor wrote it. Yeah. It would have had a point back then. I'm not sure if the yes... Well, never mind. I'm getting too wound up. All right. Let's move on to our third cartoon, The Mummy. The uh, poorly animated, shitty character design, but good stories. Good stories. I actually quite enjoy oh, yeah. the story. The you know the, the the tale that this whole series is trying to get across. But man, the animation is some of the weakest. I just feel like they were trying to cut back so much on the budget by cutting out any details whatsoever. 
Yeah, you know what did bug me is like this was on uh, I think the Warner Brothers the WB uh, cartoon block. Yeah, that ran on. A, they had yeah. money, so I don't understand what the problem was. No, I thought the voice of the voice work did hold up, and it, it kind of was like more the plot of the uh, the second film. Where, you know, the kid slapped the bracelet on, and now he's like, he has to find all these, like, you know, hidden treasures and gems and stuff. Yeah. But, again, I thought it still held up to the spirit and the fun that the Mummy movies showed. Uh, but, again, um, I don't know. I, I didn't really remember too much of it. It only lasted, like, what, one season? Like well, episodes, it, two, two short seasons. When shows air on network, sometimes they don't give it a full season, which is kind of the way it's always been with animation. If it's on a network, right. for some reason, it seems to be only 13 episodes, unless it's wildly popular, then they do more. Uh, and if it's a strip show, it's 65 a season. But yeah, this only lasted mm. two short seasons. It was the WB. It was kind of early on. And was it? Yeah, it was the WB. So back then, they were still kind of yeah, growing. Like they didn't have a whole lot of money. Uh, I think actually 2001 or 2002 was after the second Mummy movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was. And it had to have been because the going. second one is the one that jumps forward in times a decade, and that's when they have the little kid. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, I think Alex was only like, yeah, he was about 10 years old. All right. So the voice acting is uh, the son, Alex, is voiced by Chris Marquette, who a lot of people know from Joan of Arcadia, who was excellent in a movie called, uh, oh, shit. Uh, well, you know from um, Fanboys, uh, The Girl Next Door, Freddy vs. Jason, Infested. That's right. That's the one I was thinking of with the giant bugs. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that movie is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to look up Infested. Infestation. Oh, no, Infestation. Infested. Not Invested. That's with a V. Infested with an F. Stewie, go home. Your mom's probably worried about you. She still can't doesn't get the fact that you're an evil genius, baby. Get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, John Schneider as Rick O'Connell. Of course, John Schneider, you know, from Smallville, Dukes of Hazzard, uh, tons of country music stuff. Um, I don't know who Gray Delise is. Tom Kenny is Joe. Uh, Gray Delisle? What? 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 Is that how you said it? Gray Delisle. Delisle? Wow. You know, Isle. Delis- uh, that's the way I pronounce it. Delisle? Del- oh, you know what? That makes a lot more sense. Delisle? Oh. She's kind of hot. Holy crap. I'm going to check that she one out. She is lovely. She was also the voice of Catwoman in the uh, Arkham I, series video I, games. She's a, Oh, God. I've heard her voice in, so, in almost everything, almost every video game I have. Hello, nuts. Hello. Oh, gosh, man. I don't think... Oh, that is pretty tough to do uh, an Animaniacs voice. I'd have to work on it. Except maybe Wacko. I think I'll go that one down pretty much, mate. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Uh, Rob Paulson. It's hard yeah. to get his notes sometimes. Um uh, Jonathan, who I think was also played by a guy named Jonathan. Uh, Tom Kenny, of course, from SpongeBob. I know him from Mr. Show, the greatest sketch comedy of all time. Um, Bob he, and David. Bob and David, yes. Uh, he, I thought he did something else really. Oh, 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 um, not SpongeBob. Um, shit, Powerpuff Girls. Isn't he the mayor in Powerpuff Girls? Oh, yes, he is, actually. Now, not a lot of people he's know he's this. a lot of voices that you'd be surprised he did. Not a lot of people know this. But he grew up with Bobcat Goldthwait, and his name was Tomcat. And they used to go on stage as Bobcat and Tomcat. And then eventually Tom dropped it, but Bobcat got so popular at that time that he just kept it for years. Ah. Okay, you know, uh, speaking of SpongeBob, you know who's the voice of uh, his boss, uh, uh, Krabs? Mr. Krabs? No, I have no idea. Clancy Brown. No shit. Oh, Clancy, that's right. I love Clancy Brown. Who doesn't? That guy's fucking badass. Ooh, you know, if David Keith didn't take Wildcat, you know, he could play Wildcat. Aha! Clancy Brown, I'm sure, can get in shape. I mean, I'm sure he could still do it. He could pull it off. Fuck, he was a man mouth. You could do it if Josh Brolin could play Cable and get that shape. You could do it, too. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, everybody else, they got reoccurring with Kevin Michael Richardson, Charles Napier. Charles Napier was fantastic on The Critic. I think he sadly passed away recently. Most people know him as the villain in, well, one of the villains in uh, First Blood Part 2. Um, and then he's just a bunch of shitty direct-to-video movies, but he's just one of those guys. He's got a face like a baseball mitt. It's been, pre- been, pre- it's been hit pretty hard. Yeah, he's just got one of those faces where it's kind of like a Popeye face where it's folding in on itself. Is your like a baseball mitt that's been used too much. I aim to the spinach because I ate me spinach. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Oh, Popeye! <laughs> oh, my voice just cracked. Oh, Popeye. Popeye! I can't hit high notes for some reason. Oh, Popeye! Holy shit. That was disturbing. I think my balls cracked. <laughs> Good God, I know. I just scared myself with that shit. Okay. <laughs> I really hope that somebody picks up that Kenny Tartakovsky Popeye film. Oh, and they fucking put out the Emoticon movie, or what What the fuck was it called? Emoji, the movie? Assholes. And that even made money, too. One of the so. worst-rated movies, and it bombed miserably. I don't understand why. Why would you make Sony this movie? such stupid fucking decisions. Why would you show <laughs> up to this movie? It's dumb. <laughs> Stop it. Stop being dumb. I know. Anyway, uh, back to the mummy. Yeah, uh... As, as far as the cartoon went, uh, yeah, no, it's it was definitely trying to get the, uh, you know, kids more introduced into the actual franchise because, you know, how some parents are concerned, you know, showing the mummies, you know, especially in the first movie when, you know, he's all zombified and freaky looking and, you know, the, kill, the, like, the murderous little scarabs and, you know, all the, you know, mummies and dead people. Wait, what was this about? Around. What about this about murderous scarabs? Because I have a collection of scarabs just over here. Should I know something? Am I in trouble? Uh oh, gotta go. <laughs> uh, depending on the scarabs, like look under, look. I don't know. Are they labeled? Are they? Do they say like what their name is? Like what kind of what kind they are? Uh, says the blue beetle scarabs. Oh, we're good. We're really good. Yeah, no, no, no. You're oh, you're perfectly fine. No, if that's the blue beetle scarab, then you're good. You're good to go. If 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 it's like highly advanced alien technology, you're gonna be fine. But you're also probably gonna have a little voice talking in your head telling you to kill people or. Jump off a building saying you can fly, even though your asshole's going, no, you can't. <laughs> Speaking of, we have a Blue Beetle episode we've been talking about now for two months. Are we going to be able to do this one soon? Well, I'm halfway th- Well, I mean, uh, I haven't been reading it lately, but I'm halfway through it, and I'm loving it. I'm really Good. loving it. Well, our sponsor is curious as to when we're going to do this episode. <laughs> okay, I gotta, okay, I'll get up on my reading. I'll get up on my reading. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, back to the mummy. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm just glad that if they do like try and bring a mummy cartoon back, oh, who, I don't know. It's not going to happen, ever, dude. Is it's, anybody going to bring any cartoons back at all? I don't know. Uh, right now, the Tom Cruise mummy is under some hot fire in America, at least. Internationally, it was huge. Um, oh, yeah, dude. It's Tom Cruise. Everybody loves Tom Cruise internationally. Yeah, I love his movies, too, but I'm not so sure about this mummy. But, um... I do enjoy the first and third entries of The Mummy. I hate that second one. The second one's overblown. It's so many shitty effect sequences. Uh, I just Oh, especially with the Scorpion King bit. Yeah, oh, that, fuck, that, was ridiculous. That, that I'll admit was dumb. But the third one is cool as hell. Jet Li's involved, and you know they've grown up. Uh, the son's grown up now, and Brendan Fraser's got a little more like dramatic weight to him. Brendan Fraser, by the way, is horribly underrated. He's made so many good movies that nobody went to. Monkey Bone, people. Uh, Bedazzled. Oh God, Looney hilarious. Tunes back in action. Come on. What the hell's wrong with you people? Yes, he made Fury Vengeance. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I really hope so. I really hope that he does have a huge comeback. I'd like to see him. In some, well, he was also in um, Crash, although I thought that uh, that was highly overrated. A lot of people think that. I think it's all, totally here's, here's, here's whitewashed. Here's, shit. It's sort of. Uh, here's what bothers me a lot. Of, a lot of stuff like Crash is everybody's like, yeah, that's a pretty damn good movie. And then it gets nominated for an Oscar, and they're like, well, not that good. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, now it's shit. It's a shitty movie. Forrest Gump is a fucking great film. But for some reason, since it won the Oscar, people are like, oh, it's, it's fucking garbage. No, it's still a good movie. It's just, you know what? There was a lot better movies that came out in 94. So, yes, I get why you think, that's funny. Shouldn't have Pulp Fiction won? Ed Wood? Shouldn't that have won? You know, there's you know there's so many other better movies that should have won, but doesn't negate Forrest Gump as being a decent film. Of course not. No, it was. I thought Forrest Gump was a little, was definitely more touching. It's the one that plucks at your heartstrings. It's the one that gets people. It, those Forrest are usually the ones that, that win the Oscar. You know, it's that or like these horribly drawn out out of Africa. Have you ever tried you to watch know what, out of Africa? You know what? I'm glad one. What? You know what? I'm glad one this year. Earlier this year it was uh, Moonlight. I haven't seen that one. Did you ever see that one? No, I haven't. I'm really oh, God, behind on movies. See that. Of course, I've seen Triple yeah. X Part 3, but I have not seen Moonlight because I have terrible taste in movies. <laughs> I have a yen yeah. for Donnie Yen, so hey, well, I could, how could I not watch it? It was actually pretty damn entertaining. I was actually shocked. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The, those movies are pretty entertaining. And um, Ice Cube came back, so I'm like, okay. Fuck no, yeah! I was so excited. I did not know that was going to be a thing. Because I'm actually a big fan of Part 2. I actually hate Part 1 of Triple X, but I, I dig Part 2. And the fact that he got a bad rap for doing that movie, and it bombed so badly. And his career, for a while, was done. And if it hadn't been for 21 Jump Street saving his ass, I don't know where he'd be right now. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, Ice Cube's got a lot to fall back on. You know, he's he's still he's still like making songs here and there. He's still, he's still doing his thing. Yeah, well, he's having and a comeback he now. He's good now. Oh, yeah. But even before that, also, uh, fuck! I forgot. Damn it! I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, I forgot there was an animated series of Friday, and I love those Friday movies. I wonder if that cartoon's any oh, good. Oh god, yes, can't go wrong with those. Both of cartoon though. I did not know there was a cartoon. Was it that bad? No, I have no idea. I think it lasted a season or two on some station, MTV. I don't know. Let me look. Friday, the animated series. Lasted okay. only one season. Okay. Well, okay. I know. Before, hold on. Before we get back to uh, the Mummy or to the next cartoon, I do have to ask you. Uh, uh, as far as it goes for terrible movies, The Room. Oh, how many please, times have you watched that? Please make a cartoon of The Room. It'll be the greatest cartoon ever. Put it on Adult Swim. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, dude, uh, that gets me excited for the Disaster Artist. I mean, yes. that second trailer. The first trailer got me. Then the second trailer, holy shit. Have you watched the VHS love letter to Thor where it looks like it's from 1987 instead of 2017? Oh, that's Oh, no. I've seen that like pop up in like suggestions, but I have to wa I'll have to watch it. Oh, it's beautiful. Marvel cut it to look like an old wore-out VHS tape, and it looks like it's from Canon Pictures. It's that kind of like cheesy way of doing a trailer, and it's just, oh, it's yeah. beautiful. Uh, Friday was yeah. on, it was on MTV2, it only lasted eight episodes ten years ago. Damn. It's a bummer. Oh, fuck. Oh, well, I mean, well, yeah, back when MTV was MTV, and then just slowly died. Yep. Is MTV still airing any music videos at all? Anything? Nothing? Yeah. Uh, best of my knowledge, no. Anything music-related, or is it all, I'm 18 and stupid, and somehow I got pregnant again? 
Season two, and the only thing that's music related or is that my, they play songs during the show. Or here, look at my, look what I. It's like yeah, don't fall in my footsteps as a parent, aka my super sweet sixteen. <laughs> okay, let's wrap up this show. We have one cartoon left. Um, nothing really new in the animated world that I wanted to discuss. Usually we have some sort of news segment, but nothing. I don't think there's any animated series coming out at all. Um, but I did see shit. Uh, the Bumblebee movie is going to be directed by the guy who, uh, did the animation design on Kubo and the Two Strings, which, oh, grabbed my interest. That guy? Oh, God, I loved Kubo. Yeah. I'm curious if that's going to be, John Cena is the star, which, uh, five years ago I would have said, oh, God, he's, he's so shitty. But then I watched Trainwreck, and I'm like, oh, no, John Cena, man, he is a genius. He's finally got his talent, you know, that, that thing that, that. You know, remember the uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Dwayne, sorry, Dwayne Johnson, uh, back when he was called the Rock, was actually a kind of shitty actor. Watch Scorpion King, and then watch two years later in Walking Tall. Totally different actor. Um, it's amazing oh, yeah. where he is now than he was when he first started, because he was he was he made Hulk Hogan look like a Shakespearean actor. That's right, oh, brother. God, oh, yeah. yeah, when he first started, yeah. But um, as far as uh, seeing Dwayne, uh, seeing Dwayne Johnson. Um, because, you know, now he's, he's Black Adam. He's going to get his own movie. He's not going to be the villain in Shazam. You know, he, they're going to clash later. Lame. But, I mean, to have someone Lame. Uh, on physical par with Black Adam, I'm like, I, they'd have to cast uh, Shazam, uh, John Cena as Shazam or somebody else who woke up like no, that. No, no, just get a really good actor, but put that suit that Weird Al wore in UHF as when he was Rambo. <laughs> put that on. It'll work! It'll work, I yeah, swear! They said yeah, well, they did. Um, they are holding. Uh, they are casting Shazam uh, as two parts. You know, there's going to be Billy Batson, you know, the young teen. And then and, you've got to have Shazam. And Steve Buscemi as Shazam. Actually, it's Captain Marvel, but Shazam is the wizard who well, gave him the power. True, yeah, and it's also an anagram for the powers of the gods that he uh, possesses. But they ended up changing it to Shazam because now Marvel acquired the name Captain Marvel right, over right, right. Miss Marvel. So now they had to change it. So I was like, okay, that works. Whatever. Okay. Anyway. Oh, yeah. As far, oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of animation coming out, like, they're still not doing um, Young Justice? They're not putting in a season three? What? I thought that was done. I thought the deal was made. I thought we were good. Uh, I, I, was just, I was just looking up the updates on that. I thought everything was good. Like, is that going to be coming out soon? Right now I'm doing that, uh, that Irish gangster thing. Right? That Italian gangster thing. With my chin. Flicking my, yeah, flicking my teeth at you. Yeah, yeah. That's how angry I am. Oh, so that's what you're doing? You're insulting me right now? Okay, why? Why, do you not take me seriously? Do you think I'm a clown? Do I amuse you? Look, Joey, I was just saying that you made me laugh. I thought you were funny. How am I funny? Like, what? They got a big red nose and a fucking wig on and big shoes. Um, <laughs> making balloon animals. What if we just kept going? Like, making balloon animals. What if me and my friends got stuffed into this car here? How in the fuck do you mean I'm funny, Charlie? I'm just saying that you're funny. I almost almost got him. I almost got him, you motherfucker, you. (laughs) That is one of the most intense scenes. That scene makes me sweat. Just sweat, sweat. But I still say Casino is a better movie than Goodfellas. And Goodfeathers from Animaniacs. No. Yeah, Animaniacs is better than Goodfellas, honestly. (laughs) Oh, come on. Well, (laughs) I love them both. I can't necessarily put one or the other. But, anyway, uh, uh... 
We have another cartoon to discuss, don't we? But yes, it's Casino, the animated, the animated series. <laughs> <laughs> the extended footage where he bashes the brains in with a baseball bat. Casino. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, okay, it automatically failed for me because you can't make a PG version of Casino. Yeah, it's disturbing no, how S- Sharon St- Stone's character is much more subdued in the animated series. <laughs> <laughs> she's just high on Skittles. She's got sugar rushes. And, and she's like, instead of fuck you, she's like, fun with you, Joey, fun with you. <laughs> Either you hung up. <laughs> Are you gonna stop laughing? I don't know. You're not there anymore. This is awkward. Hold on. Guys, I'm dumb. The speaker I had Jacob on ran out of juice and I had to plug it back in. That's why he, he wasn't laughing. He doesn't find me funny. He thinks I'm stupid. I am. It's pathetic. Yeah, no, I was actually, I thought I was thinking out loud. I thought I was speaking what I was thinking, but I didn't. Which worries me that you wouldn't even think that. Like you had some sort of mental breakdown. The voices in my head won't stop. <laughs> I said that out loud? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. What in blazes is going on in Jacob's mind right now? Quite a bit, George Takai. No, please, get out. This is my room. All right, everybody. We're fucked around too long. We got to get real here, people. <laughs> Let's talk about a cartoon that'll shake your world and make you poop in your pants. We'll pause for a second at the end so you can change your skit. Here we go with Roughnecks, the Starship Troopers campaigns. I don't know where my mind is. What am I doing? I'm not even talking anymore. I'm, I'm clearly lost my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roughnecks. <laughs> Hoorah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, no. Good God, y'all. What is it good, good for? Absolutely nothing's fading. Ha! Whoa. Oh, God. That makes me think of small soldiers. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back to this. Let's get. We, we fucked her up for too long. God damn it! <laughs> this is how we do it. is how we do it, baby. Okay. So if you haven't lost all of the listeners, damn, fucking trying so hard to alienate all of you. Next time. <laughs> you don't have to try too hard, kid. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm doing a good job then. Excellent. All right, everybody. Roughnecks. Okay, I went and saw Starship Troopers in the theater. And I can't be one of those guys who lie and said, yes, I knew it was a parody that Paul Verhoeven was fucking with the entire film industry by mocking and uh, basically saying uh, our military can be fascist sometimes and that he purposely made all the actors shitty and that he was having a blast doing it. I was not that intelligent back then. It wouldn't be until I saw Hollow Man where I started questioning. I go, is Paul Verhoeven just sticking his middle finger up to the entire film industry? He is. And then I realized that Starship Troopers was a masterpiece. Otherwise, I thought it was one of those guilty pleasure, like popcorn films. Uh, It's weird that some people still don't get it, even though they've been told by every film critic and everything that's reviewed this film over the last 20 years. They still think it's like, oh, no, it's a pro-military. Hoorah, go America. No, dum-dum. It is not. It is our uh, his commentary on America going into foreign lands taking their oil or whatever and trying to wipe out their people for product and guess what using our young poor people as soldiers as basic cannon fodder to get their goods which still continues to this day yay fuck wish it would end pretty much yeah i mean but well rico rico was a rich kid a lot of those actually what was kind of funny is that a lot of those people were rich kids that is weird in the movie con- but I, I was kind of just thinking of how it is in general with our war so that was me adding that to it uh, if you look at ever since Vietnam, I feel like all of our wars are to get stuff. 
and we just use the poor and barely educated as our cannon fodder to get whatever it is this country has that we need so desperately because we cannot move beyond oil for some reason. And I don't get why this, um, it's from dinosaurs. There's only so many dinosaurs around and eventually the oil will be tapped out and there'll be nothing left. Did you guys think about this at all? No, we don't believe in dinosaurs. We believe oil was put there by some mystic power and we're going to have it forever. Exactly, but we're not. But we are switching to solar and many other alternative uh, clean energy resources. I wish and guess what? cars would run on frustration because, man, I'd have a full tank all week long. <laughs> or uh, Robin Williams suggested this in, his, <laughs> in a stand-up special, uh, Weapons of Self-Destruction. And he's like, here, hold on. I got it. The Ford Colon. You just... <laughs> Basically, it's like he's after he has surgery, and then he like yeah, has a cup of coffee, and uh, all of a sudden, it's like leaking out his ass, and his dog's like, you know, as a warning sign, he goes, he's leaking methane. He's like, wait a minute, methane. I'm my own fuel source. <laughs> and it's the Ford Colon. Me. And it's like, here's the advertisement of me with a tube in my ass. Hi, I'm Robin Williams. I, <laughs> I just ate a black green burrito and had a large cup of coffee. Care to join me? Fuck green, go brown. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I, oh, I miss Rob Williams. I miss Rob Williams so much. He did so much animated voice work that was just amazing, and he doesn't really get credit for that. I mean, everybody remembers Aladdin, but he did like three or four other things. I don't know. It just Burn Gully. Yeah, I just get. I get and he sad. also had a voice. He had a little voiceover appearance, a quick uh, voiceover appearance in uh, AI. He was the voice of that uh, scientist. That's right. I was telling. Uh, I was telling David where to find the Boop Fairy. AI is a anyway. great film, and I, I can't believe so many people hate it. Oh, it's so good. It is, I know, and it was originally Stanley Kubrick's film, and then Steven Spielberg finished it for him. Yeah, well, if Stanley Kubrick had made it, it probably would have been unwatchable, because I think he's the most overrated director in history. He's made one movie that I really like, and that's Eyes Wide Shut, which is the one that everybody else hates. Uh, Full Metal Jacket, it drives me up the wall, The Shining is shit, I watched the TV movie version instead. I've never seen 2001, well, technically I've seen about a half hour, and, I, and I'm out. Blade Runner, overrated. Okay. No, I'm excited about the sequel. I am truly excited Wait, about the Blade, sequel. Blade Runner was by Ridley Scott. Yes, it's boring. It's so beautiful, but it's boring like a girl or two eyes that I do. Mm. We defer. We defer on some things for yes, sure. Yes, I know. Hey, that right. Most people see it as a masterpiece, and I just think it's a boring. Just, uh, can I watch Legend, which you uh, okay. hated? Uh, I know. I do want to see the sequel too. I already heard some like early reviews of it, and yeah, people are like loving it. Yeah, so the USA Today, and I love Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I love Ryan Gosling. I like Dennis Villanueva. I love his films. Um, CNN, not CNN. Sorry, USA Today said that it was better than the original. That it just builds and builds upon this universe, and the stakes are so high now. It actually takes place um, within the same world as Alien. What? No, really? Yeah, no, it was confirmed. That's funny. Did you know? Yeah, like way before Alien. The guy who wrote the original Blade Runner also wrote Soldier with Kurt Russell. And there is a sequence in Soldier where he's in this giant ship, like, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Uh, I can't think of the word. It just had in my head. Uh, trash dump. Uh, uh, where do you dump trash shit? What? No, it's where you dump vehicles. Junkyard? And, you know, you, you sometimes you see like huge chunks of land with just ruined vehicles and people just go there for parts landfill uh, something like i don't know um something like that the dump <laughs> uh there um there is a giant spaceship dump there where basically all these corporations throw all their old ships and stuff like that but you see the blade runner ship in the background 
Um, so same writer, same company, same ship. So I'm telling you right now, Soldier is in the same universe as Blade Runner. Oh, I'd have to. Oh, most likely. I mean, yeah, no, a, a Tyrell Corporation or, or is it uh, Wayland Corporation? Wayland Wait, is an alien. Is aliens show up in? Hmm, interesting. I think Tyrell is what becomes eventually Wayland Corporation because you know Tyrell. Uh, their main logo was like all these pyramids, and Peter Wayland, I think, ended up buying the company out after the death of Tyrell, and it became Wayland Corporation. Holy shit! So then, technically, Blade Runner is connected to Predator because of Aliens versus Predator. But then in Predator Two, you see his big trophy room. You also see heads from characters from Star Wars. So Star Wars and Blade Runner are connected. That means Harrison Ford plays two different characters. Oh my god, my brain just exploded on itself. And we're not even talking about Starship Troopers. We're not even talking about Starship Troopers. We are fucking jerks. Because that's what we do. (laughs) Okay, now let's get back to Starship Troopers. Anyway, for Starship Troopers, yes, it was a parody and uh, pretty much the military-industrial complex in in its recruitment. But uh, I think what they tried to do with... um, uh, the Roughneck Chronicles, they, uh, they tried to, of course, market out to kids because it was a very mature movie and showed a lot of people getting killed and dismembered. That and is a gross, that is one gory film. Monster. Paul Verhoeven never shied away from gore. He loves it. He absolutely loves it. He admitted it, like, when I was watching the special features of Robocop, he loves violence in films. So he will not shy away from, like, blood and all that shit. I don't understand why he made the, I, he is a master at sci-fi. Uh, Hollow Man, Starship Troopers, Total Recall, Robocop. All great flicks. Uh, Basic Instinct, Showgirls. What? Why? Why did you want to do this again? I don't understand. Huh? Wait, Showgirls with Elizabeth Berkley? Yes! Paul Verhoeven directed that. You could tell the whole what? time. He just counting his money. Like, yeah, go ahead, whatever. Na, 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 da, 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 da. That fucking, I'm sorry, that movie was terrible. Oh, it's god-awful. So it's Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct is a, uh, a whack-off film before everybody got access to porn easily through their phones. <laughs> it was one of those movies that was only popular because of the sexuality, not because it was a good movie. I even liked Michael Douglas, and, and I just felt like he was slumming in that film. Uh, yeah. Starship Troopers. Well, so, what's that? Yeah, no, but uh, as I was going to say, with Roughneck, yeah, he definitely, it was definitely trying to market it into ki- market to kids. Yeah, this and, is the thing with the definitely mummy. definitely did not... The Mummy also, the, uh, Stephen Summers was directly connected to the animated series. He wanted to make sure it lined up with his movies, and Paul Verhoeven knew that there was a strong following for Starship Troopers, even though it didn't do that well in theaters. It did okay, um, but it had a huge following on video. And so he produced the series. Now, I don't know if he was directly involved in how it was made, or he just attached his name to it for a small fee. I don't know. He how. was executive producer. Yes, but that happens a lot. I see that, like... Wes Craven presents, and someone just went to watch Wes Craven and said, hey, do you like this movie? We'll pay you a million dollars. He's like, all right, now it's called Wishmaster, uh, Wes Craven's Wishmaster. Yeah, no, but he didn't even direct that one, did he? No, he just puts his name on as executive producer, but it's only his name. He, A lot of guys did that. John Carpenter, did, I think, did that once or twice, but I'm starting to get a sore throat. But purple. John Carpenter did actually do <laughs> Vampires. He did the first Vampires. He did, but... In the second one, I think he was involved with the ones I'm questioning are Black Moon Rising and Philadelphia Experiment, which I feel like they just went to him and said, hey, can you just look at this movie, and if you like it, we take payment to put your name on it? And it's like, yeah, hell yeah, that sounds like a decent... I would do it. I would do that on amateur gay porn. If someone paid me $1,000 to say Michael <laughs> Cook presents uh, All Aboard, you know, or whatever, you know, about uh, sailors getting it on with each other, I would do this because I like money and I have no soul. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> my, 
<laughs> I know, and the sequel would be Shits Ahoy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fucking A. I can't even come up with anything with that. I'm nuts. I'm sorry. Fucking I've lost my mind clearly over the last If you listen, oh, Michael, do you remember how okay. we started this show? We started the show, what, three and a half years ago, and it was you kind of doing the funny stuff while I'm sitting here on Wikipedia going, and so this lasted four seasons, and the producer was, and I'm like, just completely disconnected. <laughs> and now, clearly, you're the one holding the show together, and in about a week, I'm going to be in a rubber room going, I love hugging myself. Oh, I'm the best hugger ever. <laughs> I'm not sick, hey, but I'm not well. Like Come on. <laughs> All right, the voice cast on Starship Troopers, which lasted. Oh, yeah. Here's the weird thing: is it lasted 36 episodes, one season. Um, that's weird because that's a really odd number of episodes for a one season show. I, I would assume it was two or three. This is something that I saw on TV for years. I feel like they were constantly rerunning this. Did you feel like it was on for a much longer time? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm not gonna lie. It was syndication. It was kind of towards the end of shows being syndicated. I mean, after this, it's when cable took over, and then now streaming takes over everything. Um, and, and Starship Troopers still continues. There was a part two, which everybody hates, which I actually think is a damn fine film, even though it ditches the humor. The third one um, is closer to the parody style, but it's a shitty movie. It's not very good at all. Would you like to know more? Is that the one that Rico came back? Yes. I didn't like it very much. Yeah. And now there's the animated movies. There's two of them. Uh, Sony is making a ton of money off this somehow because this franchise will not die. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm surprised people are still even looking into or going back to something like Starship Troopers. There was a huge toy line. I remember that for sure. Yeah, I'm looking at this. Uh, Mill Creek put the series out on DVD. Mill Creek is a company that bundles up animated series for cheap. You can go on their website and you find like you know stuff that normally costs twenty nine ninety nine for six bucks. Uh, Mill Creek uh, has a deal wow. with Sony right now, so they've been issuing out a lot of their stuff. In fact, where I work, we actually got some of their bundles in. Uh, we got the Jumanji series, which you know we should discuss that before the new movie comes out. The Jumanji series. Oh yeah, that's right. Damn, I forgot. Oh, Maybe God. we'll do another movie one. I mean, right now we're talking about Friday and Jumanji, and I want to see Stargate. I think we have another one in us, but we're going to have to delay it because we have a Halloween episode to do. Mm-hmm. God, I love Halloween. I'm not going to lie. And we got the it Justice League. Me. It's kidding. I love it. I'm trying to look at where are their animated series. I don't know how many series that they have, kids. But That's a damn fine series you've got there, lad. I'm trying to look right now. They have, uh, right now for cheap, hey, I haven't even seen most of the stuff they have. Uh, Cops, JC and the Wheeled Warriors, Jumanji, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. Um, I love that one. There's a few others I've seen them have on there. Uh, for some reason, I am not seeing uh, Johnny Johnny Test, which I've never even heard of. Um, the Busy World of Richard Scarry. Uh, I feel like I'm plugging this company, but they do have a ton. Oh, Action shit. Man. World. Dennis the Menace. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the animated series. Uh, Street Sharks. What? <laughs> See if you're listening. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Archie's Weird Mysteries. <laughs> I'm trying to see what else is. Oh my saying. fucking god. Yeah, I was going to see if I could pull that one past you without you noticing. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going I'm to fucking hold back for a second, then exclaim... What the fuck? I mean, the second movie was kind of funny because it was by fucking Golden Globus, but yeah. a fucking animated series? That'd be great. Me? Oh, man. Canon Pictures, Canon Animated Films. 
Um, here's a weird thing. Canon Pictures, uh, not known for making good movies, but my God, I think all of them are very watchable, but they're all trash fun. I think they only made like two or three legitimately good movies out of like 400 films. Breaking. Breaking is not a good, or you say that's a good movie? Oh God, I mean, shoot, introducing everybody to the world of breakdancing, showing that culture, you know, I loved it. It was, it was huge. Yeah, it doesn't mean it was a good movie. Well, probably not breaking two, but yeah. No, I, I argue with you. Uh, Electric Boogaloo is the finest film mankind has ever created. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck you too. <laughs> the first one is trash. No. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, voice actors anyway, oh. on um, uh, E.G. Daly, Elizabeth what? Daly. Yes. Oh God, I love E.G. Daly. And here's the funny thing: is I didn't know her from animated uh, stuff. I knew her from Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Better Off Dead. That's right. That's right. She was a singer in Better Off Dead. She even sang that song. Yeah, and she she's even in Valley sang Girl. Some songs in Scarface. What's that? She even sang some songs in Scarface. You know, did Shake she? It Up and uh, I'm Hot Tonight. She, yeah. She did a song in Summer School, the very end. You know, when they're taking the test, she does the song uh, Mind Over Matters. It's really good. Oh, oh my God, that is her. Holy shit! Now that I'm thinking about it, oh, that was her. We oh. have uh, David Deloise, the youngest of the Deloise brothers. I think. I think he's the youngest. Um, the you, Children of Don DeLuise. Yep. Um, Bill Fagerback, who everybody knows from Coach and SpongeBob, and M-O-O-N spells moon from the stand. Um, Reno Romano. Holy shit. Nicholas I've Gass. never even seen this name before. Now I've seen it twice in one day. What are the chances? This is weird. Oh, yeah. And then we got Reno Romano. Nicholas uh, Arley Ermi. Oh, Arley Ermi. I know Nicholas Guest from something. Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't. I don't know who Nicholas Guest is. I'm a liar. No, I do know him. He's, his brother is Christopher Guest. I'm almost certain he's Christopher Guest's uh, brother. Hmm. He was in, Well, he was also in the uh, Mummy, the animated series. Yeah. He was that's, okay, that's a weird coincidence because those are two different companies, and yet for some reason we run across those names twice. Hey, Ryder Strong, who was in Cabin Fever and I believe Boy Meets World. Am I wrong? Yes. He played his best friend on Boy Meets World, a show I've never seen. You've never seen Boy Meets World? Dude, I was too old. Too old at that time. It'd be creepy if I was watching, like, oh, yeah, Topanga. Topanga. I just love that name, Topanga. That's all I know about it. I know. It's a very exotic name. I'm not going to lie. And then she grew up, and I was like, what? Yeah. Um, R. Lee (laughs) Ermey, the greatest voice Oh, we could forget him. Yeah, oh, my God. He is. uh, You know what's funny is how many times did he play that military kind of guy? Over and over and over. Well, because he used to be a... um... Gunnery sergeant. Well, he was a U.S. Marine Corps drill instructor. Yeah. Um, you remember in Frighteners when he pops up with the two giant guns? He's like, I will take you out, you scumbag. <laughs> Slices them right in half. I bet you're the kind of guy. <laughs> I'm trying to think of that one particular line in Full Metal Jacket. I bet you're the guy who guy wouldn't give a common courtesy to give a guy a reach around after jacking him off. <laughs> you could such start a leaf blower, son. <laughs> what a homophobic character. <laughs> Holy crap, he makes you feel like you should tattoo a rainbow on your ass and go around apologizing to everybody at every gay pride parade because you've seen Arlie Ermey in Full Metal Jacket. I mean, that's how bad it is. You're just like so filthy and dirty. Like, oh, God, it's so wrong of me to like this movie. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh. <laughs> There's no way to end this yeah, episode. Okay. I mean... There's no way to end this episode. Um, Starship Troopers has that early CGI that we've discussed, like in reboots and Beast Wars, uh, clearly by ninety set or no ninety nine, the animation's getting better, but it still has that weird Much dead better. eye. 
dead eye quality, that kind of uh, smooth features, not realistic features, and um, kind of makes your eye spin around by itself, even though you don't notice until yeah. like later on throughout the years. And I, I do kind like, like the series. nobody noticed that the priest popped up boner in Little Mermaid. I what? What? Yeah, no, cool. Watch Little Mermaid. That priest marrying uh, Ursula in disguise and Prince Eric was fucking, he popped up like a boner. I had no idea this was a thing. This is crazy. This yeah. is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, no, it, the animation, I could say, uh, after when watching uh, Roughnecks Chronicles, it, de- it definitely looked a lot smoother than Beast Wars and uh, even the, uh, especially Johnny Quest when they went into Quest World. Oh, yeah. In, in, in the animated series is closer to the books, like the way it was of Planet of the Apes. Um, another, oh my god, that series sucks so much ass. Um, but there's elements of Robert Heinlein's book, which now if I were to read it, I would be like annoyed that it's pro-military fascist bullshit. Um, but there's there's characters in the skinnies that was a big part of the book instead of the, the bugs. And the suits they use are closer to the book. There, there's elements there that meet the middle. So they bring the movie and the book together. And I think that's why the animated series has such a cult following. Because um, it pleases the fans of both the, the film and the book. True. And I like how they still like, you know, there's still that like tension between Rico and Diz. And, of course, Rico eventually, you know, comes out and, you know, admits it to Diz that he, lo- Diz, that he, that he loves her and wants a relationship with her. But she thinks she's changed because of the previous relationships he had in the show, uh, you know, dating that one dickhead whose name I can't remember just to make him jealous. And then there's the other guy who turns into, like, this bug hybrid thing. And then, of course, you know, they end up curing, and she ends up redeeming later. But then now she's like, oh, I'm sorry, Johnny, I can't. I'm afraid you'll die. But the funny thing is, in the movie, yeah, they were to, uh, you know, bring that aspect around, she- Oh, fuck, would that have been funny? It'd be funny if you were like, well, I hate to bring it to you, but hold on a second. I've read the script, and uh, ugh, you may want to get some action going right now. Call in sick tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but still, I thought it was a. I thought um, them bringing in the skinnies and, like, you know, really expanding the universe that, you know, Starship Troopers, Starship Troopers takes place in was something, you know, needed to be done. Because, I, I, honestly, if there, if there were bugs out there, you know, I'm sure there are other intelligent forms out there as well. Kind of bring up this whole galactic alliance thing now instead of just the uh, united. And well, at least in that aspect, you know, the Earth was actually united. Yeah, I do. Right, just like in uh, Firefly. Oh my God, Firefly. Yeah, maybe not as uh, maybe not as fascist. Another series that was fucked up by a network. How many networks? Why does Fox keep picking up sci-fi series and dumping them on Fridays? Haven't they learned? This started. Because of the whole stupid uh, Briscoe County Jr. being dumped on Fridays with X-Files. Yes, it worked for X-Files, but after that, they should have stopped doing it. But every single year, there's some new sci-fi series with potential, and they dump it. The fact that Gotham has lasted as long as it does shocks me. Because maybe it's not so much a sci-fi show, it's a cop show. And that's why it's lasted. Minority Report was a good TV series that they just shit all over. I don't understand why Fox even bothers anymore. Leave it to another network, please. WB's doing fine. Let I know, or like bring it back on Hulu or Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. However, uh, as far as like bringing back Starship Troopers, for me personally, I don't really give a shit for it anymore. I'm like, eh, I've had my fun with it. I'm done. I'm over it. <laughs> Go on. 
That boat has sailed, baby. Go on without me. Okay, everybody. I think we've come to the end of our episode. Uh, if you want to see the rest of the episodes, if you want to send us thank yous, suggestions, money. <laughs> um, I hate to say it, but we're at year four now, and I haven't made a single cent, and I've spent a lot of money. I, I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to set up a Patreon or something because it's time to get better episodes. I want to be able to pay somebody to edit these because I'm not very good at editing. I do not have the patience. I just uh, I half-ass it. That's just how I roll. I'm the Paul Verhoeven of podcasting. <laughs> so it's like, so like, how do you divide the ass? Like, do you divide, like, you like cut the cheeks in half, or do you, or did you take off one? Why would cheek? I cut? Why would I cut? They're already split. You perfectly part part them and let the farts out, and that's basically that sound you hear, the equivalent of this episode. Yeah, but that, but one oh. cheek is only half an ass. So it's like when you half an ass, it's oh. like uh, you just cut. Do you split both cheeks in half, like not uh, in a different way? <laughs> I'm I'm curious, man. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Do you remember two years ago? When we I someone spilled the fumes here. It's horrible. <laughs> Do you remember two years ago we decided it was a good idea to add sketches to our episodes? <laughs> And I did. Oh the, yeah. I did the phone call, but you didn't know what was happening, so I just made fart sounds the whole time. But you had to keep in character, and you couldn't. You couldn't even mention the gassiness until like the end, where you couldn't take it anymore. Oh, if I had more time and energy, I would. We would definitely do some more sketches. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> right. Oh man. Yeah. No, you didn't. You did get me there. That one, you son of a bitch. I'll get you. I swear, I'll get you. All right, I'll let, me, get you back for the, let me start this over. on my lawn. <laughs> We're shitting on your lawn? <laughs> Stepping, not shitting. Okay. And, oh, you fucking prick. I'll kill you for that. How dare you cry. <laughs> okay, Facebook, back in tunes. Page, hit like, suggest, listen, um, have sex. Have sex with a unicorn. Enjoy your day. There's a My Little Pony movie coming out. I know there's bronies out there. Why? Why? Oh, the stories are really good. Sure they are. You sure you're not buying those little ponies and wrapping the tail around your dingus and just, oh, what a lovely mane. Oh, what a lovely mane. Do you think there's other fetishes out there like strawberry shortcakes and they're called like cakeies or rainbow brighties? You know, um, Care Bears? Uh, um, Care Bearians? Care Wear Bears? I don't know. What would you call a Care Bear fan? Get along, gangs. Fuck. I don't know. I'm not very. I'm not very bright. I'm kind of stupid. Bronies, though. Fucking bronies. I know guys that would call in back when I worked in toys. Would call in asking for certain My Little Ponies, and I almost could hear the Vaseline in their hand as they're asking. Yeah. I'm kidding, but then it would turn into um, vacuum or piggy hoop. Uh, you know, put a uh, vacuum tube on their dick. Yeah, oh, well, it was that, or it's the, uh, it turned into Monster High Dolls. The guy's asking for Monster High Dolls, and you can almost hear him in the back. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, oh, tell me more about the doll. Oh, yeah. That reminds me of fucking Grandma's Boy. What's his name's Dragon, jacking off to that Laura Croft doll? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, like, all of a sudden, the guy's mom walks in, and she's, like, screaming in terror. And he's... <laughs> this has got lifeline features. I'm sorry. They made it. I can't help it. 
Like, it came with my mom. You must be the biggest perv in the world right now. We are the filthiest people in history. We have problems. All right. All right, Jacob. Uh, there's been filthier. Send us out. All right, everybody. You know, as Michael always said before show, I'm going to borrow it from him. Hold on, wait, wait, hold on. Let me say what I say first, and then end it with yours. That's the perfect. That's the perfect way to end it. Okay. okay. Namaste and good luck, my friends. And as Michael always says, be, be excellent, excellent to, each, to other. each other. Oh, was that all right? To say? Ready to blast to off? Yes, we're ready to blast off. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs>